0: wall back there is a black panel, blinky yellow light. You see it? Yeah. There's a Quarnix battery behind it, purplish box, green wires.
1: To get into that watchtower, I definitely need it.
2: How are we supposed to do that?
1: Well, supposedly these bald bodies find you attractive, so maybe you can work out some sort of trade.
2: You must be joking.
1: No, I have really heard they find you attractive. Look, it's 20 feet up in the air, and it's in the middle of the most heavily guarded part of the prison. It's impossible to get up there without being seen. I got one plan, and that plan requires a frickin' Quarnix battery, so figure it out! Uh Can I get back to it? Thanks. Now, this is important. Once the battery is removed, everything is gonna slam into emergency mode. Once we have it, we gotta move quickly. So you definitely need to get that last.
3: (laughs) Or we can just get it first and improvise.
1: Welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that says, I am hooked on the best film ever. My name's Ian. And I'm Liam. <laughs> I'm Ethan.
2: And I'm Georgia.
1: Yeah, I don't know how I'm going to do that, because I think I'm going to have some sort of vo- vocal file for it. <laughs> that was funny. Let's <laughs> <I'll> try it <that>. out.
2: <laughs> I tried to do the like clap claps and yeah. the thump thump, but then you started talking normally when they were me and I couldn't.
1: No, oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, so we're here today in the episode number 173, Guardians. Of the Galaxy. And we're not talking about someone who's really protective over their chocolate bar. No. That's not what we're doing here. For that joke to make sense, you need to know Galaxy's a chocolate bar in the UK.
3: <laughs> just, you could have said a Samsung If you're in the phone States, phone, That, would, far, been more, far, far away. that no. would have been more accessible <laughs> to our American That's audience. That's
1: true. Guardians of the, of, Samsung. Of, of the Samsung Galaxy. <laughs> <Yeah>. Volume. True, <laughs> give, it, give, give it 10 years. It's exactly what movies will be like. <laughs> yeah. This movie brought to you by the Samsung Galaxy. I'm watching a wrestling. Everything's promoted by like a business now. Uh, Our main event match is brought to you by Fubar. Fubar, a new series on Netflix, starring <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger and his daughters in the CIA too. There was a six month. I'm not making this up. Year. That's a legitimate, that's a legitimate show. That they were promoted <laughs> in the main event uh, of, of Backlash last night. That's so some shit. Yeah. <laughs> there was this awful
3: six month period last year. Where everything was like this episode of whatever is sponsored by crypto. Dot com. and then the crypto crash happened everyone oh yeah shit we can't make money anymore okay back to fuba
1: there we are so um <laughs> thank you for if this is your first episode or your 173rd episode thank you thank you thank you thank, thank you. you thank you last week we did the phantom menace more on that in a moment and we released the first in our media madness mm. uh, i'm gonna call it a series because it's gone pretty well so i'm gonna say it feels like it's a hit wasn't it a good fun it was good fun and was made the better for being joined by our friends of the podcast, some of whom I'm going to shout out right now. Ooh. So we want to thank. And she was there, Juline. Yeah. He was there for a brief moment, Hermes. All right. There in our hearts, James de Guzman, That's what I'm Lena saying. Oberholzer, yeah. Anthony and Davies, All right. Chris Peterson, Come on, Randall Silva, I hear you, Dwayne Smith,
2: Dwayne Smith,
1: the Yeatmeister, of course, Reverend Bruce. Yeah. Nate the Great. Ooh. We did hear the dulcet Scottish tones of Andy Dixon. Yes, he did.
2: Beautiful voice.
1: Holly Callen. Yeah. Cheesy with a fish on a bike. With a fish Ooh, on a bike. With a fish on a bike. Richard. And the cool cat himself. Ryan Kukat. And Canadian Chris Dykstra. None of those other people had dulcet Canadian tones. I realize they never stopped that clause kind of. <laughs> so <laughs> it <laughs> could imply was I was saying all those people yeah. had dulcet Canadian tones. If you want to know, hey, how can you help? If you're like, hey, how can I help support the BFE? First, thing you can do you can share the pod with someone. That's always that's always, always number one. Always, always. But step number two, you can always go ahead and you can uh, you can go ahead. As a car starts literally right outside my <laughs> no, door, no, I've no. got the windows open today, so I'm a little <laughs> bit self conscious. But you can go ahead and you can check out everything we offer at Patreon.com/slash BFE. We kept it simple for you. Yeah. So. Um, I think it's time for, well, let's just, let's just break the thing off a seal here. Georgia came by <laughs> with, like we're, we're totally just like, uh, it's going to be a very interesting audio format here to do this with.
2: No, you guys just get to try it. I'm eating the rest of it. Okay. Yeah.
1: So <laughs> Georgia has brought an absolute mini buffet of Wendy's yeah. with her. So a myriad of stuff. You, you need to realize that for us in the UK, Wendy's is somewhat new. For Especially us, yeah. where we are, brand new where so we this are. is the brand new thing. Everyone's going gaga for this American eatery. they the square to the point, ones,
2: yeah. The square ones. They had um. a security guard on the door.
1: Really? Yeah, because oh, a it's the town. It's it it is.
2: But two, it's brand new open.
1: Yeah.
2: Know, wow. Trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He There's, was really lovely. He opened the door for me both times.
1: There we go. Yeah. He only opens it once on your way in and on your way out. I mean, you're carrying stuff on the way out. I mean, jeez. <laughs> So, how do you want to do this? This is your, this is your thing. Georgia rang me just before she said, should I get some Wendy's? And I went, yeah, it sounds like it could be good content. I'm very aware looking at the timer today that we have (laughs) like last week's was four hours on like 20, no, like 18 pages. Yeah. We have 20 four pages today it's an oh anthology my God. so
2: so should we all just quickly try everything well, and then just munch as we go
1: go ahead yeah I mean, i'm gonna do less munching than everybody else but why don't yeah. you go ahead and say what, what what do we have available for us here
2: what do you remember from wendy's
1: <sighs> i remember the baconator
2: we do have a baconator oh okay oh, really? cool. I, one it is. Cool. I knew you'd say that yeah. like that's <laughs> why
1: there's a baconator remember there's a spicy chicken sandwich yeah, that one um, Let's this one <laughs> geez, it's, it's just so much foil they actually foil. in foil,
2: yeah. There he is. There's a baconator, right? There's a baconator
1: I there. quite like it in the foil. So, yeah. yeah I'll take a bite leafless. in a moment, and then what do we do? We're just going to sort of sp- yeah, shift us around? Yeah, go for okay, it. Okay, so someone's going to have to c- like talk while I bite. That's kind of how this works. Okay. Yeah, so and as, here
0: we see
1: as- <laughs> Ian
3: even prepare, and he takes the bite, chewing at the top of the burger, still chewing, processing, masticating all of the flavors throughout his palate. I wonder if it's taking him back, like that old guy in Ratatouille when he eats the Ratatouille at the end of Ratatouille.
4: It's a primal (laughs) thing we are watching here and observing. (laughs) He's
3: he's really contemplating it. That
1: is, (laughs) that is what I don't know as far as Samuel Jackson, but I'm gonna go. That is a tasty burger, (laughs) but that's not a Royale with cheese. (laughs) No, it's very. (laughs) It's very beefy. (laughs) Yeah, it's very beefy. Like there's no mistaking that you're eating that you're eating a proper. Like, it's been cooked. It's been cooked there. Because it's been in flow, everything's kind of melted into one sort of flavor yeah, palette in, in, like, in, like, in, like, a good way. Yeah. So
2: That is better than a standard cheeseburger at McDonald's. No, it's
1: better. So, yeah, so I was asked, like, what level are we looking at here? I said, don't think this is, like, a five-guys experience, guys. It's not what this is. But this is a step, in hindsight, this is a step up from... Um, it's a step
2: up from McDonald's and Burger King.
1: McDonald's and Burger King. Well, I like a Burger King. I, I do.
3: I don't oh, gosh, think there's such a thing as a good McDonald's burger. I've always preferred I always prefer. I
1: actually ha- broke down and had a McDonald's for lunch today, and was re- heavily disappointed, as I always am.
2: So when I called and was I'm like, "Do gosh. you want Wendy's?" Well, I was like, "Just a, just
1: I just, ate, I just, ate like, <laughs> I just ate one of those like, little steakhouse stacks or whatever it is they call them." I feel over like here. these are beefed up kind of
4: uh, McDonald's. You know, room. they're like. McDonald's but on steroids. I don't
1: think you can, you can Overlook the foil I think the foil Is a it way to help. keep To keep the heat in Absolutely When I drive home with McDonald's And I live all of what 10 minutes from the McDonald's yeah, If you want to go to The closest one right Yeah Stone cold You said yeah. it yourself right yep, yep. No matter what I do It's going to be like that This has been yep.
2: Almost an hour Yeah Now
1: That's amazing that's Obviously the really cool. stuff In the cardboard I don't, no, that That's not going to be gonna as good, good.
2: No. What were you really disappointed by When you didn't think They had it on the menu Was it the
1: spicy nuggets The spicy nuggets is there a
2: spicy nugget? The spicy nuggets The spicy nuggets <laughs>
1: This is this is smaller than a standard these McDonald's are tiny, nugget.
2: Tiny, yeah.
1: What did they charge you for these?
2: Um, I added them on, so they were two pounds.
1: Two pounds for what? You yeah, get four of these or yeah, three? Four. Th- four. That's fifty p. I'm holding here in my hand. Yeah. Oh. No. Okay. So on a pure cost basis, not as good.
2: The burgers in general are not. Eat while I'm talking. Oh my goodness! You've got a
1: dipping sauce. <laughs> if you bring me a dipping sauce, I need to have the dipping sauce. <laughs> have, we, have we not met? This is this is this is very much a me thing. <laughs> So Ooh. what kind of dipping sauce am I looking at here? Uh,
2: this is a garlic sauce. It's a Heinz garlic sauce. Okay. And there's a Heinz sweet chili as well. Um and oh, I gone that for was the pretty sweet much chili. the only other options that they had yeah, in really like su- ketchup not and barbecue.
1: Not really a huge sweet chili, guys. So I'll try the ranch. Here we go. Oh nice.
2: It's not ranch, it's garlic, mayo, <laughs> <laughs> two different things. <teams. laughs> um but yeah, no, the burgers themselves are really That's quite expensive, but then if you add them into a combo meal, they work out really quite reasonable. It's quite is they're obviously playing the aftertaste has it. got
1: a bit of a kick to it I quite these are it. the spicy ones mm. yeah 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 yeah. it's nice i was gonna say there's no spice in that but actually as you come to the end of it yeah yeah, yeah. it all comes in the back half it does doesn't it i don't know what to make of that <laughs> no because i kind of like having the spice as i'm eating it but they're yeah, like no yeah. no no, food first spice later <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. <A bit> backwards. <laughs> i guess it's, it's
3: a- like if you're having a whole like multiple at, at a time it's sort of feels regular by the second nugget. It's a
1: builder. It's the yeah. Star Wars prequel of a chicken nugget. Like, I, <laughs> dramatic irony. I know we're supposed to be spice. Oh, wait, there it is. <laughs> 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 it's a bit of a chore getting there, but yeah. We, got, we oh, say that knowing we're doing the second them. one next year and it's a drop. Just a couple of Wendy's fries.
2: Gotta try them, gotta see what they're like. Standard chips.
1: Wendy's fries. Uh, I'm not a big McDonald's fries guy. I'm a big Burger King fry guy, so. cool oh, nice and salty. hmm huh?
2: I was warned that these are really quite salty.
1: Okay, so I quite like the saltiness. There you go. Mm. As we all decided and to, to take a
3: <laughs> contemplating: <laughs> is it salty? Is it not salty enough? <laughs> is it got MSG or whatever the Americans put in their food?
1: But is there a small coating around the outside of the chip, which which I quite like? That feels nice, does Skin um, on
2: as well, they skin on sto- fries. It
1: stops it from being, like McDonald's chip goes cold, it just kind of goes kind of limp. Yeah, of limp and yeah, mm, that. Limp. And and they're not salted for some reason. McDonald's decided a while ago to stop salting their fries over here. Have they? Well, it must be, because they, 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 they never would really have much, no, yeah. not as much as they used to. Oh, okay.
2: Standard nug.
1: A standard nug. Yep. Okay. Okay, so you get, uh, th- I don't know about how your experience goes. This feels like it's a bit more substantial than my spicy. Oh, no, night.
2: these ones are tiny in the bottom.
1: Oh, are they? Really? Yeah, I, I they've different
2: shapes, yeah. Uh, these
1: don't seem as good as the McDonald's ones. Oh well, we haven't had it yet. This but is like my own personal muck thing. Okay, I'll try the sweet chili this time because th- there's, there's no spice on this one to begin with. No. So here we go. Oh, there we are. I so sweet chili. This country loves sweet chili. You guys put sweet chili in anything. I love it. Yeah. So... I've got to it's remember a good stop, crunch. I've got to stop leaning into the mic as I eat. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're, we're going we're to debut something in a minute. I said, that Georgia, you know, we're. We're, we're, we're doing we're,
2: this, we're, this bit first. We'll,
1: we'll do the old mic first.
2: <laughs> so, there's a hint there to what hint we're you. Okay, you
4: can, you can yeah. eat your, your nugget with the sweet chili dip.
2: It, it kind of makes it taste like just a sweet version of the spicy nugget. Yeah, it does. Like they're very similar. Other, yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. it's the same nugget, but like, it's very similar, other than it's just got the sweet kick on the front, which I quite like. I'm starting
4: to think I should have probably used that sweet chilli dip with the the, the... the spicy nugget. Yeah, spicy
2: nugget. Yeah. I think it's a higher quality chicken. In the what in that one just, yeah. Or yeah. you had a bigger one though So it might just be A better piece of breast
1: I don't know But I'm, like, I haven't had a piece Of chicken like that At a McDonald's Unless it's been Like the breaded one In the sandwich Oh sorry Yeah no it's uh, better chicken yeah, Than yeah, McDonald's yeah. Absolutely that's what I'm yeah, saying Sorry I thought sorry, you no, 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 Not in the spicy No 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 mm. So then uh, George is cracking over some, some literal crackers As um, she's got chili You
2: have to There's, there's a standard I'm well, we, none terrified
1: It's going to end up All over the road Or my floor <laughs> Or something they do. Well I'm literally Going
2: to like pass it to yeah, you Yeah but do chili Yeah they susta- sta- 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 they've sta- they've done, done chili there,
1: ever they? since they first opened in the States in like 1950, whatever. Chili was on the menu on day one. Well, well. I Do you know can guarantee- where huh?
2: I know a fact about the chili. Is
1: it because you use all the day-old hamburger stuff in there? Yeah, because yeah. it's all
2: fresh meat. They it's can't all fresh freeze meat. It. Yeah,
1: so they it just goes to put in the chili
4: for the next day. I can guarantee you this. This is not going to be as good as your chili. And that
1: is a fact. Well, there's going to have meat in it, which mine doesn't have, actually.
2: There is a spoon and a bit of cracker for you. I'll use cracker. Go for it.
1: He's a cracker.
2: He's a cracker. We are not cracker. Polly want a cracker.
4: <laughs> Great song. Welcome to our film podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about Nirvana, Polly.
1: Ooh. I'm not so not sure. What? Oh, okay.
4: Hmm. <laughs> What's the... Uh, There's some
3: processing
1: going on here. There is. I like it. I mean, if you want to go in there and you want to get a little bit of... Sometimes you sit there and you go, oh, I really want... I don't want to cook Or I don't want to whatever I just want something easy To be like I don't want a I don't want a Burger mm. I've had a lot of burgers Or all fast food burgers Or whatever That chili will warm me up From the inside On like a winter's day I
2: like that a lot That's That feels very home cooked No
1: it's, it's good it's, They've that done nice. a good job on It's that. interesting yeah. Tim Hortons does a chili And it's a It's a huge seller uh, Tim Hortons being the Canadian coffee chain that you might remember if you've seen. Uh, I've
4: never heard of a Tim Hortons before. <laughs> Anybody think I've got a Canadian friend? If <laughs> there's, <laughs>
3: there's a Tim Hortons near where my girlfriend lives, and now I really want to go there just so I can ask some chili.
2: This. I'm this not sure if it's made of it over.
1: I'd be very curious to see if it has. Oh God, I hope so. i that's nice. That's uh, really good. So, so my, my, my chili's just taking it down step, has it? No, <laughs> no, but it is nice. And then what do we got left? Isn't the frosty?
2: uh no, we still two burgers though. oh my word <laughs> uh double dave or whatever it is dave's double
1: they da- oh, are dave's double this yeah. was very highly but regarded didn't get a
2: single or a triple i went for the one in the middle because that made the most sense to me to go for the dave's double which as ethan did say earlier they are square shaped
4: they are square
2: uh burgers um in a round in a round um bun, bun. sorry we just dripped something so i was got distracted
1: on the road, called it. <laughs> you did call it. Was it was you. <laughs> you handed over a burger. Oh, everyone's like, we're in foil. Oh, okay. This has got more sauce in it, by the way. So it's good. got lettuce and tomato. Oh, it's okay. probably their answer to a Big Mac. Oh, okay. I'm so, going
4: gonna, gonna to pre-do this. Not
1: as iconically Big Mac, but it feels more like I've got real ingredients in there as opposed to a Big Mac, which feels like, yeah, you assembled some stuff. That feels like if I tried to have a go at it at home, I could do that.
2: This is very, very nice. That's I a compliment. Like that
1: a lot. Yeah. yeah.
2: I like that a lot. Okay, I will crack out the chicken one that we've got whilst he's do- Liam's eating that so that we're a bit quicker.
1: Because,
2: yeah, long film. Well, not long film. Well, it isn't a short film, is it,
1: actually? It's not it's... a short film, but it's definitely not a short review. No.
2: Uh, this was the classic chicken burger, so I'll try that. Thoughts, Liam?
4: Mm. Actually, I could I could have one of those. That's what, nice.
1: What's this, the, uh, the, 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 the Dave's Double? Yeah, Dave's yep.
4: Double, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think I don't think I'm ever going to go back to McDonald's. <laughs> this
2: is this is surprisingly good. I'm did, enjoying this a lot. Did
1: they have the spicy chicken on the menu?
2: Uh, I believe so. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I just didn't get just, no. Just, just, I just for my everything, own everything,
1: edification. My God like. Wait, my did God you bring is, that as well?
2: There's a
4: potato
1: yeah. as well. Oh jeez.
2: You can. This is all in meals, so this is three meals worth. But that you can cool. you can add things and, like combo things. I'm so going try the
1: chicken here.
3: Is that a piece of fried chicken? I'm or a like big fan
1: of the chicken, chicken, so I'm hoping it's a piece of fried chicken.
3: Ooh. Yeah. That's fried. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a crunch
2: to it. I
4: don't know. Is he's having a good old... Uh...
2: It's good.
1: He's having oh. a good old it. He's got some mayo Got some, some uh tomato. Pickle? Oh on a pickle. Yeah, I love one? a pickle. Mm. You couldn't can't you couldn't add pickle. extra
2: pickles though, which makes me sad. But you oh, no? could. You it's it's could, a while
1: before McDonald's got there. Absolutely reason. You itself. could
2: add bacon. You could add a mustard sauce, I think, and you could add a uh, avocado as well.
1: So what, what's this? Just a jacket potato? This is
2: a cheese and bacon jacket potato because with none of our places do jacket potatoes. So I was like, "God, got have it. Got see what it is." Interesting
1: because this is a country that already has like places that will serve you jacket potatoes for dinner anyway. But
2: not in our fast food places. Mm. Not say. fast food places. No, you're wrong. You're not wrong. I'm judging it because I love a good jacket potato. I like that
1: too. What the chicken? Yeah, chicken's lovely. Yeah,
4: yeah. I like I like having that um, lettuce and tomato and all that. I like a BLT, you know. Oh,
2: mate!
4: So this, this jacket is potato. Really <laughs> it's good. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> right.
2: I wasn't expecting it to be good because the outside doesn't look the, the the skin the jacket isn't crispy. But so
1: visually, you look at it and you go, "Okay, there's nothing nothing much here to look at."
2: No, but the, it, it tastes it's good. good. Uh huh.
4: All right. Sometimes you, when you cook a jack of potato, you need to cook it and then let it
2: sit for a bit. Yeah, and it, that do, do has you know I mean? been left to sit yeah. in cheese and bacon, and it is, is really nice. I'm a very happy girl right now because I get to eat this food!
1: <laughs> yeah? She's not wrong.
2: Oh, whoa.
1: <laughs> That's a good jack of potato.
2: Then the last thing that we have is a chocolate frost, frostini, is it called? Frosty. Frosty, that is melted slightly because obviously it's been an hour. Yeah. There's still still some substance to it, and they were advertising that you have to dip chips in it. I
1: was gonna say, should you get yeah. to it? Chips in the in the in the frosty is a tradition. Dude, I've been doing this since I was a kid. The mix of the salt and the sweet is uh considered a I
4: used to dip chips in my yard <laughs> when I was Ethan like, just
1: watching the salt when I was like five. It's okay.
4: I've
3: got uh well I have just emptied my bottle of orange juice, but uh, same I've thing. got some juice. Same yeah, it's thing.
2: always that all is, the same. That is good, I like that. The, that is the I'd love to say this was us
1: announcing that we got a we got a sponsorship from Wendy's, but it's not <laughs> not, not the case. Not
3: yet, at least.
1: Nice, <laughs> yeah, once this is over, juice. Yeah, this is very. It should be a lot thick. It should be a lot. It, thicker it was than a lot yeah. thicker than
2: that. Yeah, no, that is that is just the time that's done that to it. Unfortunately, um,
4: it is. Um, it's hard to talk and eat, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean you're experiencing all these like flavors and all this like? Um, well,
1: that's a shame. The frosty, you don't get the proper feel for it, but that no. is just time and heat yeah. and the time of year it is.
4: Because that, that is quite warm out there today, isn't it? For a change. It's
2: actually been quite warm today. It's
4: been <laughs> well, there we go. Well, 12 you, minutes Georgia. of eating Wendy's. Thank you, Georgia. Was, feel free to lovely.
1: keep you snacking away at that. Hang on. What was your favorite out of all that? Okay, interesting question. Uh, the jacket potato was surprisingly good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the chicken nugget in general we're, we're very good but if and then for for a burger i guess i would oh, the chili was good too. for a burger i'd give my vote to the oh probably the, the bacon eater for what it is so that, that dave's big big double dave or whatever it was called i could easily have that yeah same, same yeah so. same, same and i love that chili that was nice. generally i think i'm just sitting here going if if, if, you, if you're like should i go try wendy's out if you're in the uk yeah you by like, all means absolutely. if you're from the states Maybe it's been a while awesome. since you had a Wendy's. Go have it. <laughs> it's, it's good stuff. then what you missing. And if you're from Canada, we never go to Wendy's. Like There's a Wendy's in every town, but we never go to it. Go, go to Wendy's. And if you're somewhere else in the world, see Find if you have a Wendy's. Wendy's. Go see if you got one. Um,
2: honestly, price point-wise, this is a lot of food.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of food.
2: Um, came to about 30 quid. That's not what? bad for the no, much
1: food. You've you, you brought an absolute feast of, of food on the there's table three there. Three burgers, Absolutely. chili,
2: chips, a jacket potato, and two things of nuggets, two drinks, and a frosty. Yeah. That's, it's not, I'm not complaining about that.
1: No, it's reasonable. I mean, you know, think about what you'd, you'd pay for. Like but not the same thing, but imagine what you'd you pay five guys, right? For yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the for burgers, a burger. yeah.
2: um was I think this one would have been six ninety nine on its yeah. own, and one of the bigger ones was like eight ninety nine on its own. And but I if went, you get
1: it as part of the combo, yeah, right? it was
2: like eleven pounds for everything yeah. plus nuggets, and it, yeah, it just didn't make sense not to. Yeah, anyway,
1: to have the combo. Thank though, you for that. That's, that's a lot yeah. of fun, and occasionally we stumble upon a couple of things and we just decide we're going to run with it. So that's what we're doing here. So. <laughs> Um let's talk about this. Uh, hey, let's talk about the Phantom Menace and the numbers it did, shall we? Oh, good for you. Cuz yeah. the Phantom Menace broke our record for the most wow. de- de- ep- uh, downloads of an episode on its first day of release. Whoa! And it's uh, and our week runs Tuesday to to, to, to Monday night, a 7-day yep. s- release schedule. Yep. Uh it's already broken the 7-day record, which we we've oh tomorrow right. left to go. Oh my god. Yeah, so do you think which, it's because of the time of the year being May the Fourth? No, I think, and- I think the pods and and, and the pods growing cool i think the audience has been strong i think it was i think we got a, a small kick right before we got featured being featured helped and we've continued on from there so that's good i'll take that that's an amazing feeling there's right? an amazing feeling so uh you know the records we beat were i mean the, the seven day record that was the man in Iron mask so that was the week we were featured so yep yep, yep. seven day beat seven day one day one day it beat i want to think the matrix was the record
2: I think that's what you said, yeah.
1: For, for one day download, like, yep. on day of release. Yep. And that was episode 100. So uh, that's been a year, over a year. That's nuts. No. So, and so, the, this is pod racing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> At a time of year when maybe all people were releasing Star Wars stuff, I imagine not a lot of people are releasing Phantom Menace. Because Star guess- Wars has never been that big of a day for us. We just uh, do it because we, we enjoy do, it. We
4: enjoy it, yes, like, yes, yes, good. It's
1: good. But it's not like our numbers because everybody else is... It's never yeah, thing. Like, it's a thing. It's a crowded sometimes. marketplace, yeah, isn't exactly, it? Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's that. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. So uh, uh, a couple of shout-outs to people who didn't get in or whatever last time here, because we're doing some reflections. And corrections. Thank you very much. Uh, Tom says, Star Wars Episode 4 was my single greatest viewing movie experience. I was 15 years old. I'm still waiting for another good film in the series. And I went, whoa, that is some... That's, that's a, a deep take. cut saying yeah. a that's new hope a is the only good one. And I said, Hey, I got nothing but respect for someone who doesn't think Empire Strikes Back is the greatest film ever made. And he went, Yep, it's okay at best. Mm. Then in Return of the Jedi, they introduced Ewoks, and my eyes rolled into the back of my head. <laughs> I continued to watch the films it was up to a point, but I don't follow them or the TV series anymore. And then we got Ewoks are fine. Then we got Ethan, you'll have to help me with this because they're all eating. Yep. We've got Dwayne Smith. Like, Smith. Oh, look that? at you. I set Ethan up for that one. Sorry. So I put my fifth chair in late, but my general gist was that this is a terrible film with a few positives. Those are Ewan McGregor, The Pod Race, and Darth Maul. But the lightsaber battle is epic and easily the best part of the film. The political stuff is so boring. The, di- the dialogue is diabolical. There's too much CGI. I don't think the story's yeah, that great okay. either. Not a lot happens. Look, me started on the M word or a certain Binks character either. So yeah, if Hermes is Ethan, um, Dwayne Smith is like nega Ethan. <laughs> yeah. like, like, you know, like Scott Pilgrim, he his evil version of himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, in my 11 Star Wars films, it's my 11th. I gave it a four. Now, we won't count Dwayne's four because if it was a thing where we made a mistake, then, I could, then I'll retcon stuff and go. Otherwise, if we open this up as a rule, and I hope Dwayne, you understand this, yes. I'll just forever be doing people's back catalog and, and update do. them, and we'll never have a final number. Exactly. So I yeah. hope that's understandable. I asked him, hey, is this a bad film or just a bad Star Wars film? Because I think it's the latter for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. He goes, I think it's both. The last time I watched it, I was so bored. I fast-forwarded it to the best bits. I had the disappointments because I expected more from Star Star Wars. Now, that's my point. Yes. Oh, yes, there yes. we go. If it wasn't Star Wars, I would probably never watch it again. So, yeah, it's terrible. And that's okay. You're out to have that viewpoint. And then Nate the Great says, okay, I think I've done something wrong here. He says, Star Wars sequel trilogy marathon on CBS right now. And I've realized I was too hard on The Phantom Menace. <laughs> oh direct quote last jedi and, uh, and return of skywalker make phantom menace look like the godfather <laughs> that's brilliant and i said hey the great apologist ethan's gonna have to have something to say about that yeah. He went, last jedi there's only one good scene ray and kylo versus the red stormtroopers i'm like yep hundred percent hundred percent hundred percent
4: there we
3: are i think no, don't move uh, for
1: five hours No,
3: I think *Last Jedi* is much better than *Uh Phantom Menace*, but also it's my like second. It's tied with my first favorite Star Wars film because everything I like about Star Wars is in there, and *Rise of Skywalker* is fine. (laughs) <laughs> There's a mistake. I think People are just
1: annoyed by. Ethan, like, stop talking! <laughs> stop talking! I'm moving on. <laughs> this mistake's on me. Uh, I called Queen Amidala, Princess Amidala, about 19 times last week, and no one called me out on it. Did I not call you out? No sure one, one called you me out on it, no,
4: Queen. Did
3: you? I didn't want to yeah, be sure, Maybe either.
1: you did, but yeah, I, I I said it like that, and not one person went. At least not one person in the, in, in the Twitterverse went, mm. dude. Queen oh okay yeah i think it's because of all the princess leia yeah, queen yeah, amidala yeah, yeah. disney yeah. princess yada 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 uh, i got kind of uh because they also dropped that after the first movie then she's no longer a queen anymore or something like that yeah her, her queen queenship is up because queen is an elected title <laughs> how nuanced of you george <laughs> <laughs> so uh let's do some shout outs shall we first one goes to lestat hey, hey buddy did you know he's a fan of the toronto maple leafs like uh, die hard, like he has the gear, no, like I, you know that Montreal one I've got with just a yeah, big yeah. C on it that says Roy on the back, yeah, yeah it's yeah. wab, but it's French, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's got like one for Toronto and all that stuff. You took a picture,'m like, wait, wait, explain this to me I've known you a little bit now, <laughs> yeah. how has this never come up because the the hockey playoffs are on in Toronto for the first time oh, in like twenty like years, hockey. for the first time in twenty years, Toronto was advanced out of the first round of the playoffs, to which point Montreal like made the final like a year or two ago. And I'm like, this isn't that big of a deal. But Toronto fans are like, it's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) And all my friends back home are Toronto fans. I think they're going to get knocked out this round. But, but. I don't begrudge them their joy. They've had a really hard run. Oh. Um, but, uh, yeah, so nice to hear back from the stat. Uh, yeah, nice to hear back. I, I saw that how to, uh, how not to summon is still, is still putting out content. Yeah, 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 yeah. They've gone a little bit broader now. Yep. Which is kind of cool. Yep. Kind of cool. It's always good to find your foot, your feet and your voice. So well done, boys. Yeah, well done. It, it's a better place for having your pot out there. Um, Mr. Mikey Wood, apparently he loves his Star Wars. He showed a picture of himself in his office. It's like, it's like Ethan's wet dream. <laughs> 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 That's all I'm going to say. Kevin, the podcast, that Wouldn't Die. How you doing, buddy? Uh, bigger movie pod. Uh, thanks a lot for all the love, guys. Step Taylor says, I am with Liam. This is the wrestler who was hitting his stomach, and he said, yeah, like he just really wants brandy. And we're like, no, no, no. It's got to apply. He said, I'm with, I'm with Liam. Um, where is it <laughs> out here? I totally won the award for best word. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else goes weak sauce. Obvious. Also, Otis thrives despite dreadful booking. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, gift for the week. This week was ponytail. I'm as of yet undecided still. Oh, are you? Yeah. That's um, like you. Yeah. I usually have an idea. Uh, Nate the Great. Great one. First one in there. Bianca Belair, pro wrestler. She's got a ponytail I that comes her down here. to her knees. Yeah. She comes Aconic. out skipping. But I hate Bianca Belair. That's the problem. <laughs> As a character, she's terrible. And they shot it with an eight K camera, and I hate eight K cameras.
2: Yeah, they're gross. I hate them.
1: So eight Ks when the, they use a lot in sports, in football, they would have showed a lot of people scoring touchdowns. So always that one camera where they're in focus and everything else isn't. Oh yes, 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 yes. And I am just like, oh, it just it just looks kind of gross to me. So mm. there is that. It's all
2: like it is. I hate to use it. It's janky. Yeah. It really is. It is disgusting.
1: Josh, my next favorite movie. I don't know why I put your next favorite movie in brackets. Usually that's where I put your uh, your entry. I do remember thinking it was the win this week, buddy. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris Peterson did Mr. Bean as a barber, cutting someone's ponytail off. Basically, it's the joke from Coming to America. Yes, yes. If someone had done Coming to America... <laughs> Because I'm always a sucker for movies we've done. Yeah, you are. Where Akeem are. sits down they just snip off his ponytail. I mean, be <laughs> 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 that will be $8. That would have won. But basically, it was like a weaker version of that.
4: Uh, we've Everybody got, knows you like wrestling, though. So they tend to go for the
1: wrestling. There's, there's quite those. a few of them. Ensigny yeah, and Davies yeah. did Lieutenant Wharf, who has a uh, oh, ponytail from Next Generation.
2: Did anyone actually do a literal pony's tail?
1: Hang on. Hermes did Brock Lesnar. Because Brock Lesnar's got a top knot now. So oh. kind of ponytail-ish. Russell the Post, you took from Bob's Burgers. Dude, like, that is, like, play the player. I hate Bob's Burgers. <laughs> yeah, you oh, do. Oh, my whole but little I he hate Wendy's. I like Dave's Burgers. <laughs> 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 but not Bob's Burgers. Sorry about that. Hey,
3: Ian, check your Twitter.
1: Yeah, I'm, well, whatever. <laughs> uh, David from Scriptical did uh, My Little Pony and the two ponies crossed their ponies into ponytails. Uh, Ethan's just sent me the uh, the gif. See, it was there. It was that easy to find. Do I win? Now? No, you don't get the win because I said you would win if you did. <laughs> so, oh. once I tell you what to do, and Ethan, you're part of the podcast, mm, so you, people people already the, the game's boy. rigged. Me telling you what to do and then having <laughs> you rewarded you. No, there's ones that deserve to win this week. Uh, Dwayne Smith, something called pretty hard cases which is a cbc a canadian show okay respect for the canada angle don't know it i've been over here too long yeah don't know it so my win is going to go to Ooh.
2: I'm still gonna go Nate the Great with Bianca Belair, which
1: I didn't think I was going to when I started, but she's literally like whipping that coming out skipping with her ponytail in her hand. It's that long, so wow. she's yeah. yeah. I'm gonna go with that. So, so well do done. Cut it off really close to Hermes for the Brock Lesnar, and really close to David from Scripticle for the two little ponies from My Little Pony's cool. tails. Yep. Uh, especially because it's My Little Pony. So there we go. Uh, so there we are. Why not give us a review? Apple or Spotify? Here, five stars is a nice number.
4: Five is the magic number. I think
1: I've got this. Five. Ah! <laughs> That's what I was planning on doing.
0: But I was going to go,
1: <laughs> we did a poll. Or you could say, in other words, we did a vote, and it's going fast, and we got a nautical I theme, think- Pashmina Afghan. Did it have a nautical theme? Was it uh, on
2: that it
1: wasn't nautical, no. It uh, was a Star Wars, so it was uh, for the first celestial. celestial. <laughs> I asked the question, because Ethan and I got into a conversation. We said, what is the greatest acting performance in Star Wars? Ooh. And so I put Definitely out a...
2: Definitely not what's his face in the first one.
1: A poll. Chewbacca, back there without a shadow of a doubt. So <laughs> I put out was. the poll, and the Run! question was... The question was, he says, scrolling, who is the, greatest, what is the greatest acting performance in all of Star Wars history, across all films? Name other entries in the comments if you want. And I said, who are the four greatest? The three... I want to do one from each trilogy. So I went with Adam Driver...
2: Yeah, yep. that'd be my vote. Harrison Ooh. Ford.
1: Yep. Ewan McGregor. Yep. And then I thought, who's a great actor who should get some love up there? Christopher and I thought, Lee. Huh?
4: Christopher Lee.
1: Oh, he's, not, he's not in it enough. So I hear you. If you want someone to mention but I was going to put him as an option. So uh, we had talking about Ian McDermott. I didn't think about him. I did Oscar Isaac because I think Oscar Isaac's a great actor.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He is, yeah. Uh, Oscar Isaac received zero votes. Oh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> in third place... Uh, we have twenty percent of the vote, Adam Driver. Yeah, and then one was thirty-eight percent. One was forty-two percent. I reckon Han Solo is forty-two. Harrison Ford. You and McGregor is forty-two percent. Wow. Harrison oh, wow. Ford did go up to a big jump, and I did postulate. I said I think this is people who are reading this as who's your favorite character.
2: Yeah, yeah. and they're not
1: reading it as who's the best actor. And I said there is that in there, and so uh, I've got a response on that theory from. Shy Burger Freund.
2: Shy Burger Freund?
1: Yeah, she's one of our regular listeners. And ah. if I can continue you, I will go with a pun based on her name. Rather than I think it is, I'll say, Shy think it is. <laughs> you can sell me on your character with a charismatic actor more than one than who is not. I cannot imagine anyone else being so good in the Han solo role. Like Ford, you and McGregor's a phenomenal actor, but in this movie series, I'll take Ford over him. And Yeet said, What about Sir Alec Guinness? And I'm like, Yeah, and yeah. he's only in it for like brief moments, really. He's got yeah, he's got like 10 minutes in in the first film, like, you know, six minutes in the second and, like, eight minutes in the third. Like, he's not yeah. huge. He's a good actor. He's a great actor. Good actor. Tell me Harrison Ford's not just playing Harrison Ford.
2: Oh, he is. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah, he is. I'd have put Adam Driver at the top. Well, you, wouldn't have,
4: you wouldn't have known that at the time, though, would you?
1: Uh, it depends think, if you've American Graffiti or not. I don't know. I
3: think Alden Einrich is doing a better, pro- is doing a stronger like acting performance with his film solo. And
1: how many? And plus, we didn't do the poll in 1983. We did the poll now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong. And we've all seen Indiana Jones where he basically plays Harrison Ford. Yeah, but he's yeah. great, isn't he? He is great. That's the thing. If Michael saying So when he tries it? and does Witness, in night, which is a film we'll do at some point, I think that's 1985, he does Witness. Kelly and it's the Yeah, it's the only Oscar nomination on square square. Oh. And uh, yeah, he's going for something. He's trying to show more than a movie star. And then he gets to like the 90s and he goes, yeah, I'm just a movie star. Yeah. I'm okay with that. He's,
4: sometimes you get so big as a name that you just are yourself. then not a character mm. actor, are you? Yeah. Hey, I, you I know, think those- I'm right
3: he's good yeah. at a blade on, but by the time you get to like the second one he is just it's old man harrison ford because they're both
1: just well, really grumpy by the time you get to the second one that is like 35 years in the oh, future oh no
3: but but even then when like he, his performance is still i'm harrison ford but i'm grumpy old man harrison ford like i have been in the media for the last like 20 years
4: checking in with the morning report
1: i like this it's actually a throwback from when we had Talk That's of the Mickey. It. Yeah, We only used it like twice and then we ended the pod. So, <laughs> I was like, we do a news thing most weeks. Can we talk about this for two minutes? Let's start with this. Liam, you've got our, you you were our, our BFE roving re- re- reporter Yeah, out in King's Lynn. Was it last night? No, it was uh,
4: Thursday night, I believe.
1: All right, tell us about it.
4: Okay, so I went out to see uh, Lulu,
1: who was in the film "Too Sirs With Love. Oh wait! So this is oh okay. So not Lulu of, of the jogging pants. Not Miss. Not Miss Lulu Lemon. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, no, it's just-
2: that's, like, that's an mlm in the states isn't it
1: there's <laughs> a brand of like yoga equipment called lulu oh, okay, and it's okay. very very popular amongst like the kind of moms who would drink it's wine o'clock oh, okay, <laughs> like yeah. but anyway so you went and love, saw love. lulu like the lulu who was the 16 year old singer into server love yeah and uh, obviously she was a big
4: huge hit over here way back in the 60s and 70s yep um i'm not sure how she translated over into america probably in english
1: Different accent, same language.
2: Yeah. I've had a week <laughs> off, because that threw me.
1: <laughs> I mean, her music. Okay,
4: I don't know how well that translated over into America, but mind you, I mean, to say with love, having Sydney Poitier in it would have probably gave her more exposure in America back in the day. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so she did a bit of talking about her life and her, her songs and how she came about and what she was doing and who she met, and she did a little bit of singing in between. Well, I took along a copy of Too So With Love, a book, thinking, "Wow, well, maybe if I bump into her, I might get her signature or something. As it happens, I walk around the back of the corn exchange where we, where we just saw her, and there was like two or three people waiting, and I thought, ooh, not so many people. Maybe I'll go over and have a little mosey. Next thing I know... You tw- think, do you think a Wendy's will open up? Or- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 20 minutes later... She makes this appearance outside, and I'm like, "Oh my god, it's Lulu!" Stand, she's so small, bless her.
2: It's the stage door with Corn Exchange, around the side, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. And she's mm. so lovely and down to earth. And when you think she's this person from the '60s who's you know been friends with the Beatles, you know, married to one of the Gibb brothers, and been there when Marla- they were creating the music. Yeah. And well, was these- she the woman and
0: more than a woman?
4: <laughs> more than <laughs> a
0: woman to me.
4: Yeah. So <clears throat> anyway so i say to her um don't you suppose you could sign yeah of course i can she goes she goes who's the two i said liam and i'm about to spell my name because everyone always spells it wrong and um Four letters. i know but <laughs> they always spell it l-e-a-m oh. so anyway uh, what so uh i go to st- and she goes oh no yes liam yes okay and she said and she gave such a like elaborate signature it was amazing and i went really sorry but can i have a photo as well she went yeah of course and I was like, oh, thank you so much. You know how I get huggy, don't yeah, I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I go, thank you so much. And I gave him this crazy huge hug. I was like, oh, should I have done that? Ooh. <laughs> okay, thank you. And off she went. So yeah. So it was, it was just one of those moments. I never thought I'd along some stuff to get signed just in case. Yeah. Because I've been there before
1: and um, forgot to take stuff because I didn't think I would. I will say that I think your attire makes you seem less threatening. Oh, okay it de-escalates especially yeah 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 Yeah. so as a result of that i, I think you you don't, you don't come across as like oh no i'm gonna be a big scary guy oh okay
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i
1: think it I think, I think it puts people at ease
4: yeah and she yeah. was so she was so she was so nice and um like i say i wanted to mention the podcast but i felt like being like half 10 at night
1: 74 yeah. i think no, she is totally cool. i just didn't want to hold her up too long but if you want to hear more about us talking about Lulu, yeah, on we, we've done To Serve, to serve Love, we which have. Lulu uh, has a, a significant part in. So there and you surprisingly liked it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah. I remember, I think it was uh, our friend uh, Danny from his musical podcast said he could hear the passion of a teacher and all that stuff. Yeah, that so there we it's go. nice. Uh, another story here. Um, last week, we debuted Storytime with Megs. Yes. Because we discovered... Oh, did I miss it? We discovered that uh, the artificial intelligence that is Skynet, that will be taking over everything. <laughs> we we discovered how easy it is to get on, to, to be beta testers for Google's new AI, Bard. Oh my God. And so we asked it a question. So last week, Georgia, we asked it to write a buddy movie about Jar Jar Binks and uh, Qui- Qui-Gon Jinn going out on the town in Tatooine. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> and so it did. And as we were leaving, I might have asked it a question myself. I said... Hey, Skynet, write me a story about best film ever. I kid you not. This is genuine. I kid you not. This is the response that came back. It was a cold and rainy night in Los Angeles. Three friends, Ian, Liam, and Georgia, were sitting in Ian's living room. All I've said is, write a story about, I put in quote marks, the podcast, best film ever. I can give it any other information. Three friends, Ian, Liam, and Georgia, were sitting in Ian's living room drinking beer, and watching movies, they've been friends since college, and they love to talk about movies. I just watched the new Batman movie, said Ian. It was amazing. I know, right? Said Liam. Robert Pattinson was perfect as Batman, and Zoe Kravitz was so hot as Catwoman. Said Georgia. The three friends laughed. Oh, has got it right! Look right, right there. They love talking about movies, and they especially love talking about the best films ever made. So, which is it? Asked Ian. What's the best film ever? The three friends looked at each other. They had been having this debate for years and never seemed to be able to come to, to, to agree. I think it's Citizen Kane, said Liam. It's a classic for a reason. I think it's The Godfather, said Georgia. It's just so epic and well-made. I think it's Pulp Fiction, said Ian. It's so cool and stylish. The three friends continued to argue for a while, but they couldn't come to an agreement. They decided to start a podcast to discuss the best films ever, and they called it Best Film Ever. The podcast was a success, Ian, Liam, and Georgia had a lot of fun talking about movies, and their listeners loved hearing their opinions. The podcast quickly became one of the most popular film podcasts in the world. One day, Ian, Liam, and Georgia were invited to the Oscars. They were nominated for an award for Best Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) They were so excited. On the night of the Oscars, Ian, Liam, and Georgia were nervous, but excited. They were up against some tough competition. Uh, Who could that's you, Stu, Stu, (laughs) Stu World Order, and I'm sure also was kept from the podcast that wouldn't die. Absolutely. But they were confident they had made the best film podcast in the world. (laughs) When the award was announced, Ian, Liam, and Georgia couldn't believe it. They had won. (laughs) They were so happy and proud. Who do you think took the mic and did the speech on the the night of the Oscars? You. Yeah, probably. (laughs) (laughs) The three friends at the stage gave a heartfelt speech. They thanked their listeners, their friends, and their families. They also thanked each other for making their dream come true. Ian, Liam, and George continued to make the best film of her podcast for many years. They interviewed some of the biggest names in Hollywood and talked about some of the best films ever made. The podcast was a huge success and it helped to change the way people think about movies. Ian, Liam, and George are still friends to this day. They still love to talk about movies and they still love to make the best film of her podcast. They are proof you can achieve your dreams if you work hard and never give up. That is wicked. All within seconds. Thank you, Skynet. Yeah. This is
2: really cool. So Also, Snapchat has just released my AI which is basically the same sort of thing. So I literally, as you were reading that, I typed into it, Hey, tell me a story about best from ever podcast and got back. Best from ever podcast is a show where three friends, Ethan, Ian and Liam, I've been left out of this one. Mm. Uh, Watch and review classic movies from the past. They share their opinions, trivia and jokes about the films. It's a fun and entertaining podcast that movie lovers will enjoy. So I said, tell me more. And it said the best film ever podcast has a great format where three hosts decide, discuss a classic movie from the past and give their opinions about it. They also share interesting trivia about the film and the actors involved. They have a great chemistry and their conversations are always entertaining. It's a must listen for movie fans. There we go. So isn't I mean, there we nuts.
1: go. Thank you, Skynet. That's scary as well, though, isn't it? So
2: yeah, it's terrifying. I <laughs> think it's remarkable
1: that my version remarkable. that my my version New Ethan doesn't show up every week. That was remarkable. I thought oh, no. I'm a bit
2: upset that my Snapchat decided your to Snapchat go. doesn't <laughs> kick you often.
3: Your version just knows that I hate AI technology.
1: Yeah, that's it. Um, so yeah. why, why are we doing this film today? We're doing this film today because, of course, uh, we've got. Um, uh guardians of the galaxy volume three is coming out so we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna jump down on that area georgia do you want to go ahead and just say something on that
2: yeah i will do oh is it coming through not really no it's not what's happened oh hang on Is my mic moved? no it hasn't it's decided to have a funny time are we good Yep. Wonderful. Yay.
1: So this is George's uh, new headphone microphone that we've been able to upgrade thanks to the support of the Patreon Ooh. backers. George Good. has now got herself a fancy a fancy headphone microphone, Britney Spears style or- Madonna. I, or I have Uh-oh. my own Twitch stream or something <laughs> like that. So there we go. So thank you very much. So that's uh, the next person to be upgraded. I guess, be, I guess it'll be Ethan. I think I'm a proper USB mic. Ooh. Away from whatever he's got right now because that thing looks like he bought it out of a garage sale. So. <laughs> 20 years what?
3: ago. What? Oh. Oh no, I got this was like a proper fancy one I got. But yeah. I got this like three years ago.
2: Yeah, I mean
1: it is shouldn't it die in three years. Yeah, is it a blue? Well, there are other good ones besides blue. But blue
2: is great.
1: Road does a good one.
2: Blue's my favorite. Might
1: be road, right, I don't know. So I mean, your mic is not a road. <laughs> I have no idea what I got, man. There's no way it is a road. My
3: my Amazon is, is too too far long ago
2: more than a woman more than
1: a woman to me. sorry Liam was offering me my choice of uh, Orange Fanta or Dr. Pepper and so I had a I had a Brewdog Hazy Jane Guava waiting for me here so and he quickly dismissed oh
2: that's the nice one that's like the only Is it's IPA isn't it yep it's the only IPA I like is the Guava one
1: there we are. you quickly dismissed the others well, I just knew there was somebody else there so I thought you could choose there for and whatever was there was there <laughs> so I asked Felix because uh, you know as it was coming out you know, could you do a voiceover this week for Guardians, uh, the first one, 2014? And he goes, yeah, all right, I can do that. So let me just hit this button here. I don't want think one wah, again. Here we go. <laughs> it's this one here. A group of intergalactic criminals must pull together to stop a fanatical warrior with plans to purge the universe. That was a bit short, Felix. I was. Yeah. No, I think Felix just reading what's on IMDb. I mean, no, he was credit. No, no, he's, no. not, he's not coming up with these. I thought he was. No, no, no. Oh. I thought Felix a Bit
2: disappointed. Didn't.
1: No, Felix didn't write these things. Uh, i tell you who did write this, though. Co-written and directed by James Gunn, the writer and director of the Guardians trilogy and The Suicide Squad. The. Whoa. Cinematography by Ben Davis, who's done Stardust.
3: I like Kick Ass.
1: Oh, okay. I've not seen it. Avengers 2, Doctor Strange, Captain Marvel, Eternals, Three Billboards. What a film. Banshees of Inisherin. So quite a range in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, music by Tyler Bates, who'd also done 300. John Wick, 1 to 4. And Deadpool 2. <laughs> so first time I saw this, I don't remember for me. I really don't. I don't know if it's something I would have seen in the cinema or, if I, or, or not. I didn't see it in the cinema.
2: I can't remember if I did or not.
1: I didn't. I, I remember two because I, I went with you traffic. too, and yeah. we ran into Georgia too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. George was there watching it with her family. We sat yeah. down like almost right beside That's each other. Right, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I got
2: the group head cup that you could have Coke in because it was like a group shaped head. Yeah. yeah, I had that.
1: So, has yeah, that any bigger now since
4: you've? <laughs> I, didn't
2: have I don't we've still grown. It. It's a while <laughs> okay. ago
3: now,
1: isn't it? So, as I am now. So yes, I didn't see it. I remember when I saw it. You don't remember when you saw it, no, Georgia? Yeah. Not sure, Ethan.
3: I'm pretty sure it would have been opening day.
1: Opening day, okay.
3: Yeah, so that's what like first of August, twenty
1: fourteen, something like that. Was it? Yeah, man. Yeah, it, bro- it broke yeah. a record for like August movies or something like oh, that. Oh yeah. wow! So, uh, some context corner. Um, Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige first mentioned Guardians at the twenty ten San Diego Comic Con talking about how there's some obscure marvel titles they could remake they could go ahead and make and guardians is one of the ones mentioned there because i didn't know anything about the guardians they no, said guardians and i was like what is this yeah and i went okay i was thinking i think i'll skip this one was, was my thought process um he said there's an opportunity to do a big space epic which thor kind of hints at in the cosmic side of the mcu uh, should it be made, it would be an ensemble of characters similar to X Men or the Avengers. Feige then announced two years later at the same Comic Con that it was in active development with an intended the release date of August 1st, 2014. Mm-hmm. Look at that. In August 2012, James Gunn entered talks to direct the film, beating out of the contenders, including future MCU directors Peyton Reed and the duo of Anna Boyden and, sorry, Bowden and Ryan Fleck uh joss whedon who had signed up to creatively consult on all the films leading up to avengers age of Ultron, because he was doing avengers age of Ultron, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i was enthusiastic about the selection of gun to direct saying james Gunn's what makes me think it'll work he's so off the wall so crazy so smart he needs he's such a craftsman and he builds from his heart he loves the raccoon needs the raccoon has a very twisted take on it but it all comes from a real love for the material it's gonna be hard for the human characters to keep up um this like what's people's thoughts about um James Gunn in general? Like you definitely know a James Gunn film when you're watching a James mm. Gunn film. It's very quirky, very off the wall, and music's gonna be very important. Music's very important to his movies, aren't they? I he mean they become two
3: live action Scooby-Doos.
2: Sorry. Did he do them? He, They're like two early yeah, two thousands. He, he wrote
3: yeah, he wrote he did the early two thousands oh, I the screenplay. I guess
1: I'm speaking more from a directorial standpoint about when you know you're watching James Gunn film because if you're writing it you don't have the power to put mm. music in. But Liam's point that he was making, actually, <laughs> at the time of the Scooby-Doo coming up, was you were talking about music being important for a-
4: Yeah, music, it seems to have a driving force itself. The soundtrack um, sells phenomenally well, especially in my shop at
1: Retro Records and Toys. For all your retro needs. It does get much more retro than Guardians of the Galaxy. Exactly. Yeah.
4: Mixtape, you know, as we were going back to the, yep. I mean, you know, with Stranger Things, talking about tapes and stuff. Yep. You know, it's amazing, really. And that's... In recent years, the soundtracks doesn't normally uh make such an impact as what the film makes, and that's nice to see the film make an impact and the
1: soundtrack make an impact soundtrack should be massive yeah massive huge, massive massive huge not anymore because because you don't need soundtracks should be the best way to get all the like a whole bunch of really good singles yeah at one time because yeah. otherwise it would be uh you'd do other things and you'd just buy all these individual albums whereas the soundtrack was like a little bit of you know Cheap money. You can yeah, get. Yeah, it's a compilation you, of them, you, it? Yeah, you can get Alanis <laughs> Morissette doing Uninvited and he, the Goo Goo Dolls doing Iris and you could get. Oh, great. Uh, you two singing If God Would Send His Angels all on one. Hey, I don't have to buy three albums. I can buy one. Yeah. Or I don't have to buy the whole album for that one song that's good. <laughs> I'll just buy this and I'll get a whole. Like the Armageddon soundtrack. Oh, that's great. Fantastic soundtrack, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um,. Nicole Perlman, who was enrolled in Marvel's screenwriting program in 2009, was offered several of her lesser-known properties to base a screenplay on. Out of those, she chose... Uh, Dan Abnett and Andy Landing's Guardians of the Galaxy uh, due to her interest in space and science fiction, saying, I think Marvel were a little taken aback when I chose Guardians, because there were ones that would make a lot more sense if you were a romantic comedy writer or something like that. She spent two years writing a draft, immersing herself in the Guardians universe, and was asked in late 2018 to create another draft. This is all before James Gunn was brought in in 2012 to contribute. Gunn eventually rewrote the script entirely.
3: 2018?
1: Nope. Not, nope. So you said late 2018. I said
4: late. Did I say
1: 18? Yeah. I was writing something down, All so right. I don't really know. I've got my notes. Late 2011. Um, I guess the replay will will, will bear out.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it
1: will. So that's why I'm just confused. So I look forward to next week. If I said 2011, and we've wasted 90 <laughs> seconds on this. <laughs> I will play it. Uh, it's a great number draft. Before Gunn was brought in early 2012 to contribute to the, the script. Gunn eventually rewrote the script entirely because, quote, it didn't work for him. He would use the film The Dirty Dozen as a reference to convey his ideas to Marvel. Finally, he explained that um, Nicole Perlman, uh, her draft was very different than the script he ended up using because it had a different story, different character arcs. So there was no Walkman. He said everything's different. But she gets a I – mean, I'm going to put this part in the middle. Inferentially, she gets a writing credit. Back to him, but that's how the Writers Guild of America works. Oh. So she's the first woman to be credited for wow. writing a Marvel screenplay, even if James Gunn suggests that he the, the, it the one she wrote isn't the one that made it on the screen. No. So I don't know. Is that a good thing? I don't, know. I don't know.
4: Why does he have to point that out, though? He's
2: obviously being very shady about it there. Well, it? he's
4: being very factual. Yeah. Oh, but, okay. like, the way
2: there's,
1: like, in brackets, like, because that's So the is he the saying he, he never used any of his I think writers, stuff. Are, I, mean, I mean, we watched Mank, didn't we? Yeah. And we know that when you have to put someone else's name beside yours, yeah. it's the idea of do they deserve to do it. It's like doing a group project and being like, I didn't use any of their work in the in the finished draft. Yeah, yeah. So why are you getting credit for having written this? The, what you wrote didn't end up up there. Because she didn't create the Guardians of the Galaxy. Those already existed.
0: Yeah.
1: These characters were already comic books. So he didn't use any of her stuff at all? I don't know how much you have to write in order to be credited. Oh, because it seems odd that they wouldn't take as odd bits from her script. I think because hers predates his is why he's going to lose this battle. Oh, okay. Because you can say, oh, you took nothing from it. You <laughs> go, well, I did this. Well, to do it anyway, were you? Yeah. That's true. <laughs> so, it's very true. Um, it would have been a lot easier if the person, the first person, first woman to write a Marvel screenplay, it was, was the version things? we yeah. saw. That would be a man. lot easier, wouldn't it? It would, wouldn't it? Let's begin the deep dive. We begin Earth 1988. We see a Walkman, an awesome mix, Volume 1, start to play. Ooh. And uh I've gotten those notes, what's this song? And I don't remember how it goes. It's I'm not in love. Oh I'm not, not in love. It's, all, it's all like very like Kenny ah, 10cc Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um and about ah, the trope of the dimly lit hospital room. <laughs> Those are the days. Ethan, you and I can sort of pull on this one, I think, as two young people who have sat in yeah. hospitals and unfortunately had the deal with losing a parent. Uh, yeah. Hospitals are pretty blanketed lit places unless it's three in the morning.
0: He's
1: by one solitary lamp. Like, if it's three <laughs> o'clock in the middle of the midnight shift, yes, but he wouldn't be there for this if that was the case, no, no matter what was going on. So it's it's just a bad trope. Of, of, of movies that's all it just wanted to keep you in the mood sure like if it was just like this really like cold blue light it wouldn't be nearly as emotive no but i was sitting there going that one my experience <laughs> 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 um grandpa takes the headphones off of uh the young boy's ears and was one of my tropes when diegetic sound poses as non-diegetic sound mm-hmm. yeah it's always a, a big thing of mine uh the kid is then walked into the hospital room and there's mom and we see it all in his face. The kid's a good face actor. Yeah. The kid's good at expressing that. Absolutely. He's not so good at the line delivery. No.
2: <laughs> Although I think the face stuff is more important for this little bit that he does. Because he doesn't he's a good have screamer. many lines, does he? I think this bit's more important. Yeah.
1: Um and she goes, Um oh, so he's been he's got a black eye. It just like wound is got a black eye, it turns out, yeah, some kids were uh, killing a frog. And he stood up for the frog. Get and, on him. And they beat him up. It's Um, worth a beat. I'm like, did some frog come send it for you and they're beating you up?
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, for you, man. The next Marvel movie. If not, I would have
1: hopped it. (laughs) Uh, I did the same thing for a hedgehog once. You're so like your daddy. And I'm like, there's a big old retcon coming for you in movie two. Yeah, of course. Big old retcon. Um, And she goes, he was an angel composed out of pure light. And she's got a present for Peter and says, you open it up when I'm gone, okay? This sucks. Does oh. <sighs> <is> it? Yes. <sighs> Why? You, open, you open it later. You open it when I'm gone. Why can't you open it now? So you can see a little note. A little bit of something. Yeah, yeah. you open it later. Do you, have to, do you have to openly say when I'm gone? No, you don't.
4: You don't need to read the letter now, but open it for now. I thought not want you oh, to I see I the
3: scene sucked. That's why I was
1: confused. First song's out in John Cane in the
4: <laughs> <laughs> And it seems to me lift your life by the candle in the wind. It's not bad.
1: <laughs> uh, she's got... Uh, so you see that already? Um... I'm open when I'm gone, or at least until your daddy comes back to get you, and mom wants him to take her hand and he won't, and then she flatlines. I'm like, Why doesn't he? Now, I'll say this, Ethan, maybe you you and I could again go to our our special. It's hard, man, when you're a kid and there's your parent and they're laying there. And you know the one thing they can not express, and I'm sorry if I'm getting a bit too real with this, they can't express the smell of a hospital. Hospitals have a smell. And people who are people who are circling the drain have a smell. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a really, it's a really, and they're kind of clammy, and like said, the lighting's not it's great, like and they come washed out. They're almost, like, pale and sweaty, and so it, it, it's a bit, mu- so it's not like there's, like, the hospital, it's like, oh, just, you know, just, it, it's, yeah. it's rough. It's rough. Like the
3: worst things, the death row. There's the sound, like, when, right, when I, I, I was, sort
1: of- I wasn't there for, for, for my dad. I'm glad I wasn't yeah i don't know if
3: it could I, I I was just i remember being told this it's like yeah. this sound you hear it's like yep. a very raspy thing in those final moments and it's
4: ooh. is that just last breath or something yeah it? but this, the rattles the idea it's kind of when yeah.
1: somehow
2: it's the last you, life
1: kind of leaves the body here. yeah
2: it's literally like the <coughs> last air that's no longer being pushed out by lungs and by breathing yeah. coming out of the body and obviously uh-huh. that moves
1: i never want to witness yeah. that yeah um <laughs> Good old Marvel. Some, <laughs> yeah. some light-hearted fare today. <laughs> Come check out the podcast. We got some Wendy's and some death. <laughs> uh, Where are we at here? Um, so he won't, and then she flatlines, and the instant guilt, and the instant, oh, all yeah. the instant guilt.
4: Oh, I felt the guilt.
1: And then Grandpa takes him out of the room and says, I need you to stay here, okay? I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Why have
2: you just left that child so alone? So
1: the child, he yeah. goes ahead, and he runs out. Uh, there's a great reverse dolly zoom, as we see sort of Peter abandoned Does he run by himself. Because A... I- he's scared
4: and B he feels he's done something wrong all the above so he's trying to all the above Yeah. Well, oh, okay. he's
1: just trying to create distance between himself and the situation that yeah. you know I'm, I can run away from this because when you're a kid how, you don't understand
2: kids don't death. understand emotional no, distance God, no. No. so no. they put physical distance in the way because it's the only way they're able to process that sort of thing yeah. uh,
1: Peter runs outside and cries and I can't see anything because they shoot movies so dark these days hashtag <laughs> get off my lawn um, <laughs> Not too long though, as a bright light comes from overhead and it's a spaceship. Peter is beamed up, and we get the Marvel identification—the one with the comic book and the flicking of the pages. I love that. I I miss miss that. that It's the better one. It is the better one.
3: It's because bring it back, Marvel. Bring it back. The new one's like a minute, and I don't. I can't be bothered. I don't care.
1: Uh, we see 26 years later, Morag and a pair of red eyes that we'll hardly ever see again in the film or the franchise come on out. And he's got a magic doohickey. He's got a whole bunch of magic doohickeys in this film. Yep. Yeah. But he's got this projector that like, helps him like sort of like map out where the city would have been previously. I want to know one thing then, right? Yep. If that's mapping out what's
4: going on, that's probably from the past, right? Yep. That you're yep. watching. Well, I hope can so, can or else you, who are those people? Can you tune
1: in to a certain date for that? Or why are you not seeing every single I, day of the past? I, I would liken it to like Google Street View. Yeah. They've got like yeah. some the footage time they did it, yes. that they've shot as they drove around or whatever. And wherever you position yourself, it will intelligently scan that part on oh, the wall okay. for you. But it's just like, yeah, yeah, it's like whose picture's on Google Street View, the person who was there when they, when they drove by. It just seemed odd. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the dog we see in question is James Gunn's dog. Oh. Uh, uh, the character pulls out a Walkman, and man, I thought my Christmas tree batteries were something special. Because
2: they <laughs> are. They on. are still going. Mine
1: are still, it's still barely oh, on. It's oh May. Oh, my God. May 7th. <laughs> wow. So, it's
2: going to be May. Sorry.
1: It is May. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's then we get the May. opening scene and we get a. Uh, oh, oh, oh. What's what <laughs> i'm singing into a beer can <laughs> now originally i think i was singing the wrong words i'm rubbish for lyrics like tune easy the, tune, lyrics, you're, you're the good news is though you can make words up and people will go i know those are the words yeah. Yeah. but if you miss the tune up people are like he's saying that wrong, yeah. <laughs> <You're
0: not>
1: wrong. <laughs> so um originally it was going to be blue swedes hooked on a feeling but um, James Gunn um, felt Red Bones coming, coming get your love was a better fit. Don't feel bad for Blue Swede. The sales of Blue Swede took them a feeling shut up by 700% after the release of the film's first trailer, which predominantly yeah, featured yep. the song. Of course, yeah. Uh, I thought for years that we'll get to it in a bit, but I thought for years that Tom's, uh, so that Blue Swede was Tom Jones. Oh, Oh, it sounds sounds just like Tom Jones. I spent five minutes today Googling to see, you know, kind of like when Sting did the the guest vocal on, I want my MTV for Dire Straits. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I thought it was one of those deals. We're oh, like, okay. he is a dead vocal ringer. <laughs> like that is Tom Jones. You <laughs> know I, what I mean? Honestly, I had Next time I, you listen I, to I it, imagine Jim Jim. it's Tom Jones. You, you won't be able to get it out of your head. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be like, oh yeah, that's pretty accurate. That's I'm funny. playing it. Yep.
3: Yeah, okay. Oh, that song. That, I'm never going to hear that now.
1: So, uh, the, uh, opening sequence sets the tone of the film, I argue. Peter dances and struts his way to his prize he seeks. Not taking anything too seriously. And it's just, I think that's the essence. That's what Guardians is. is don't take this stuff too seriously no I just enjoy it this is the benefit of montage and it's not it's not ideal montage because we're linear we start at the beginning and we sort of he does work towards his end goal wherever he's walking but because there's no one else in the scene he's just lip syncing he can do whatever he wants to and yet you get the idea who this guy is as a result of it yeah Um, i like how he's just grabbing everything that's ferocious towards him he's just like cares? kicking him away it goes quiet, and we know this is an important uh, we know it's an important MacGuffin he's about to stumble upon. Mm-hmm. And another spaceship lands just as Peter gets the orb out of its suspended animation. Then not this remind you of Indiana Jones? Yes. <laughs> and we meet Korath, played by Jamon Hansu, his second I'm gonna say this a lot today. His second appearance on the pod. Do you remember Ooh. what the first thing he did was? <sighs> We're going way back to our first 20 episodes.
4: Oh, I'm
1: dreadful at these. Yeah, you are. Are you not entertained? Oh Gladiator. Yeah, he's in Gladiator. Wow. He's the guy who buries the little statues at the end of the movie. Yes. Because 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 yes. Oliver Reed yes. dies. He is. He because he <laughs> goes
4: should've... Um I'll see you in, a, in another light or something. Yeah. he goes, but not yet. But not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so... I knew I knew him. I knew him. <laughs> I should have realized that
3: because there was a thing literally
1: the other day where he was announced to come back for the sequel. Um I, my question is who's had worse luck in comic book movies casting? because he's been this guy in this, and then he's like old guy with staff in Shazam. Oh, he is, not he? Yeah. yeah. Jamal Hansu's e. had rough luck. He has, yeah. hasn't he? And he's a great... He's a great actor. He's a really he good actor, yeah. And he's so... I mean, the guy is blooming tall and picturesque and... Muscular. probably about 10... Probably, he's probably 10 years too too early yeah. for the comic book movie, boom, because his name was thrown around there loosely in the... We've had it during Black Panther. His name was in the conversation, but he's never A-list, You know what I mean? He's not that guy. It was going to be Snipes or it was going to be someone of this generation, but it was never going to be Hansu. I don't think he's ever going to be an A-list
4: actor. He's never going to be a Tom Cruise, a Harrison Ford. No, he's not that guy. You know, Um, but I I love him. I think he's
1: great. When he was asked why he took the role, he said, I have a four-year-old son who loves superheroes from Spider-Man to Iron Man to Batman. He's got all the costumes. One day he looked at me and said, Dad, I want to be light-skinned so I can be Spider-Man. Spider-Man has light skin.'" He said that was a sort of shock. This is why I'm excited to be part of the Marvel universe, so I can hopefully provide that diversity in the role of the superhero. I hope he understands he's a bad guy in this. Yes, he's a superhero. <laughs> in his arc, <laughs> uh, Ronan the Glorious, <laughs> is overthrown by that scoundrel, uh, Peter Quill.
3: I think they've realized how under, like they sort of undercast him because they've sort of tried to bring him back in little roles because he was in because. Was it was uh, a Captain Marvel was a prequel, so they have him in yeah. that for a bit, and they, they give they put him in like one of the Disney Plus shows.
1: Well, he can't come back in one of these, now, no. No, not unless you do it in the, in the past. Yeah. yeah, The costumier um, Alexandra Byrne was flustered when measuring, um, Juman Hansu for his outfit. She stated he was so perfectly built she could put a beanbag on him and he'd look good. I said the same thing. He disagreed to a degree. He said he found his costume of makeup as Korath very uncomfortable and rigid. As a result, he used that discomfort into his role. (laughs) Uh, Korath orders Peters to drop the orb and wants to know what he knows about it. Peters says, Hey, I'm just a junker. And Korath goes, No, you're wearing ravager garb. Who are you? And the answer is, I'm Peter Quill. Uh, also known as Star Lord, played by, of course, Chris Pratt. And I think we have to remember, if we can cast our brains into a time when Chris Pratt was not overexposed everywhere, because mm. yeah. he's everywhere now. He's he's the American answer to James Corden. He's just
3: he's he's Garfield now as well.
1: Yeah, isn't he married to um, Schwarzenegger's daughter in real life? I don't know. Yeah. I know he was dating Jennifer Lawrence for a while. Mm.
3: So um, he, w- he he w- was married to Anna... Ferris. Farrah? Ferris, and then they divorced, and now he's married to Arnold Schwarzenegger's... Oh, oh, but that, yeah. that's, a, that's a whole kind of... I think there's was a little world assumption world something
1: about. was going on during the uh, <laughs> during the set of uh, Prisoners. Was it Prisoners? No, Passengers. No. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Sexy people in space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I call it. Such, such a bad movie. <laughs> such a bad movie. A bad he movie. wasn't
4: always in such good shape, though, was he?
1: No. I'm going to oh. talk about that, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Old, others who were screen tested were Joel Edgerton, uh, Jim Sturgis. Do you ever see Across the Universe? No. Do you ever see 21? No. Oh, okay, both good films starring Jim Sturgis.
2: That's why I know that name, because it's on the album for Across the Universe, isn't it? Yep. Yep.
1: And Eddie Redmayne, as well as another actor we'll see later. I wouldn't i really see Eddie Redmayne in this. No, Eddie well, Redmayne's coming second for a lot of roles you in the MCU. I mean, yeah. Glenn
3: Howerton as well was supposed to, but I'm kind of glad he didn't, because different energy
1: my next note is glenn howerton was oh. reportedly gun second choice now you, you can't know that so that's fine uh, Pratt said he had a hard time as a kid, and now, he had, and now he goes, this is him talking about the character, and now he goes around space making out with hot alien girls and just being a rogue and a bit of a jerk, and through teaming up with these guys, he finds a higher purpose for himself. He also added the character is a mix of Han Solo and Marty McFly. Interesting combination, there. Yeah, it is. Pratt, who is mostly known for playing supporting characters, including Andy Dwyer on the television series Parks and Recreation, yep. initially turned down the role. Pratt had lost weight to portray fit characters, such as in Moneyball, and Zero Dark Thirty and had given up ambitions to play the lead role in action films after he uh, auditioned for Star Trek and Avatar and was turned down for both of those. Cast and director Sarah Finn suggested Pratt to Tim. Uh, no, Tim Gunn, jeez, that's the guy from uh, Project Runway. Make it work. <laughs> <laughs> I knew earlier I was gonna do that. James Gunn, who dismissed the idea you might despite have Tim Gunn earlier as well. No, no. <laughs>
4: I think
3: no, that's, th-
1: that's your first one. <laughs> who dismissed the idea despite struggling to be to cast that role. Despite this, Finn arranged for a meeting between the two, at which point Gunn was immediately convinced Pratt was perfect for the role. Pratt also went over Feige, despite having gained weight again for a film called Delivery Man. James Gunn said that Chris Pratt's audition was so good he was prepared to offer him the role even if he didn't lose weight or get in shape in time. Gunn joked he was willing to give to CGI a six-pack on the Pratt's body. <laughs> Our Pratt uh, asked Gunn to give him six months to lose 50 pounds. He underwent a strict diet and training regimen and ended up losing 60 pounds. Wow. He signed a multi film contract with Marvel and was granted a temporary leave from his work on Parks and Rec to accommodate his participation in the film. I think in the storylines, he goes to London for a bit. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah and he's which like, actually, stop
1: drinking beer. Which is actually where they shoot Guardians. Yeah. That, is London that, at Shepparton cool. Studios. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah. Oh,
3: because there's an, there's an actor in uh, that episode of Parks and Rec that I think we might bring up later as well.
1: I don't remember. So you can tell me when that happens.
3: Oh. We spoke about it last week. So.
1: Oh, yeah, then I do know who it is. I, I, yeah. I know it is. yeah. Uh, Chris Pratt uh, apparently stole his Star-Lord costume from the set yeah. for the sole purpose of having it available so he could show up in costume to visit sick children in the hospital who might want to meet Star-Lord. I think it's more so he can go out to the clubs on Friday night as Star-Lord. Absolutely. And oh, I, I,
3: I just steal it just because just I could wear it whenever.
1: Yeah. Question, where did he get his mask from? Uh, what do you mean, in, in the universe? Yeah.
2: It's an earpiece thing. Yeah,
1: but where? where who? Uh, that's left up, up to yeah. We he's don't really a, get. He's a we don't, we don't, we don't really get a yeah. He's found it somewhere, hasn't he? And, yeah. and nicked it for and himself. Fifty gun. It's you a know, space yes. thing. Yeah. You sign up for the Ravagers Guild and you get one cool thing.
2: <laughs> yeah. He, he's he's like, he's like, can a I, cool
1: can I have Ascension thing? arrow? Nope, someone's got that, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. that's okay, a cool I'll, I'll take t- yeah. t- I'll t- I'll the glowing eye mask thing then. <laughs> yeah. Um. He then. Uh. Oh, so. Peter tells Korath, there's another name you might know me by, Star Lord. But no, the ongoing joke in this movie is that no one knows Star Lord. Yeah. Uh, Quill then takes the baddies out in a way too easy fashion until Korath blasts a massive hole in the wall, and Quill uses his rocket boots to escape. He then lands outside, instantly forgets he has rocket boots, and stumbles the rest of the way out. <laughs> and I've got my notes. Is Peter Quill just the Hugh Grant of the MCU? And I mean this in the sense that if you look at a rom com, Hugh Grant kind of stumbles and bumbles his way and it ends up getting the girl always. Yeah, like, oh, I was like, I was was a friends. And then is that what he does? Like for like an action movie star, is he just kind of falling all over the place but somehow lands on his feet.
2: Yeah, a little
1: bit. Uh cue a girl from he gets onto his ship. Uh sorry, he uses another magic doohickey to magnetize those who are waiting for him by a ship and then makes a, a he's flying a ship out, some water comes up, we think, oh no, he's gonna crash until the last minute when he doesn't, because the you movie's know. just started. <laughs> yeah. And off he goes, and then some girl pops up from down under, underneath the, uh, I guess, in the living quarters.
2: In hall, yeah. And
1: the jokes that he d- forgot she was there. <laughs> oh, you womanizing rogue you. Oh shucks. <laughs> and they leave the planet. In the Milano, which is the name of his ship, uh, his ship, Liam, do you know why it's named the Milano? Um, cause it's a, a cultural list- reference from the 80s. Oh, yeah, you're saying it. I think you were saying it. no, I cut you off. Go ahead. No, I was gonna it, say Alyssa Milano. That's exactly why. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's named after Alyssa Milano really? because every every boy had a crush on Alyssa Milano oh, in the yeah, 80s. Yeah. Oh, cool. So he's named it after that. I thought that can't be right. It is. <laughs> um, uh, we see the tape has a giant mounted stereo in the ship. Oh, I love that. I do. Forget the helmet. How do you get that? Yeah. Yeah. That seems very specific. Ju- and it hasn't got a front you
4: know? on it. That's just you just stick it in. I guess so.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have a. Tch- Oh, they don't have like a screen on it. No. Oh. I
2: imagine he's been back to earth quite a lot because like he, no. ref- he but he references no. loads of earth stuff.
1: He references yeah, his memories was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. The gimmicks that he's never gone back.
2: Kevin Bacon? Footloose. So, yeah, it was before Kevin he got Bacon taken distant. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. It's a 1980s film. Yeah. It's a 1980s yeah, film. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we have an incoming call. Meet Yandu Udanta played by Michael Rooker. Ready for this? Second time on the pod. I know. Okay. Yeah. First one?
4: Yeah. Days of Thunder it is
1: Days of Thunder well done you yeah
4: because I I sat there looking at him going he looks familiar why does he look familiar he looks familiar why and then I think, oh my fucking
1: god that's him from Days of Thunder before being cast as Yondu Michael Rooker expressed interest in playing Rocket and there was a large fan petition trying to make that happen I can see that gruff voice working really well for Rocket On the character, Rooker said he's got some interesting issues. Not a good guy, not a bad guy. There's hope and a heart inside Yondu. I think he's leaning a bit more towards Volume 2 Yondu than Volume 1 Yondu, but all right. I don't know, though, because in this, he doesn't take... He doesn't kill him, does he? He No, but... He almost there's does. Some th- Where, there's does something he? there. I think there's something there that wasn't there before. <laughs> <laughs> What's there, yawn, dude? <laughs> oh, bless my soul. <laughs> oh, yes, indeed. I could have let the others eat your ugly paw. <laughs> um, um. Gunn created the film's version of Yondu specifically with Rooker in mind, while Borwin the character's mohawk and use of a whistle-control arrow from the comics. Rooker fully committed to the role once his role on the TV series The Walking Dead would be ending. Slight spoilers there for anybody watching that. Rooker's makeup took approximately four hours to apply. And Yondu's on Mogar, and Quill isn't. And Quill's like, yeah, I just thought I'd do some stuff. Wouldn't it be a lot better to go, yeah, some other guy showed up, so you should be actually really glad I got there first. Yeah. You would not, if I hadn't have gone there, you wouldn't have gotten it. Yeah. It just would be gone. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so uh, he doesn't mention it would be too late because of, you know, Korath and friends. We then find out Yondu was, who was on the ship when it stole Peter. And he really wants a pass on this hole. They wanted to eat you.
2: I didn't let them eat you. I didn't let
1: them eat you. A tariff. A tariff. Uh, <laughs> Terra. Terra, so that's Ter- what they call Ter- Earth. Ter-rin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah uh, terra firma. He's Terran. He's someone yeah, from no, Terra. Oh, okay. It's the
2: galaxy's name for Earth because obviously yeah, 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 yeah. we call Earth, calling it Earth is like them calling like a desert planet. Oh, terra
1: firma just means like firm land. Oh, yeah. does it? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's just Latin. Oh, okay. I believe.
2: Yeah, I think so. But yeah. obviously, they won't call it Earth because Earth is just dirt, isn't it? So.
1: Well, in Latin, it still means the same thing.
2: Yeah, but it's not in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Surely everywhere else in Latin would just be terra as well, wouldn't it?
2: Yeah, but not everyone speaks English, do
1: they? It was terror when they picked him up. Well, it seems everybody speaks English in this movie. Well, oh, in this movie. <laughs> um, but that's the thing. No matter what alien you meet, you're going to speak English. It's, it's, um, it's, it's lucky. And
2: most of them look like humans. It's really convenient.
1: They're all bipeds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, basically, Peter Quill's like James T. Kirk. This view for you, and Davies. Whereas, like, really hot girls, their skins just dyed a different color. That is a oh, idea. she's an alien. She's dyed. Go green. Is she green or pink or blue? Those are the things that matter. Or, or yellow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Yondu says he uh, he's going to put a, uh, a bounty on uh, Peter Quill's head. And uh, this is where we meet Craiglin Obfonsory, played by Sean Gunn.
4: Yeah.
1: Oh, so Yondu's brother. second in command is the director's brother. I like him. And he's the guy who stands in for a lot of the body work. We'll talk about who he stands in for as we get across those characters. Oh, is that okay. the,
2: the skinny guy with yeah. the dark hair who yeah, looks yeah. like he belongs in parts of the Caribbean?
1: Yes, <laughs> not a bad, chap. Yeah. Weasel in the Suicide Squad. Yes, Isn't he is Weasel your, in the Suicide Squad. Was that your oh, least gosh. favorite character? He's yes, it was. He's made a nice <laughs> little career for himself though out of the stuff. Basically, <laughs> well, he's like his brother. Or uh, oh yeah, I think based on starting here yeah. and then basically he's like a poor man's Andy Circus. Oh okay. Yeah. You know, Andy Circus was yeah, Gollum, yeah, yeah. and then and sort of turned that into he was something else. Caesar, and then he actually got you know to show his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think the same sort of idea is happening here. Oh okay. Uh, cause he's got himself, you know, a reel. Look at all the stuff I did on camera. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yondu, another Ravager says Quill was cargo, but they didn't deliver him. He accuses Yondu of being soft. Yondu says I've only been soft on you. And we get an island match to a cutaway to an arrow in his pocket. We know it's going to be important. <laughs> <laughs> Yandu then claims he wants to kill uh, Quill himself, but they got to find out who else wants the orb. And conveniently, we're going to cut to the Dark Aster, which is a Kree warship, and we meet Ronan the Accuser, played by Lee Pace. Now, here's the problem with Marvel. Yeah. We have Ronan the Accuser, but then Hawkeye later on will just turn into Ronan. Yep.
2: R-O-N-I-N.
1: Yes. R-O-N-A-N. I thought he sounded
2: So crazy.
1: confusing. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Ugh. I think I owe Mister Pace uh, and Ronan the Accuser a bit of a. I remember. I think we watched this like two or three times. I remember thinking this guy was a lot more boring than he was. I <laughs> oh, think was all right.
2: He's all right, but he's a, he's a boring character because he he's just. Set. Really he's budget like, he? Thanos, and he's it? just, it's just so stoic. To watch this after.
1: He looks better than he acts, doesn't he? Even my, my Marvel memories Marvel of this is before guy. I knew who Thanos was, though I introduced them both at the same time. I just yeah, thought no, I was no, a I'm,
2: I'm just disagreeing with you. I
1: know who <laughs> I, I know who you know Grimace on a throne was. Jeez, that's a <laughs> you got to know the old McDonald's commercials for that. But there we go.
2: Oh, is Grimace the little purple bean thing.
1: Yep, Grimace is a big purple bean thing. Yep,
2: I've <laughs> ever you seen him like 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 in like toy form. Toy
1: form, yeah. I yeah. Say. <laughs> yeah, but even Star Wars, out small of, in toy form, like,
3: <laughs> 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 Out of all like the Marvel villains, I think Ronan is still better than half the ones that we've gotten over the like 200 years
4: is he some sort of mythical god like figure they've created
1: ronan the accuser
4: yeah because he kind of he rises like up, doesn't he? And they kind of yeah. powder him and do all this stuff to
1: him. So describing Ronan, Gunn said he's the primary villain. He's a really twisted guy. He has a really religious bent view in this film. Uh, he has a very sick and twisted view of what morality is. Strength is virtue and weakness is sin. And that's what he lives by. And I think he's very scary because of these beliefs, which are real to him. This guy originally auditioned for Peter Quill. <laughs> really that's oh, hard because we just see him with his makeup on yeah, playing yeah. a much different yeah. stoic part i would not notice because how you have to play realize. this guy is as different from peter quill as possible yeah. so how is it different you strip it all back and it's just super measured yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i'd be mean, very curious i want to see him kind of switch places That'd yeah. be cool. I was once in a performance, usually when you get really comfortable off book in a show, <laughs> you joke, we should just have a night where like we all just draw names out of a hat, and that's who we play this week. We yeah. did that
2: with cats. we really wanted to flip yeah. it around, but That'd be it cool. so
1: you know who would you be if we had to redraw names and could you do it, and it I'd kind of like to see peter uh, chris Pratt as as Ronan and then this guy as. Uh, <laughs> So, um, Pace, who originally, whatever, he described Ronan as a psycho and a monster. He ticks all the boxes. Blue skin, big empty lair. Shoot him from a long distance to give a feeling of isolation and misery. And he kills some guy who wanted peace. So, Ronan is Tybalt, I guess. He had a kind of an Egyptian feel about him, didn't he? He did. And there's this idea that when we first see him, he's like like fetal position in like mm. this black goo. Yeah. But then after he kills a guy, we see the blood go down these runes and it looks black, so it looks like he's bathing or sleeping in the blood of his enemies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and then some sort of power from it. Yep. And then someone walks out from behind Ronan, and it's the girl who waited. Meet <laughs> Nebula, played by... Karen Gillen. Who do you think you are, alumnus? Karen Gillen. <laughs> her second appearance in the pod. Can you name the first? I love her. Ooh, um, who do you think you are?
3: I'm guessing doesn't count. Does
1: not count. Oh. A proper episode.
3: I can't oh. remember.
1: We were joined by Alex from Main Street Finance for this film. Nope. Brain's gone. She was literally giving us the metaphor about how the Securities Commission is in bed with the ones uh, who are supposed to yes. do an oversight. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Um, Wait. What's it called? What's it called? Big Short?
1: Big Short. Oh, I didn't see that. it right.
2: That's a big deal. That's
1: a big deal. I am
2: short. About the character
1: the future mrs ian said she's the female villain of the film she's very sadistic and evil but i like to think for a very valid reason well that's not she's just in case the thing with phoebe waller bridge doesn't work out uh she also added i think she's a really interesting character what i like about her is how jealous she is she's gamora's sister and there's a lot of sibling rivalry that's the most interesting aspect to me because jealousy can consume you and turn you bitter and ugly and she's a total sadist, so that's fun too that's supposed to be sisters but they look nothing alike.
2: They're all, they're all adopted. They're all adopted. No, none sisters. of them have actually come from oh, okay. He's purple, yeah. so. Gunn He's,
1: and Gillen worked together to create Nebula's voice. This is a simultaneous impression of Marilyn Monroe and Clint Eastwood. Didn't get that. <laughs>
2: I didn't get <laughs> that it either. That's brilliant.
1: Like, though. you yes. can tell me these things. I'm like, sure you did. Yeah. Uh, Gillen <laughs> researched the accent. Uh, sorry, researched the ancient Spartans. Shaved off her head, legit, and trained uh, for that. two months for the role. Because I remember she did a comeback after Matt Smith left the role. For his last episode, she came back, but she was wearing a wig on that episode because of that reason. Didn't they make a wig of her own hair? Sorry?
4: Didn't they make a wig of her own hair? I don't know. Maybe. I'm pretty sure they made a wig. If you were going to shave your hair hair. off,
1: you'd go, yeah, let's make a wig of it. Why not? Yeah, Yeah. 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 That's pretty cool, isn't it? It is. Um. The character's makeup took... Oh, sorry. She also trained for two months for the role. Uh, the makeup took approximately four and a half hours to be completed. Korath has returned and dropped Star-Lord's name to Ronan. We find out there was a deal between Ronan and Thanos. He gets the orb for, well, we don't know who, someone. And they'll destroy Xandar for him. And Nebula is then deputized to go to Xandar. But out from the shadows also comes Gamora, played by Zoe Saldana. Are you ready for this? Go someone turned this role down. Can you imagine how much you'd be kicking yourself? Again, because that wasn't a big thing at the time, was it, when they first started? In sort of an alternate hypothetical universe, George's mother turned the role down. Karen? What? You have to unpack it. Yes. Someone who goes outside and and their boobs can tell them when it's been raining.
2: Oh. Oh, what's her name? Yeah, from Mean Girls. Yep. Uh oh,
1: um,
2: Amanda Seyfried. Yep.
1: Do you get the reference to your mum now? No. Oh, because the character's name is your is your, your mum's first and last name
2: Karen. Yes.
1: And then the surname's the surname.
2: Oh, I mean, wow. if yeah. people Google it, yeah, my surname is Smith. Yeah.
1: like <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> Good
2: luck finding me.
1: There's millions of us. <laughs> so, um,. Uh, Amanda I Seyfried was offered the role, but turned it down, but declined uh, due to the excessive hours of makeup required for the role, and she wasn't sure the film would be commercially viable. Now, again, wow. remember, we said it was it was it a little, was, people yeah. did not think this would be a big success necessarily. But that was In a good thing for Karen Gillan. Though, 2020, well, this is, no, this is, this is Gaborah.
4: Yeah, no, I mean, it's, so it's a little Gamora. thing at the time. It's a good thing for Karen Gillan to get her feet into Hollywood to make a big sort of endeavor. I mean, Matt Smith tried, didn't he? But he didn't.
1: Matt Smith's starting to
3: House of the Dragon is finally like. Well, given, it's kind of like,
1: more streaming stuff. He did the he did the crown as well, so he's you know he's got oh a nice yeah, career. Did crown, he did the he did it was that, more just films. He's still patted with. He did. He was in he was in Morpheus when he and he was in uh, Morpheus. Terminator. Is that what I'm, that what I'm thinking about? Morbius. the Jet Morbius, Thank you. Morbius, and he was in yeah, the one he, he was in the he was in the time travel one about. Oh, about, uh,
3: last night in Soho. That's it.
1: Oh, was it? Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, she turned down the role of Gamora because she didn't think anyone wanted to see a movie about a talking tree and a raccoon. (laughs) How How wrong were you? you? Saldana said she became Gamora through makeup rather than computer generated imagery. Or performance capture, because uh, she did that with Avatar, didn't she? On taking mm. the role, Saldana said, "I was, was excited to be asked to join by James Gunn and to play someone green." I've named one of them actually. She's this is her third appearance in the pod. Can you name the other one? Avatar. <sighs> we didn't do. I just we said Avatar.
4: Done Star
2: Trek yet. <sighs> yeah, I can't remember. No, I can't. I remember we, us doing the episodes and be like, "Oh, so it's remember? Saldana, okay, think about
1: this." She's been in the. She's been
3: Pirates of the Caribbean. Wait, that was Disney. That was the Disney one.
1: No, we did it. We did do Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes, Liam, you're correct. Pirates of the Caribbean (laughs) is the correct answer. We did do Pirates of the Caribbean. I I gave it a nine and a half. I remember it very well. (laughs) I I
4: thought
3: we did that. on talking to Nikki. Sorry. So
1: keep in mind, like in the 21st century, three of the biggest franchises, Pirates of the Caribbean, Avatar. Wow. Marvel. Yeah. She's done really well
2: for herself. She's done
1: okay. That's not bad, is it? Yeah. Any more rules you don't want a man to see free? I'm just going to follow you. (laughs) Um I so she
2: should have been better in Mamma Mia than She
1: said I was just excited to be a- better asked to join <laughs> by James Gunn and to play someone green. I've been blue before. <laughs> So <laughs> In avatar. She described Gamora as a warrior. She's an assassin. She's very lethal, but what saves her is the same thing that can doom her. She has a sense of righteousness. She's a very righteous individual. We hear of the term daughter of Thanos, and they fight about who will do this best. Gamora then asks if she's ever failed before, which makes Ron- and Ronan's like, no. Which makes him choosing Nebula first a bit weird. Yeah, mm. like This is obviously for the audience to go, oh, who's this? But if I know, hey, I've got the girl who goes like 80%, but this other girl is like 100% of the time. I know who I'm going to is my first choice. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
2: I tell you what, though, green is much harder to wash off than blue is, just from a uh, makeup standpoint. I'd rather uh, be blue than green. Green stains. Well, blue,
1: she was actually, she was computer generated for that, so. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit,
2: but like over the Karen Gillan thing, yeah, no, I'd rather be
1: blue. Yes. We go to Zandar and it's, a lot of London sights can be seen from time to time. The Shard is in the background some of the times. Oh, in the background. I saw that. Yeah. Uh, we then, we then get a voiceover chastising the citizens of Xandar, whoever it is, especially dislikes toddlers getting help, and <laughs> is not a fan of a Stan Lee cameo as he tries to pick up a younger woman. That was this is Rocket, played by or voiced by Bradley Cooper.
4: I'll be honest, I didn't realize that was Bradley Cooper when I first watched it. Obviously, I know now, yeah. but at the
1: time when I first watched it, I didn't. I think he's one of the ones I knew going in. Uh, mm. gun worked with live raccoons to get a correct feel for the character to make sure it wasn't a cartoon character saying it's not bugs bunny in the middle of, of the avengers it's a real little somewhat mangled beast it's alone there's no one in the universe quite like him he's been created by these guys to be a mean ass fighting machine i'll say this they nail it like not for one minute am i like mm. oh it's cute little rocket not for one moment am i like oh
2: and that's the scene in the prison where they only yep. he has his shirt off that's incredible there's yeah. no words mm. and that nope. is brilliant
1: yeah Rocket Raccoon was modeled on a a raccoon named Oreo.
2: Oreo. Oreo the raccoon went to one of the premieres, yeah. I'm sure sure he did. Living
1: in the UK.
3: passed away like two
1: years ago, I think? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Uh, Gunn also based the character on himself, describing... Yeah, baby, it's... Based on me. <laughs> Describing. I mean, I'm, I'm one of a kind I'm as sick well. And
3: world. I mean, playing machine. Glimpse inside my mind.
1: Describing Rocket in relation to the rest of the Guardians, Cooper said, I think Rocket's dynamic. He's the sort of like Joe Pesci in Goodfellas. I just want to see Rocket as these characters now. Yeah. I want Rocket as the raccoon, surrounded by the rest of the cast going, What am I, a comedian? What? Uh, do I make it you it laugh? Funny? Uh, yeah, I'm not being funny though. He, he's. <laughs> funny how? <hell. laughs> funny, huh? funny like a clown. <laughs>
4: He's very useful, isn't he? I mean, he can he can salvage anything and make anything work and whatever you need it to be. Who, Rocket?
1: Yeah. Yeah, Rocket's the guy we used to describe whatever magic doohickey's coming up next. If yeah. we want to have a description, an explanation, if we don't, we just let Peter Quill use it. Or even Red Heron's. I get yeah. that leg. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah,
2: there's, a, there's a brilliant few pictures of Oreo the raccoon have at the premiere of the first film um, on James Gunn's shoulders. They took him to the premiere in a little bow tie. So,
1: Bradley Cooper voiced Rocket, but Sean Gunn stood in for the character during filming again. Oh, okay, yeah. Mm. Uh, so this guy's how, like all the grunt work looks like. James Gunn said for the role of Rocket, some physical movements from Cooper, including facial expressions and hand movements, were recorded as potential references for the animators, though much of Sean Gunn's acting is used throughout the film. Sean noted they kind of stumbled into the process of him performing on the set, since they weren't sure how they were going to create that character. The same process continued to be used for all subsequent appearances of Rocket. Before Cooper was cast, James Gunn said it was a challenge finding a voice for Rocket. He was looking for someone who could balance the fast-talking speech patterns that Rocket has, but also be really funny because he is really funny. Mm. He has the heart, but they also have to have the heart that Rocket has because there's actually some pretty dramatic scenes with Rocket. Again, Mm. big in number one. Number two is huge for him. Yeah. Mm. James Gunn stated several times that Rocket was a big, if not the main reason he he wanted to make the movie. In fact, when it was confirmed the film was a hit, Gunn put a heartfelt thank you letter online, specifically thanking everyone for letting the raccoon make them all a little bit more human. Yep. And we also meet Groot, played by Vin Diesel. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> how on earth did when, this, when come this about? first came about? We were—I remember it being like, "Wait, what?" Vin Diesel's playing this guy who just says three words. How? So there's, a,
2: there's a brilliant bit in the screen run, isn't there? It's like, "And we've got this tree that only says three words, so we definitely don't need anyone famous to do that role." Right, it's just <laughs> the three same three words over and over again. We've
1: got Vin Diesel. We've got Vin Diesel. <laughs> oh, okay, really? <laughs> Diesel said that after he he provided the voice and motion capture for Groot after being in talks to star in a potential Phase Three movie film, he like spoiled his own cast in like months before it was supposed to be <laughs> leaked. <laughs> Oh. He was that excited. <laughs> Diesel also provided Groot's voice for several foreign language versions of the film, including Russian, Mandarin, Spanish, Portuguese, German and French, so that it would always be his interpretation of each line would come across, no just, matter who was doing need it.
2: You need that for this. You need this that because three words, yeah. That's
1: cool. Uh, Christian Goleski portrayed the character on set that was acting as not using the final character. On the character which Gunn based on his dog, Gunn said all the Guardians thought the movie out as bastards except Groot. He's an innocent. He's 100% deadly and 100% sweet. He's caught up in rocket's life really gun added to the the design and movement of Groot took the better part of a year and gun said the ways in which vin diesel's i am groot i am astounded all the i am groots that were earlier voices didn't sound very good at all vin came in and one day laid down all these i am groot tracks and he's a perfectionist he made me explain to him with every i am groot exactly what he was saying it was amazing when we first put that voice in there how much the character changed and how much he influenced the character Uh, regarding the limited word used by Groot, diesel said in many ways, this was the most challenging thing to ask an actor to do. Diesel found an emotional note in his performance, invoking the death of his friend, fast and furious co-star Paul Walker saying this was in December 2013. And the first time I came back to dealing with human beings after dealing with death. So playing a character who celebrates life in the way Groot does is very nice. Groot's form and size changing abilities are seen with guns stating he is the ability to grow in the film. Um, the more I read about this, because I think it's pretty common knowledge that there was a Dwayne Johnson, Vin Diesel rift. There was. <laughs> yeah. The more, and it came off the other way around. The more I, the more I read about the two gentlemen, yeah. the more I'm thinking, Vin Diesel's not the villain in this. No. I'm the same. I think Dwayne Johnson's really, Dwayne Johnson? really shy. I think Dwayne Johnson's kind of like where James Corden was a couple of years ago? Yeah. Where people thought he was the, be the be nicest I- guy in Hollywood. A bit of an ego, yeah. but the nicest, and yeah. then eventually someone's going to talk and it's all going to come crashing down because yeah. there was some talk recently, well, you saw, kind of, how Dwayne Johnson tried to strong arm the DCEU. Mm-hmm. Yes. Into being centered around but, uh, um black adam. adam superman black adam yeah. and shazam those are the big three because yeah. when the movie didn't call for it tim Gunn. sorry tim Gunn. james Gunn <laughs> never intended for it to be no but he tried to to strong arm his way into it by saying like oh yeah we made all sorts of money on black Ad-. no they didn't no that part's yeah. not true failed. the more stories you hear the more i'm like i'm not really sure mm. i'm well, not from, really sure same
2: That's, to your comparison i'm pretty sure there's a reason why james gordon's shut down his late show before i think it's just being he's finishing before he can be finished yeah. I reckon there's, I reckon there's got something lucky. more to it. I you got think lucky
3: he's. Shut down right before the strikes, too, because you know he wouldn't be a fan of those.
1: Well, I, don't know. I mean.
3: Oh, no, from what I've heard, he does not. He's not a fan of writers' unions.
1: Okay, so. Okay, I'm a challenge. Okay, who who do you know, Ethan? <laughs> no, like from. No, no, who do you know? <laughs> How well do you know James Corden that you can make these accusations about him in a, in a digitally distributed format?
3: Like I said, I'm saying, from art, literal articles from media entertainment news sources. That's cause, my- cause all the
1: other ones are paying their writers. So I have a hard time believing James Corden, as savvy as he is, would be the one person to not pay his writers when Jimmy Fallon's paying his writers. No, Jimmy I'm saying Kimmel's he's paying just not his not a fan, writers. I'm still talking. I'm sorry. Jimmy <laughs> Fallon's paying his writers. Jimmy Kimmel's paying his writers. Uh not John Stewart. John Oliver's paying his writers. So as a result, I mean <sighs> it becomes tricky i don't pretend to know these people and i'm not going to try and say i know what they would do or, or what they'll be like
3: that's, that's what i said from what i've read oh
1: then you better have a source to back it up sir okay i want you to say according to blank
3: okay i'm thank pretty you. sure it was entertainment weekly no no they'll I, be pretty I'm sure come come
1: back to me with with with, with a source okay <laughs>
3: okay thank you I'll do it right now
1: <laughs> uh where are we at here um Vin Diesel recorded his lines wearing stilts so he could get a sense of how large Groot really is. And he's a
4: small man, isn't he? Vin Quantity Diesel?
1: Wise, yeah. Well, I don't know, because he's so big.
4: Yeah, big, muscly, but I mean, he's he's not tall, tall, is he? I'll
2: Google his height, shall I?
4: Do, that. Yeah. Well, do you know a very fun fact, actually? When I went to meet Lulu, her personal assistant, who was helping her, actually was um, for the new uh, Fast and Furious movie, he was his personal assistant for six months. One more time? So, Lulu's personal yep. assistant, so the guy that carries everything. Yeah, the guy who sort of helps him with day, her day-to-day life. Day-to-day life, and yeah. drives and everything. He did the same for Vin Diesel six, for six months. Wow. Some girl kept asking him questions.
1: and I'm like, will you just shut up and just let the guy just get on? But he kept answering. <sighs> I mean, keep us. in mind, Vin Diesel, wasn't he the voice of the Giant in The Iron Giant? Was he? Yeah. I think he is. Yeah, he is. So, that. he's had voiceover work in the past.
2: You know when you like usually Google a celebrity in height, it just straight up comes up with like a profile and yep. this height. Apparently there's lots of speculation about how tall Vin Diesel is because I've got everywhere between five ten and six foot. No one's sees well, it.
1: To be fair, it's two inches.
2: It is, but like usually there's <laughs> like a this person is this tall.
1: Okay, yeah. I would not have thought I was around the same height as Vin Diesel. So no. yeah, he is shorter than I would think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: It's a brilliant selfie of him with Groot at Disneyland Paris from the other week when they had the premiere. It was really cool.
1: Uh, Vin (laughs) loved this character so much, he would go to promotions and premieres wearing the stilts he wore for the movie and a shirt that said, I am Groot. And Rocket gives Groot a hard time for drinking fountain water when he spots Peter Quill and the 40K bounty has popped up. And now we're ready for the chase scene. So Peter goes and talks to a broker because he's got the orb still. And the broker won't reveal his client, but Peter name drops Ronan and the broker freaks out. He won't be involved if Ronan's involved.
4: Who's the broker? He looked familiar to I don't me. know him from anything. He looks like an English actor.
1: I wrote, wait, sounded like an English actor as well. You know, I mean, in like
4: a, a TV series from, he looked like an someone who's either been in like um, Harry Potter or uh, an early TV series in the 90s or he, he looks familiar to me. I haven't Googled him, so I don't know. But he's. What's quite, his
2: character name? Broker?
1: Well, I they heard him as the Broker. I'm not sure I'll even if I'll it's true. him. Uh, he kicks out Peter and runs into Gamora. And like we said, he's got a thing for humanoid based aliens with dyed skin. She flirts briefly before stealing the orb, kicking him in the chest, and we're off. And they fight on what's clearly the Millennium Bridge. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she goes to stab Peter when she's tackled by Ro- Rocket and Groot. Rocket tells Groot to put him in the bag and then he goes for Gamora and Rocket tells Groot to learn <laughs> genders and I've got it's not that easy anymore, buddy. No, no. <laughs> You're making some generalizations here. Probably better just a point and go, that person. Peter gets the orb back and Groot puts Peter in a bag and then Gamora hacks Groot to pieces. Can you imagine horrible. if this was the equivalent, of this was a human character, there'd be blood everywhere.
2: Yeah. It's not okay. They, they
1: want to show that he can grow back. So we think he's invincible for yeah. a bit because at the end of the day, I thought a lot about star Wars while watching this film. Yeah. 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 And my question is, is Groot Chewbacca or is Groot R2 D2? And the answer is both. he's kind of both. Yeah. yeah, both,
3: yeah. <laughs> I would say a bit of both. Yeah. You're raising your hand. Yeah. I've not on the James Corden thing. This is from the James. This is from James Corden's mouth in 2019 on Twitter. Uh, an ex-writer was uh, getting angry because he went to the WGA, say, uh, advocating for less pay for new writers on his staff, and then he went, "Yeah, I wanted new writers to have less pay if they were job- WGA members, uh, if they were new and getting their first start, than the uh, like senior ones who would get more pay for doing the same job."
1: I don't, I, I, I don't understand what that means. That means he's he wants more experienced writers to get more money.
3: Is uh, in people doing the same job, like, but, our but WGA but members you said,
1: But you said new versus people who've been doing it for a while.
3: Still the same job.
1: No, but, see, okay. Let me, let me give you an example. Yeah, yeah. I work in a union, okay? Yeah. And my union pays brand new people much less than it pays people who are at the top end of the pay scale, based on how much experience you have. The theory being that your first year teaching... You're not nearly as good as you are your 1th year teaching, so there's a there's yeah. a there's a pay ladder. Comes with comes with experience. Not so, as in
3: new not as a new union members, as in new people on his writing staff. Could you read it one more time? Yep. Yeah, wait, one sec. Uh trying to read it again, sorry. I scrolled up. uh. I asked if there could be a new writer's program for people who have uh, interned for a year on the show and want to be writers. Okay, these and, people
1: are people who aren't writers yet.
3: Oh, no, this is why I'm trying to find... Okay. I have two different articles, sorry. Apologies. Uh, duh, 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 duh. Sorry, I've got three different articles. We,
1: we can come back to this like, yeah, that's fine. next week or something like that. I mean, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not trying to shut it down, per se, but if we can come back to this throughout the whole episode, it could yeah, be a no, little bit charming. No, that's fine. Thank you. We can and, cut it if you want. No, it's, it's all right. Yeah. Uh, Rocket tells Groot to, I've said that already. Uh, so, right. So, is just, like, hacked Rocket's... Fr- she doesn't know his arms can grow back. No, no. She has point. no clue. It's horrible.
2: Unless she's met a group before.
1: Imagine, no one in this universe has met a group before, it looks like. The Collector yeah. hasn't met a group before.
2: No, but they, it insinuates that there, are more, there special, are
1: more than one. He He specializes in this thing. Yeah. But,
4: and yeah. if he can grow from one twig, what about his arms? Do they grow into something else?
1: Could you could you create your own clone army of Groots? Yeah,
2: so many Groots.
1: Just get some shrimps and put them around. <laughs> yeah, Groot, plant them. <laughs> During lockdown, I grew myself an army of Groots. It's
2: like the, the the cow plant in The Sims, where you like put them all out in the garden. And I've just
1: eat. I've just reached into my limit. What <laughs> <laughs> a cow plant in a The cow Sims?
2: Plant. And you grow it, and you feed it, and then if you like go too close to it, once it's like a mature, it's got like a cow head on it. It's got like a like a cow bell on the plant. It's a plant. Um, it looks like the the plants in Mario. The piranha plants, um, but cow. And if you go too close to it, it, like, puts this cake out of its tongue. And then if you go too close to the cake to go and eat the cake, it, like, eats the sim and kills them. <laughs> Excellent! So- <laughs>
1: wendy's <laughs> the twitter life of james corden and cow plants <laughs> this is where we're at this week and it sounds like lsd too. <laughs> yeah uh where are we at here uh, peter escapes and then is shot down by rocket before the nova corps come and arrest them all i was like this is like in broad literal broad daylight yeah that took them that long I've got my next note. Always wear protection. Uh, Zoe Saldana nearly broke Chris Pratt's ribs while filming a fight sequence. I think it's got to be this one. During training, Pratt and Saldana wore protective gear so they could actually hit each other. However, when the filming day came, Pratt forgot to wear his protective gear and didn't tell Saldana because he thought she'd hold back if she knew. Saldana, of course thinking, I'm going to kick you the way I always have, (laughs) kicked him square in the ribs, made him fall to the ground, and he had a bruise for the rest of the filming. I say, it's
2: someone who had a bruised, bruised rib... The first night of cats, and then had to do the rest of the run with a bruised rib. Yeah, that's not fun. That hurts.
1: We then meet Roman Day, played by John C. Riley, his third appearance on the pod. I don't normally like John C. Riley, but He's, I liked him in this.
2: Cellophane is it? Cellophane. Amos heart.
1: There's one more.
4: Um, take a early nights. No, we haven't done that one. <laughs> um.
3: Oh, sh- do we do we mention Chicago. Yeah, George yeah, said yeah. Chicago. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah
2: oh that is just given me absolute because I knew I recognised him but I couldn't place him but that's oh, that's what I know um,
4: um 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 is it another car movie yep
1: yeah. Lucky yes. Logan nope no oh.
2: it's it's the one where they go round and round and round and round um,
1: that's how car races usually work we're on, the,
2: on the track and he's like oh we're, we're, we can't do it we can't do it and he's like oh no we can oh, who, is it? <laughs> who, is who else is it? in it I don't know I can't remember okay it's Days of Thunder <laughs> is he in Days of Thunder yeah, yeah it's, it's he's, always he's
1: Days in of Thunder the, he's, he's one of the guys oh, in the crew
4: it, it was like it's
1: like his first film credit
4: I thought to myself, that can't be that. That can't yeah, be the thunder. Three so
1: Italian nights. So I was like, You're close. That <laughs> can't be. Oh my god, that is. Yeah. So um, he he's good in this in a really he small is good. in a small it's like lovely. little comedy It's like warm humor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the police ships are some of the fakest looking things I've ever seen. I've got Hello Star Fox in my notes.
4: Hello, yeah, Star Fox. We're friends and that was one for you. Oh. Oh.
1: Oh. oh, like
3: Star Fox 64. Star Fox had very
1: polygony sort of shaped. Mm. It was a video game for Super Nintendo, and then 64, and it was very polygony shaped ships. And it was just like these ships look so fake in the sky compared to everything else. Oh, okay. Uh, then we met. Do you know why that is? Do I know why it is?
2: Because they are fake in the sky compared to everything.
1: Else. No, because everything else in the sky was also fake.
2: Well, not everything. Well, like oh, no, not really. the real
1: starships. I mean, there were the real starships and there were the CGI stuff. The CGI ones look so fake next to those real ones. Some of them are sets, aren't they? they
2: not all real. We then meet
1: Irani Rail. Speak out real. We speak. I- we meet Irani Rail, played by Glenn Close. Her second appearance on the pod. What she got now? This one I couldn't get
2: you go glencoso
1: you go glencoso <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh um i don't know oh, God, i don't I even
2: know who she is you. who are we talking about sorry the- actually place. you
1: guys weren't here for it it was just ethan
2: the blonde lady. there's your
1: hand it was just me and ethan that week oh sh- the, was it- that a covid episode also had some really fake looking stuff in the sky oh. Or more so, we're gonna hit the water.
2: Air
1: Force no. One. Air Force One. Oh, Air Force she One. She plays the vice president. Who like, cr- you know, she was gonna, gonna like cry by herself in her room. Is Air uh, Force One
2: the way where he, he crashes the plane on, onto the river? Yeah, no. I have seen that.
1: Though. No, that's well. To be fair, solid, there's, there's a few. No, he oh, doesn't. No, he doesn't solid, crash it himself. Oh, it crashes so. after he gets off it. Uh, no, I was.
2: thinking And by of
1: river, solid. we mean ocean.
2: Yeah, no, I was yes. thinking.
1: I think she was thinking of solid. And by crash, we mean PlayStation Two cutscene. <laughs> yeah that was pretty awful my that? vote for worse not Ethan Ethan forgot win? about it I can't it. remember no because she yeah. forgot
3: to vote for it uh, for well, someone, we did that little second bit someone
4: yeah. like Glenn Coase yeah this is a very small part this is she this doesn't
3: really do smaller much. than John C. Reilly's yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: that's like what
2: can I just confirm this is the blonde lady who tells her yes
1: this he okay. is this is Cruella yeah. de a 101 damage yeah, oh,
3: yeah.
2: shit yeah of is course. that her in the live action one yeah 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 no.
4: That's cool. <laughs> uh, Close, watching George's eyes Close stated she
1: always wanted to be in a movie like this and that it would be for the most fun to play something like the Judy Dench as M or Samuel L. Jackson's Nick Fury role. Yeah, this is very far removed from that. Very. She said that she would look the role because she loves to do stuff that's different and wanted to show she has always been up for anything. She also stated that her contract has several films on it and that she would be open to working on other Marvel Studios films in addition to returning for Guardians sequels. Uh, she's lecturing the leader of the Cree, who they just had a big uh, peace treaty with, but he refuses to publicly condemn Ronan's acts, probably because Ronan's a nut job and will kill anybody. A complete nut job. Uh, and then from her side, we meet Garth and Saul, played by Peter Sarah fin- Sarah Finowitz uh, Ethan, you want to kick the knots on this?
3: Yeah, uh, I, he, I said he was in uh, an episode of *Parkinson Rec*. He's like the fancy prince that plays uh, planes with Chris Pratt in it. But he was also in last week's episode. He's the voice of Darth Maul. Yeah, he's the voice of
1: Darth Maul. Oh, yeah. yes, he is. This yeah, is yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there we are. So Darth Maul is back. See, he's just, just, got some bad press, that's all. Uh, he said there's some good news. They've captured a compatriot of Ronins. And then Amos Hart gives us some exposition with infographs uh ronan and thanos we find out are working together and it helps us with some little squares so we, which is good because there's a lot of exposition for the audience they like in this. build
2: a little family tree uh-huh. yeah
1: and it's like in case you don't know or you haven't caught anything or you're not feeling the comics here's a little bit of help um we get a rundown of the entire team peter quill unwinds a middle finger <laughs> during the ad lib sorry it was it was an ad lib was it yeah
2: i've just remembered when i first watched this film because that has given yep. me a sight memory i first watched this when i was babysitting at my aunt's house because i remember watching that bit and thinking it was absolutely hilarious go. it, like, it got me
1: we then go to the kiln the high security prison rocket tells us he's escaped 22 prisons and he's not a fan of being called a raccoon i am going you're called rocket raccoon he's a raccoon which though. is very close to rocky raccoon the beetle song yeah yeah uh, I don't know about you, but if I've got someone who's escaped from 22 different prisons, I'm probably putting him in like isol- solitary, solitary by yeah. himself. Yeah, yeah. Just a thought. Surely there's some sort of. They got every other bit of record on them.
2: They probably don't believe him, though, do they?
1: What? What the fact is I'm pretty sure they, like you like put a note in his file no, along everything true. else.
2: maybe he just kills them all, so you don't know. He
1: doesn't say he's killed everybody, he just <laughs> escaped from like, he's this big. Like his, his thing is escaping, not yeah,
2: raccoons are bigger than that. What okay,
1: well, okay, sorry. This doesn't work very well in a, in a in an audio medium. <laughs> but you folks out there didn't realize that George and I were sort of holding our hands ever so slightly further apart from each other. So you made
2: him horizontal, I put him vertical. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, he's he's
1: on all fours.
2: No, he's upright.
1: You ever see he Shawshank? Did he escape no. from Shawshank? Oh, because in Shawshank, <laughs> you climb through a, a tunnel of shit Yes. Ha- on your hands and knees. You don't do that stuff standing up. No. <laughs> Just saying.
2: He spends most of the films to
1: talk. So with Shawshank, when he's running, though, something that's really good about this is that they when he's running, they do balls. make him on all worlds. Like It's like Family Guy. I like Family Guy the best when they make Brian like like a dog. <laughs> all right. You ever see Family Guy? Yeah. yeah I, I like it best when like he like wags his tail when he gets excited. <laughs> and you're like, when they're like, oh, right, he's a dog after all. I keep forgetting that. <laughs> um where are we at here uh we established the rules for i am groot because am groot. we first this is where peter notices that's all he says gamora tells us she was going to sell the orb to a third party not give it to Ronan. okay like here's my issue with parts of this movie because this movie has got time for a lot of crap yeah it didn't have time for this to come out in any more of an organic way so maybe
0: a bit more just, on
1: this we're just gonna walk down yeah by the way i wasn't gonna do that thing that you thought i was okay we good All right, moving on. That's not character development. That's just lazy story writing. (laughs) You don't
2: believe her in this. At least I didn't. You didn't believe what she was saying. I didn't know if she. Yeah, maybe that's part of the game—is that we're supposed
1: to be. But actually, from here on in, her character's like, "I told you the truth, so you're a dishonorable one."
2: Yeah. Who knows? (laughs)
1: Um. So I've gotten my notes here. Star Lord tells us the I am Groot is going to wear real thin, real fast. I dig this because he's going. What's the criticism they went that people might have of Groot?
0: How it could be annoying. Yeah. So they
1: have him go, yeah, that's going to wear real. So when he comes cynical, we almost come to Groot's defense, and therefore we're okay with it mm. and celebrate it. It's really well done. I So I slammed part of the writing, and I've praised part of the writing. Yay! So
3: does uh, Rocky, Rocky... Rocket.
1: Rocket.
4: Rocky the Raccoon, Rocket. Um, does he understand Groot then?
1: Yes. Or does he just make yeah. it up? Which is why in? I think it the, my, my, my Chewie reference, because yeah, whenever cause he's like, like I am Groot, he's like, I know they're the only friends we yeah, ever had. It's like, okay, so you speak this? Yeah. Yeah, it's a How bit come weird. he
4: doesn't reply in, I'm Groot? I have
1: no idea. <laughs> That'd be more funnier. <laughs> Um, so Star-Lord, uh, so, uh, sorry, a prison guard's wearing Quill's Walkman and Quill freaks out and his cattle prodded for his trouble. As he's being electrocuted, he says, hooked on a feeling, blue Swede that song belongs to me and i'm like excuse me i seem to recall that you had a mixtape that would be in violation of copyright that song belongs to wng on behalf of plg sweden <laughs> yeah i looked it up Well done, <laughs> on the note he said 1973 he's right about 1973 that's when it was released in sweden how he'd know i have no idea because didn't get released in the u.s until 1974 boom <laughs> drop the mic drop the mic <laughs> the movie is unwatchable now yeah that's funny this movie's pro-piracy. Not of, like, being pirates, but just of music. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think
2: it probably is pro-piracy as well. And it's then, just a different word. As here, much as I thinking. enjoy
1: dieget- what you think is non-diegetic, being, re- just being revealed as diegetic. I also don't mind a nice diegetic to non-diegetic yeah. transition, which this did. <laughs> With, uh, you know, uh, I didn't think this was, uh, yeah, this was, ah, boom boom, hooked a on, coffee. and you're getting washed with, like, orange water. That feels like it would be counterintuitive.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's like It'll a slime. Like tomato soup. Like, antibacterial I guess it's got to have some sort of antibacterial
1: yeah. sort of liar yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, it didn't look pleasant. fake tannin. And so Chris Pratt looks jacked. jacked. He does, doesn't he? We- uh, they all get yellow prison suits, but Gamora's is tailored and sleeveless to sexualize her, which isn't the standard issue. Many women have baggy jumpsuits, but they're like, oh, hang on up. Some guys do have sleeveless numbers. And we see, this is where we see Rocket and you can see that he's been put together, which was kind of referenced earlier yeah. in the film. It's
2: got like pieces of like metal. And yeah, almost, you can see like, he's been like, cryo-engineered. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's really, that scene is and he's And
1: he's wet, so he looks small, like 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 a, a wet dog or, or cat does, right? right? Yeah. First down, Yeah, yeah. So uh, he looks vulnerable. Yeah. And he doesn't have his guns. He doesn't have his stuff. He's just, yeah, he's, he's down to where he is. He's yeah. so is pissed. Uh, whatever nightmares are, oh, so uh, it's a real mean place, and they all want to hurt Gamora, and she says, Peter, whatever nightmares are ahead of me your dreams compared to what's behind me. And I'm like, when did you turn all philosophical? <laughs> yeah. Some guy is ready to sexually assault Peter. He's like, I'm going to take you, and I'm going to, that's Nathan Fillion. I don't know, yeah. I know
2: the name. Who is that?
1: Nathan Fillion is. Captain uh, Hammer. Captain Hammer. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Well done. That was Good. the
4: only one that I, I knew. Uh, it would
3: Nathan get.
1: Fillion Firefly? Not seen it. Nathan Fillion. What's that detective show? Is Firefly like the TV series? Yeah. yeah. Castle. Yeah, I Castle. Castle? No. Yeah.
4: Big Mouth? Oh, hang on. Castle. I have not seen it. Mouth? Is he the
1: lead? He's in Big Mouth. Of course, in Big Mouth. Missy fantasizes about Nathan I've- Fillion. I've
3: not got past, like, an Oh, he plays a slightly now.
1: fictionalized version of himself in her fantasies. Yeah, I've
3: never seen... I've, I've not properly seen Big Mouth. Big Mouth's all right. So, yeah. And I, I can't get past the art style, I like, think. That's always my problem. Which sucks, because I love I think John I Rainer. know what he
1: looks like. Yeah. He yeah. looked... Yeah. To me, there's my face blindness. I have a real hard time with Nathan Fillion and Jeremy Renner. Yes. I have, a real, I I have yeah. a real hard time with those two. You say that. I have a real hard time with those two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... So Groot and Rocket make the case he's their bounty, or they call him booty. <laughs> um, and if you want to do it, like Groot, like puts like his like oh swings up the guy's nose. Could you imagine, right? Oh, he, oh. um, a when. bunch of people follow Gamora to herself. Like, we're gonna mess you up. Yeah, when you go to sleep tonight and she takes a step into her cell, and we're like, okay, respect her personal boundaries, <laughs> and no one goes in the cell of her.
4: And why don't anybody like if they're gonna say they're gonna kill
1: her and do all these things? Just, do, they, it. just do it now. At which point, especially when they went. Well, you know, it's it's prison. You you got to follow the rules. Well, no, because literally, I think it was Rocket just went. They don't care what we do to each other yeah, exactly. as long as we stay in. Mm. So, like when she goes into a prison cell, and they all go, "Oh, respect the cell." I'm like, "What are you doing?" Like, that, it's just that, that's, that's a place that's hidden lighter. away. Yeah. You can just go stab, stab, stab.
3: <laughs> yeah, and, it's, it's literally just for that scene later for for Drax to show that guard going. You could put yeah, clean, kill her in the bathroom so we can clean it easier. And
1: and and, and why do they have? Uh, why do they have that little individual cell anyway? Because, like, she'll be sleeping in the main population in a little bit. With everybody, yeah. Yeah.
3: Who knows? I guess it's supposed to be, like, solitary, but He's, it's, like, I solitary it by either. choice. George, uh, what you got?
2: I just wanted to show you this. I thought you'd find it interesting because you speak a little bit of French. It's the, um, in Paris, obviously, they a lot of their merch is in French. Um, so Where? the group stuff is. Uh, je,
1: je, je, je m'appelle group.
2: Je s'appelle.
1: Je s'appelle. Yeah. It's, what does that gr- mean? it's
2: grammatically wrong. Oh, okay. But no one really knows why but all of the french stuff is just a pal group it should
1: should should be
2: my name is group
1: yeah Mm. here we go story time um my first day of canadian school and we go into i'm generally i'm all right yeah Uh, i don't know much about canadian history geography but i go okay i'll figure i'll learn this stuff Mm -hmm. spellings yeah most mostly the same maths yeah totally ahead of head of my class, yada yada yada, and then we get the French. I'm like, okay, I don't know anything about French. <laughs> and so this teacher, Mister Lemon, was his name, and he came <laughs> up to me, and he went, "What I know now is come on, to pal, too." But at the time, it sounded like blah 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 blah, blah. <laughs> and I went, "Pardon me," and all the kids went, ah! and they went to someone else, and they went, ah, j- blah, 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 blah. and he went, "Blah blah blah blah, Todd." <laughs> And so he went back to me and went, I went, I'm sorry? And he went And finally, about the third or fourth go, I went, oh, if I can just memorize whatever nonsense is coming out of their mouths, and that's not a slight of the French language, it's just this is the worst way to teach someone something. Yeah, Here's is. someone who's just moved from another country. Let's make the kids laugh at him because he doesn't know what everybody else knows. Which is wrong. Oh, my word. Yeah. So I learned, okay, if I just say je m'appelle and then put my name at the end of it, it'll make this guy go away. <laughs> Flippity-dippity. And did it? Yeah.
2: I've. Pe- I I bet he's
1: the right lemon, Ronnie.
2: Did a quick Google. It looked-
1: It's funny. He was a lemon, but I was the one who's sour about it. <laughs> Sorry, George. I had the no. joke. i to use it. it- <laughs> you should have gave him some and said, "Suck on these." <laughs> <laughs> when life gives you lemons, I punch him in the face.
2: <laughs>
1: Sorry, lemon Adam.
2: I did a quick Google. <laughs> Um, and it looks like someone's theory for the Je is that Je is all one mouth movement, whereas Je Mappel opens up and down. So one minute
1: is easy to it's easier to right.
2: match Je is, to I am group than it is Je Yeah.
1: See the the and my pal is is a it's, it's a masculine presentation. I'm <sighs> not
2: I'm not oh entirely sure. I was have, have a look at what Gisapel means. Anyway.
1: Bon voyage. Uh, <laughs> here we go. Um, a bunch of, I've said that already. Uh, Gamora's playing things hard and strong, but she's scared. Saldana, I said, is good here she's very good here uh, they, they all. then we look at one figure who's looking down at her from the general population but we don't get any further clarification everybody goes to sleep except for Star Lord one of the guards goes what Ethan said go kill her in the showers it'll be easier to clean it up <laughs> at which point they take her and said hey, should we do that no let's just walk six feet <laughs> <laughs> Peter follows the mob doesn't take long Rocket wakes up he's got bedhead on his face which is great It is <laughs> yeah, brilliant uh, the mob doesn't make it to the showers, and the same figure as before stops them. And he goes, you know who I am? And they go, oh, he goes, you know who I am? Yes. And they go, yep. You're Drax the Destroyer, played by Dave Batista, WWE superstar Dave Batista, who I used to chirp on Twitter. Did you? Wrestling fans don't like it when wrestlers leave the company to do something bigger. Oh, Okay. Because it's like, hang on, I've given you your platform and now you're going to burn me by... Le- got, wrestling fans got real abandonment issues. <laughs> <laughs> like, you had The Rock. So when they, when they go away, you're like, hang on, you're trying to parlay the fame which I supported by watching you every week. I bought your merch, I cheered for you, I did all these things, and now you're trying to... And it, it's a bit closed-minded, I guess, because you can't wrestle forever. So, But at so first, there's, if- a real, there's a real negativity unless they make it big.
4: So what happens if you get a gig on the Late Late Show in America
1: and you leave the podcast... Uh, you can start leaking stories to the press about <laughs> how I'm a jerk at restaurants and things like
0: that.
1: <laughs> Ian was rude to the security guard at Wendy's <laughs>
2: Don't you dare. He was oh, a
1: gentleman. I'm just <laughs> saying, if things come along. No, no, of course it's very close. As I just why I said abandonment issues. It's not yeah, real. Yeah, yeah. You've got every right to try and make some in because Batista, when he started wrestling, he was like like he was he was almost forty. And by the time he he, he breaks it, perp. yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah, So much. So he put five
1: it. years on top and then he went, I'm gonna try and do something else. And, and he was fit. doing a lot of like low rent like horror films, and so I was chirping, going, "Oh, because you'd be like, you fans you don't raise. I'm like, oh, but you're okay to go ahead and tell us all to watch your movie. Then you like wrestling fans, don't you? Uh-huh. Because you're trying to get them to watch your pathetic little acting attempt. And then what does he do? He gets signed to the biggest franchise in <laughs> film. And then when just you think about it,
4: you. who's <laughs> followed the Rock? I mean, you had Hogan and Rowdy Piper, and um, yeah, none of them really ever made they it. Never really it. made a big did no, they? No, just
1: the Rock. Just the Rock. But and he's doing really, really. I well. said when we did gl- oh second appearance in the pod. I'll give it away now. Glass Onion. Glass Onion. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I said it at that point. Best actor, uh, best wrestler turned actor. I think hands down. Yeah, yeah. Not mm-hmm. the biggest movie star. No, nope. best actor. Yeah,
3: yeah. I think that's still to cut. I can't. I don't know what else he's got coming out. But I still, he did
1: that Shyamalan. Yeah, and that Shyamalan. I want to see yeah. that. Apparently, he's really good in it. Yeah, and of course he was in. Uh, he, and he had small parts and sort of built himself along because yeah. he was the muscle in a couple of bomb films, wasn't he? Uh, yeah. Yes.
3: Yeah. He was the one with like the claws for her, for fingers or something, and then he's one of the best parts of uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I've heard that. Yeah.
1: Uh, Batista said, uh, "Other people, sorry, consider for this: Jason Momoa. Oh,
2: I like oh. Jason Momoa.
1: And Isaiah Mustafa. Don't Who's he? he? You're going to know in a minute." Ready for this? Yeah. Oh! The old Spice Guy. The old Spice Guy. I'm on a horse. Really? Look at this look now. At I have woman. diamonds. Look at your woman. Look, look back, back at, me. at me. I am no longer I am a bird. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Can you imagine? Yeah. Am I having some sort of episode? What is going on right there's
2: now? There's
1: this uh there's this old spice commercial where they play very, very quick and loose where it's like one of those things where he stays steady and they move everything else around him so it looks right. like he's on a horse, but then he's on he's like, Look at this. It's two tickets to that thing you really love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now look back at your man, now look back at me. I'm wearing a top hat, and you can be wearing a top hat we go to the oscars (laughs) and he's on a boat and then he's at the oscars and then he's in the and then he's back in the shower with his old spice and they've just moved set it's all done through practical effects you'd love it
2: it does sound amazing but i'm currently we'll watch it after we're done if i had too much sun or too much wendy's or too much sugar but i'm having a bit of a like what is going on in this room right now
1: (laughs) well we're on page 15 and 24 so we need to keep going Woo! so here we are well we're yeah i'm halfway through uh, yeah we're more we're about two thirds
2: Nine, nine left nine left
1: uh, when Dave Batista found out he got the role of Drax the Destroyer, he broke down in tears oh. over joy to get in a Marvel comic book role. He then prepared for the role of an acting coach. Uh-oh. Oh, I love that. Uh, most people That's get most people get the acting coach, and if they're lucky, they get the Marvel role. For yeah. him, it's the other way around. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, the guy's huge. I forget who it was who said he was up for the running. And it might have been Isaiah Mustafa, uh, but it might have been someone else. And he said that when he actually saw him at the end. He went, maybe it was Juman Hansu who went for it as well, but someone also went for it. And he was just more tall, but he was like huge. And then he saw him on the screen and went, Oh yeah, I can't do that. Yeah, like the guy's yeah. just, he's just, he's just. Huge, Jenny. Yeah. yeah
2: also it's a good name isn't it Batista yep he said I can relate to Drax so
1: much it's not even funny just the simple things we have in common simple things like the tattoos the tragedy because you know I've had a bit of tragedy in my life as well so it was really easy to me to pull from that Batista said there was also a lot of comic relief to Drax but the character was not aware of it that's the I mean, that's the, the that's advice the we got from eric idol yeah. it? it was yeah batista stated he did not do much preparation for the role because luckily for me i'm a lifelong athlete and i adapted real quick his makeup took four hours to apply but it could be removed in 90 minutes drax has various scarring patterns on his body which replaced the simple tattoos from the comics each having a specific story additionally his skin tone was changed from the bright green in the comics to a muddier gray why do you think they did that
2: because Gamora's is
1: green uh interesting thought not the case because green screens, not green screens, because I don't know. because Gamora's green. Oh yeah, I'm an idiot. <laughs> because
2: green is harder to wash off.
1: <laughs> nope. Who else does Marvel have? Who's a big green boy? Oh Hulk. Hulk yeah. So yeah. So, he doesn't, oh. so they're thinking that makes sense. Down the line, if we're going to put these guys ever two, side by side on the screen, you can't have. Them let's make get... sure we don't mistake these two. Yeah. 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 yeah so they make it more s- of a gray.
3: Seen, I've seen a list of possible Draxes that also were considered. Uh, Shad Gaspard.
1: He's a wrestler. He yeah, wouldn't have been so nearly that, as good. He's, no. he's, he's, he's big, but he's not, yeah. he's not wide.
3: You were right about Jamon Honsu. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, and someone called Brian Patrick Wade, who it's just a screenshot of him in uh, Big Bang Theory. And Chadwick, oh, Chadwick Boseman apparently as well. <laughs> and then I've seen, I've seen some rockets. Uh, do you want me to go through some rockets? Sure. Uh, so, Adam Sandler.
1: Mm. It's just a voice, yeah. Makes sense, yeah.
3: yeah, yeah, H. John Benjamin, who you're Bob from Bob's Burgers or Archer in Archer? Yeah. yeah. Um, David Tennant.
1: Wow. <laughs> who? <laughs> he's, hey.
4: he's
3: doing. Have you
2: seen? He's doing Macbeth this year. Oh, yeah. I really yeah. want to see that. Where he's in London? London? Okay, done, yeah. yeah. I'm Macbeth, up for that. Yeah. he's
4: done Macbeth before. Yeah, I'm
1: up for a ship yeah. yeah. to do that. Yeah. yeah. I think they. They. they I
3: think said it's some no, skull was, going on there. He was in some other Marvel thing as well at the time.
1: Is this some swagger I see before me?
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: and then finally, Jim Carrey.
1: Okay. Uh, um, Where are we at here? He uh, slayed dozens of Ronan's minions. Ronan killed his wife and his daughter and laughed. Gamora is not their life to take. Uh, so he grabs the knife at the Gamora, really quickly turns the tide, but says she has no family to Ronan or Thanos, then drops the blades. I'm like, like hold it up and then walk away. Don't drop the blade. No, bad move because then drax has her again and quill interjects and drax is confused he says gamora tried to kill you and he goes you want to see people who's tried to kill me and then he does the scene from lethal weapon three where he shows off all his scars <laughs> yeah. that's brilliant you want to know how i got these scars <laughs> uh he says ronan will be coming back for her but when he does and he finger slits on the throat And Drax is literal. But for this to work, you have to assume he's never seen this gesture before. But the fact that Peter Quill does the gesture suggests the gesture exists in the universe. Yes. Now, they try and get out of it a little bit by having him ask some people in the prison. But I'm like, no, because it would have to be, like, universally common to still exist in this. So there's a little bit of a... It also has to be that Drax is unaware that metaphors exist. You can be literal, but you have to go... People say things sometimes that I don't understand. He has to have the memory of a goldfish for this to work as well. Yeah. Mm. It probably works a lot better in a comic book than it does in real life. Or just yeah. isn't
2: ever corrected because people are too scared to correct him. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, post-fight, um, Gamora's like, hey, thanks for that. And he's like, I could care less whether you live or die. Let me just do a teaching pet peeve, if I may. Okay. It's not, I could care less.
2: I couldn't care I less. I
1: couldn't care less. If I could care less, it means I could it is possible for me to care less than I do. Yeah. Yep. Which, unless it's a Freudian slip, which I don't think it's supposed to be on this no. one, where he's being really clever and saying, hey, I really do kind of dig you. So <laughs> I could care less. No. So if you're ever going to say that, kids, I couldn't care less means <laughs> it would be literally impossible for me to care less than I do. But I could care I less. That. You're saying the opposite. Yep. Mm-hmm. I remember that. That, that one's, that for, one's free. Yankovic, so. for free. For <laughs> free grammar slam <laughs> See, the wrestler cm punk has like a bunch of youtube videos where he corrects people's grammar does that he? Is. oh it's brilliant oh that's brilliant you know the
2: one that gets me the most where it's like could have and people like could of of yep. oh that one gets me yep. hate yep. that one that's the worst uh
3: he we've say pacific instead of specific that one always bothers me can uh, you be
4: a more specific on this please <laughs> uh guesstimate guesstimate
2: legitly that got me. There's yeah.
1: one
3: that I say that really bothers you, and I can't remember what it is. Better.
2: I'll let you know if it Better. comes up.
3: Could be a, it could be anything, though.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to remember. There's one that really gets me. What is it? Is uh, it to be honest? Oh, no, no, that's fine.
2: Oh, when it's like personally, I think, or like personally, this is my opinion, or like when they like double the personally, yeah. that annoys me as well.
1: In my personal opinion, I think. Yeah, I got that. That's the four, same thing. 4
2: p.m. in the afternoon.
1: Yeah, anything that's redundant a bit much. <laughs> uh, irregardless. Yeah. Irregardless ain't a word, folks. It's regardless. Yeah. no. Oh. You can say irrespective, oh. or you can say regardless, but there is no irregardless.
2: Because it's a double like you yeah. don't need the. No. it's it, already an negative it doesn't
1: exist it's not yeah, a word you should refer to Liam's dictionary there's, there's words you've never heard of <laughs> Liam's dictionary's got m- far less rules than my dictionary <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 a quicker read <laughs> I'm fast and loose <laughs> not so much rules as general guidelines <laughs>
2: I'm inclined to aqueous you can bend
1: stick to the code uh where we got here? Um, so we find out that Gamora's buyer was willing to pay 4 billion uh, units. That's t- 100,000 times the bounty on Quill's head. So now all of a sudden, now everybody's like, we're no longer in the kill Peter Quill or capture him business. We're in the let's sell this orb business. And they're going to split it three ways. And then we hear, I am Groot. Okay, four ways. <laughs> <laughs> and here. for the action we for the body. It's my ticket out. Now, learn what we eventually learn about Thanos. What are you going to do? Run away from Thanos? Exactly. Guys, everywhere. You
2: literally have to go to a different galaxy. Well, not even that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I uh, pa- didn't even win an Oscar. Palpatine messages <laughs> Ronin. <laughs> <laughs> Thanos requires his presence. That was just really weird doing this the week after Phantom Menace. I'm like, yeah, it's just Palpatine in it. It is weird.
2: Is that Lightning Fingers Man?
1: Yes. Uh, meet the. Oh, the old little creepy guy. Meet the Other is his name. Played by Alexis Denisoff. Anybody here ever see? Yes. I- How much, Mother? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm yeah. thinking. Or of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what his role was. The name of his role was on Buffy. He's on Buffy. But on How Much Your Mother, he played uh, Robin's co anchor, Sandy Weathers.
2: Sandy Weathers? No. Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: He's married. So the guy who was like, you know, Thanos Needs to See You is married to Allison Hannigan. Oh, uh, yes. Because that's the Buffy. Buffy and, thing. Thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So With, uh, she's, he, he was, uh, James uh, Gunn used she's to She's Lily. Then. Lily. Yeah. Mm. so um then we have let's meet thanos played by james brolin
2: have you met my friend (laughs)
1: taking over from damien poitier yeah Politer poitier poitier Uh, this is his second appearance in the pod i could not have told you the first one it's on here but i don't remember a minute um
2: who sorry which man are we talking about james brolin oh i do remember you saying it because you
4: had Sorry, Josh Brolin. Why do I have James Brolin down? Because he was in uh,
1: Kimmys.
2: You have to explain to Liam that it was Purple Chin Man.
1: Yeah. I I can't remember what the film was. I remember the moment. Ready for this? Go on. Another one with Alex from Main Street Finance. Why is it always Christmas? Why do we always keep running into each other on Christmas, Carl? You want to hear a joke? (laughs) Knock, knock. Oh. Go fuck yourself. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh you <laughs> catch me if you can. Catch me if you uh, can. Yes. To anybody listening that the good not that joke was from Catchy If You Can. I wasn't just being mean.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, so I don't remember Josh Bolin. Was he one of the suits? He, he I'm Oh so. was not
4: he one of the suits who come in when he does the with um Yeah. Dunno. Uh when he jumps out a window at the thingy in Possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, Sean Gunn stood in to play Thanos as well for this. Did he? Uh, I Gunn, re- watch him for it. Yeah, Gunn <laughs> revealed that character introductions were the hardest scenes to crack, with Thanos as being the most difficult. He felt that having Thanos in that scene was more helpful to the MCU than it was to Guardians of the Galaxy. Yet he still wanted Thanos in the film without belittling the actual antagonist of the film, which is Ronan. yeah I mean, it's really hard to shoot this and not have Ronan come off like a little pussy. Well, oh, jeez, I was going to say something not nearly as bad as that. Well, he did, though, <laughs> didn't
4: Ronan was seen being bad. I was going
1: to say a little witch, but you can switch your W for your B. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> but he,
4: he, was, he was put to be Oh yeah, as as he, he, he was. And, just, and then Thanos put him in his place. Oh, and
1: and they shoot like, him from super far away, yeah. so, so, so Ronan looks really small and Thanos looks really big. He's kind of pussy whipped didn't he he's sitting there kind of on his on his chair
3: that's such a gross term it is a gross
1: term well, that's not what, you know.
3: what year was catch me if you can i don't uh, know 2004
4: oh, okay it earlier than that
1: okay oh, no nah, i don't think so it's right a lawyer is he a lawyer yeah okay okay uh oh is he the lawyer for the state department who comes in and tells his dad looking at the plea yeah yeah all yeah. yeah. oh, right he's the guy having the affair that guy Oh, hang on. No, I've got it backwards. This is... Okay, I've got my guys mixed up. I, I've put James Brolin in. It's not a second appearance in the pod. Let me yeah,
3: see. I was, I, yeah, I've got I was James and Josh
1: Brolin mixed up. Yes, As that's father and son. James. Yeah, so do me a favor. Uh, oh, I haven't got it on there to hit it. But. There's a mistake I think in. I made. No, nope, so you don't know how <gasps> to use one. this. You don't know how to use this. Oh, I always oh, no. do.
2: I was upside down. I almost got there. So it's not mean,
1: different every time you use it.
2: That's there, the button I press so you don't have to use it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> me. Yeah, I think oh, this oh, is the first Josh Brolin movie.
1: He's inviting George to Join the pod or however long ago. See, that you was. didn't get it wrong in your writing. You just got <laughs> it wrong in the person. Hey, yeah.
0: Hey, I need to go back
1: James and fix that's... a list, though. I have a list where I keep them, so I to make sure uh, I keep them separate. Okay, yeah. Don't yeah. James let that is uh, Josh. Is- that <laughs> is <kind>. you <laughs> just- oh, you brought Wendy's. That's true. I'm really glad I actually invited him to be on the pod. <laughs> uh, Sean Gunn, I uh, said already. and uh, Thanos. Uh, Gunn chose to have Ronan kill the other, Thanos's vizier, saying, I thought it was interesting because even though we've had the other, who's very powerful, even in comparison to Loki, then we see Ronan wipe his ass with him. <laughs> that I liked. But even that was sort of difficult because it was played as funnier than when I first wrote it and the humor didn't work so much. Ronan kills said uh, the other uh he kept on lower your tone so he just kills him which was a pretty badass move there's a lot of reverb on thanos's voice in this Mm. um Mm. as he calls ronan boy Boy. and says that he alienated his favorite daughter gamora and we cut away to nebula having to deal with that statement which is something uh and then he says make sure you come back because otherwise you die and then we go to a set piece that i've taught probably a 100 times in my class which is the prison escape scene
2: it's a, it's a very good escape scene. Isn't
1: it? Rock attached a plan because he's escaped from 22 prisons. So here's the plan. And they sit down at a table and go through it together. And it's a long one take. And so we've got um, kind of a glorified two shot with Gamora and with. Um, uh, Peter, and it blows my mind that I'm gonna go right. They they had to look at like a tennis ball or something during this. Because yeah. you don't think about it. It's done really well. Yep. For is everything it? we say about CGI sometimes, this is done really well. It's hard to And then the background, they're talking about the last thing we need is a Cornex battery, but we need it last and so don't do it because then it goes in the lockdown. You it's see sweet. Groot in the background, yeah. just grab <laughs> it. And we get and we get all the Foley, don't we? Yeah. So you hear it all, but we give this privileged position and then of course when it goes in the lockdown, he goes, or oh, we'll just have to improvise. And so they've all got their tasks to do. Gamora needs to get some sort of a swing. peter has to get some guy's leg (laughs) and so uh we begin and uh this is where drax has his baby face turn because he saves rocket and groot with some ground and pound because rocket's just useless he's just a raccoon right now Mm -hmm. hiding in a tree uh, and then he finds a gun and he throws it to a <laughs> creepy little beast and he throws it and it's slow motion so this you know great. it's this important yeah. loves
3: slow motion
1: and then he catches the gun and we get a musical attack and the yeah. musical attack is when the music just stops so we get dun 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 and he cranks the oh, gun and he just yeah. goes Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then you just start like... <laughs> it's like all point of view from his perspective. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and, and then we cut... And we get none of this diegetic sound carrying over. It's just Peter talking to the guy with all the le- quietly, like in the cell. No noise going over. And you see the guy say, "You want my what?" <laughs> <laughs> and it's a great way to tell a joke because it's just it's just a little bit that's been remembered and saved over. And then so, do you
2: think
4: he went to him and said, uh, "Do you think you can give me a leg up?" Oh jeez,
1: <laughs> I do. I do love this scene. I think it's very, very well done. And so they all end up climbing the watchtower with their v- certain bits. <laughs> And uh Groot's kind of made himself into a ladder so yeah. everyone else can climb it. And they get in there, and the hero shot, when the guy's saying, we need help, we need help, and the turn on the door's open, and you get the big, like, theme, the stinger. That's great. And <laughs> so you have the hero <laughs> shot, and you have... Um, like Groot's in the middle but then you're not Groot um, Rocket's in the middle and you have Gamora and uh, Star-Lord at the front and she's the one who walks up to the front Mm -hmm. and pushes him back and then you know Groot grabs him you get this long shot of him just going flying out the other (laughs) side but she gets that power sort of spot and so I use this a lot in comparison to the scene in Thor where Jane spends the whole movie like laying down on the ground going like I'm sorry I didn't do what you told me to do and I'm like look look at the the evolution of women in Marvel films and like what was Thor, 2011? Yeah. And this yeah. is like 2014, like in three, three years. years. Mm-hmm. Wow. So really remarkable, really remarkable. And I think Gamora is, is, is a turning point. Gamora is a, a brilliant, brilliant lead. character. She's good lead. Yeah. She's good in also the sense that like, you know, I talk about it all the time where I want things to seem realistic and there are guys who had her like by their throat ready to kill her. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, yeah. If she killed or was what? Fair, fair play.
2: fight with her and Chris Pratt is brilliant. And she needs, neither of them are holding back.
1: And she also needs to not win every fight. Yeah. Because if you're going to mix it up, then you got to lose some and you got to win some. Mm-hmm. So I like that side of it too. And not that up for a moment, am I endorsing, because you're fictional characters in a fictional world. Yeah. But I do like the idea of you can't be like, oh, you know, what I call Mandalorian logic, where if a woman gets in a fight, well, I guess she's winning this because <laughs> yeah. that's Mandalorian logic.
2: But also the women Shouldn't just have to fight the women like that's that. No. let everyone who is which fighting is, each other which, fight each other, which actually
1: ends up being a problem in the Marvel universe because they go for like Endgame, and if War like, like, are all the women ready for your cutscene? We are. I all just, the girls on one side. Okay, all the girls on that side of the pitch. Just <laughs> it's like a PE lesson. Yeah. It did
2: become like that, but that, what they could have done that scene like that with those women together and made it better than it was. Yeah. because that was. The first in well. yes, yeah, so, I mean the first instance yeah. of that moment when you see them all team up is brilliant. It's absolutely, it's so gratifying. It's
1: cool for them to have a moment where they realize, yeah, it's just the girls. Yeah. But then who you fighting? Oh, it's just, it's the, just girls. the girls. Yeah. It's a yeah. bit weird. Then. Yeah, yeah. That's
2: that's the issue. If, if it was just if you had that first yeah. bit and they all team up and you go, fuck yeah, we yeah. got this, and then they actually with take the exception
1: them, of course yeah. of Scarlet Witch who does whose hand in Thanos's ass, you know what I mean? Like yeah. Scarlet Witch doing a great job. Mm-hmm. sure, we're a little bit. Well, I don't know when we're going to do those movies. We'll, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> we will eventually. <laughs>
3: the internal look of that seems silly anyway because it, Captain Marvel can, like, blow up a tank yeah, her Captain, anyway. That's the problem is that like, Captain
1: Marvel's too, too strong. strong. She, Carol can fly up. What do you do when you have Superman? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's yeah. the problem. She's Superman. So you got to actually take her out of the equation rather than find someone who can... Because she's so... Even if you find someone who's at her level, they're both so much stronger than everybody else so that it actually a, makes the point of mm, any of these team-up movies yeah, irrelevant. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah. you got Hawkeye with his arrows... <laughs> oh no, he has a sword this time,
3: yeah it's yeah, a sword yeah. that can shoot arrows. He has got a bit of an advantage now.
1: He, he's been crying a bit and he's got, you know, some special swords and stuff. Yeah. Jeez. honda's only got one. Yeah. Uh what are we at here? We got some oh we got some comic relief. Oh, so we find out it turns out Rocket was joking about the leg, didn't need it. <laughs> we got some comic relief via Drax. He doesn't like being called a thesaurus. And then says, Oh, don't worry, it's just you can you gotta be literal of him, or it'll go over his head. He goes, Nothing goes over my head.
2: <laughs> my reflexes are. Too <laughs> I have quick. very quick
1: reflexes. <laughs> I would catch it. <laughs> <laughs> Rocket turns off the artificial gravity, which then turns the watchtower into a ship because he somehow got the the drones to sort of attach to it and use it as a propulsion engine. Which only works if the corridors in this place are massive. Luckily, they are. Mm, I was going to say uh, they escape. They all get their stuff back in some sort of like storage. Really easy to find their stuff. Uh, except, for easy. Qu- yep, barely inconvenience. There's, there's no keys in this place. Just no. go ahead and open up. Uh, except for Quill, who's missing his Walkman. Um, they get back on the ship and it's very Pirates of the Caribbean stick to the code take off but nope Peter's got the orb where's he get these batteries from Well, these Cornex batteries yeah didn't he oh what do you mean for the Walkman for the Walkman yeah oh, okay that's not the cornex yeah uh, I don't know because they're bloody good batteries I agree that's why I was talking about the Christmas yeah. tree earlier absolutely
2: I imagine he's just kind of like
1: edited the system so it can run off something else sure uh, well, you the, see him
2: tinkering with bits all yeah. the
1: time, don't you? Yeah. Rockets uh, the song, If you like pina colada, And getting,
2: getting caught in, in the, the rain,
1: rain. <laughs> um, <laughs> Peter <laughs> takes the guard out. The and, lyrics to
2: that entire song are so shady. It's yeah. absolutely brilliant. <laughs> yeah. but if you haven't ever heard that entire song, go listen to it in its entirety. It's brilliant.
1: Peter flies using his boots and a mask and Drax calls him an imbecile for risking his life over a Walkman. Word. Uh, away from prison, Peter gives Rocket a hard time for taking his ship apart for about two minutes. Until we see that the present hasn't been opened, and then we're like, okay, we're done with the uh, argument. Why are you taking my ship apart? Never really got to the bottom of that. Nope. He was nope. just
2: fixing something.
1: Just fixing
4: something. Yeah. And the present, why is it so clean and tidy and was it not bad? But that paper would have deteriorated.
1: Yeah. Well, it, it does
2: look a bit deteriorated but it doesn't look 26 years worth of time I want
1: to, at the end of the movie I'm going to ask where she gets the paper from because I want to buy some paper from there because that stuff is uh, nigh indestructible. It's it expensive
2: stuff.
1: Uh, we see the wrapped gift from the prologue still hasn't been opened. That the team fights. They're fighting because they won't share information and Gamora tells Quill his ship is filthy and after she leaves he tells the boys if I had a blacklight this place looks like a Jackson Pollock painting. <laughs>
2: this is such a gross
1: joke as well. Ad Chris. Pratt
2: (laughs) not surprised
1: Uh, so there we are uh, Ronan and Nebula discover that our heroes have escaped the prison. I like the story, the version of storytelling where the bad guys are chasing the good guys and they're just a little bit behind them and you can see they're gaining ground each yeah. time. I think It's a really effective way to sort of make me feel into anticipation and a little bit stressed. Mm. And the prison mean nothing to them. No, they yeah. kill
2: everyone, don't they?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Back on Xander, uh, Yondu tries to shake down the identity of the broker's buyer and we get our first glimpse of the arrow in action. And then we who's your buyer anyway? And we cut to the buyer, but you don't get to see his face, which builds enigma and anticipation. He's also cruel. We see this other girl with the same color dyed skin in one of the cages. Mm. So, and then we welcome to nowhere. And nowhere is in the severed head of a celestial, something I know a lot more about now, that I've seen Eternals.
2: Was really cool to go back and watch this and go, oh, there is... They they kept the same design. It does look like a celestial. It looks like head. a Celestial's head, yeah. It's yeah, really
1: yeah. cool cool. Uh, Quills from a planet of outlaws, he tells everybody. Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> Billy the Kid. John Stamos. <laughs> John Stamos, of course, was Uncle Jesse in uh, Full House. Yeah. Um, he's also on ER for a couple seasons. Um, oh. Yeah, he's got great hair. If you've seen Friends, Georgia, you'll know this maybe. Uh-huh do you know the episode of friends where they decide they might want to adopt a baby? And so, Oh, they might want to have a, a sperm donor. Yeah. So Chandler invites this guy around from work and they grill him about his family history. Yeah. yeah. That's John Stamos. Ah, okay. Um, <laughs> there's a nice moment with Groot and a child with, with a Daisy.
2: It's so sweet oh. because you almost think that the child's going to turn. On Cause him Peter's and, like,
1: they're all like, they all like and scum. And it does. And yeah. She she doesn't. She's not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we get Gamora's backstory she couldn't let a whole planet die and then he tells her his backstory but can't mention his mom died they're shot so close together it's a two shot but there's all this empty space between them ain't no one talking like that if they're not about to smooch no one talking like that and so they talk about dancing and not dancing. And he says, there's a legend about people like you with dancing. <laughs> it's called Footloose. So it's totally awesome guy named Kevin Bacon came and saved everybody.
2: I'll tell you what, it was nice uh, watching this again, having just seen the Christmas special with Kevin Bacon. Oh, I haven't seen this. Uh, okay, it's got Kevin Bacon in it. Oh, cool. So it's, uh, it, oh, was, it, does. it was a really cool throwback to, obviously they mentioned a lot of this.
1: Here's the thing though, because this is the exact same sort of thing they do with um, Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Yeah in um infinity war he comes he comes up and he makes film references yeah he goes you know that really really old movie and it's like that's more to age him back than to, to the future else, but yeah. no but it's the idea that they keep citing these films as these ways to sort of broker in yeah. so yeah. I, I, I thought it was okay you've got you've got one trick here it seems
3: and then the two peters meet in infinity war and i swear star was like uh, he mentions Footloose again, and he asks if it's the greatest movie ever told, and he's like, it never was. <laughs> there we go. But it's also First like, films aren't
2: great. You're cutting out people that, like, you know, now really can't have Kevin Bacon in the Footloose. MCU. Or James Dermot in the yeah. MCU, because they've Mm-mm. been name-dropped as people that exist. Unless
1: they're a sight gag, like, like um, uh, Guardians 2 with, uh, what's his name, from Knight Rider. Mm, oh, David Hasselhoff. Um, Hasselhoff. Yeah.
2: So all you have to have, mm. like they do in the Christmas special, have Kevin Bacon mm. as himself. Yeah, it's
1: yeah. yeah. something you do, isn't it? Yeah.
3: yeah. They reference Star Wars at some point, and you've got literal Mace Windu and probably some other Germans. On a side
1: note, I know we'll do probably uh, Footloose at some point, but my biggest issue with Footloose... <laughs> there's this big fight at the end of Footloose you've seen, you've seen Footloose yeah, right yeah, yeah. and he beats up the bullies outside and then he goes inside he's like who wants to party and they dance and I'm like dude those bullies are going to wake up at some point and come and kick your ass yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to wait until you're not looking and they're going to borrow the knife that Gamora dropped and they're going to shank you with it
2: spoilers I've not seen it
1: Footloose, yeah. Well, there's a remake as well. John Lithgow's in it. He's great. Yeah, John Lithgow is he.
2: Is it not just like an alternative universe, like dystopian future where they've just outlawed dancing? It's not not dystopian. It's it's, it's It's like a
1: small town. Small town. And the preacher's got like massive power in the community, Uh, and so he outlaws dancing because dancing leads basically to sex and teen pregnancy and yada yada yada. His daughter, I think. His daughter had some sort of a tragic backstory, and he blames dancing for it. If she hadn't started Uh, dancing, none of this ever stuff would have happened to her. Yeah. And then they kind of overturn and go, kids. Just need to have fun. Yeah. Right. That's it. Yeah, it's not it's not like the hunger games of dancing. See, that's what the, the <laughs> doesn't Like it New-
2: sounds like it's like a universal thing dancing. It's just not. If you look
1: at if you look at the the front
4: cover of <laughs> the the remake of Footloose, that looks very much like Jennifer Aniston.
1: Does it- yeah. You wanted to talk not. about Hunger Games Ian? <laughs> New Hunger Games uh trailer shots. Yeah. Off.
4: The prequel, Was it? Birds of, of
1: Birds of Fire, or so. Something what they're doing now is, oh, I haven't seen any of them. No, oh, it's quite good. But they're building up, like, a, so they can't go any further, 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 further forward. Grammar <laughs> <No laughs> no no slam, grammar <laughs> slam, pronunciation <laughs> <Grammar laughs> slam. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, further forward would work as well, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, but... but but Further
2: forward is better.
1: Farther forward is not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they have to go backwards. And so they're doing the rise of President Snow, who's the big bad in the first couple of movies. Oh, okay. You ruined it for me. And so... <laughs> <laughs> is that Jeff Goldblum? N- it's for Sutherland. No, gonna not Kiefer. Donald Sutherland. Oh, Donald. Plays uh, as the old man in the, oh, the whatever. Cool. Uh, which,
3: which one was... Uh, oh, he passed away. I can't remember his name.
1: Oh, it's uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. They-
3: yeah, yeah. Oh, I was, really? He was. A, I didn't see. So Pastor what they've Frustre.
1: done is they've beefed up the supporting cast instead. So they've, mm. they've cast unknowns because that's how Jennifer Lawrence becomes a star. She's mm. she's Katniss Everdeen and she blows up. So they've done the same with the 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 children. The gimmick is that there's twelve regions and each region sends a boy and a girl and they compete in a tournament to the death. Oh, okay. For for entertainment <laughs> to distract us from the fact we're all hungry. That's the gimmick. Oh yeah um so they this beefed is up a
2: dystopian future Yes, this is dystopian
1: that's why i thought about it this, yeah. so they've, they've beefed it up by adding like viola davis and uh peter dinklage oh really as like the ones who are like you know running this competition out. oh okay and so God, I'm, up cast. For, I'm up for it for, for like dinklage well donald Sutherland won't be in it because he was in he's the old version of the character oh, like the old okay. man version so they've cast some young you know, Keita? Dreamy, <laughs> younger, <laughs> keitha like can do many those... things. He can't play 21 anymore. I, don't think.
3: <laughs> I like the, uh, the, the, like the main go. She was, uh, she was in, what was it? West side story. Oh, I she... liked her. Yeah. Rachel, Rachel Zegler. Uh, uh, and she's in the new snow
1: white. I think, uh, we're back to, here we are. Uh, then Gamora gets a bit literal and says, who put the sticks up their butts? <laughs> and I'm like, is this like a cast? Is this like a joke that was supposed to go to Drax earlier?
2: <laughs> Do they just rewrite this? Yeah, it
1: feels like it. They almost kiss and she goes, I know who you are, Peter Quill, and then gives him a hard time. Uh, but there's a uh, But they get distracted because there's a fight and Rocket and Drax are drunk and about to beat each other up. Uh, rocket says everybody's laughing at him, and no one is, but this is when all his insecurities come out. They call me vermin, they call me rodent. And they had called each you know He had been called vermin and rodent at various points in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Peter Quill says, hey, look, five billion credits. We keep our cool for one day, and we're all rich. He's this is totally supposed to tired. be the scum of the of was the was universe." Say, don't say this. He this. shouted five billion credits. The fact they make it off this planet at all is astonishing. Yeah, it is amazing, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, so they walk through the collectors, they finally get called in, and it's Peter and Gamora, and they're the collector, and we see all sorts of, uh, he's a collector of animal and fauna, he's, he collects human life, basically. And yeah. we see a dog in a CCCP suit, so that's the, yeah. one of the yeah. dogs the Russians sent to space. Which is quite cool. And we meet Tanelir Tiven, the collector, played by Benicio Del Toro. I Kids, like you know Del it's Toro. coming. It's the third appearance on the pod. What else we got? Usual suspects. Oh,
3: one. Uh, Oh um uh 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 not not scran, what's it called?
1: Uh <laughs> the, Oh the sci furniture and the machine. I been oh, trying snatch. to call it yeah. Snatch Why did I call it Scran? He's 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 uh Frankie Fourfingers?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We brought him up last week as well.
1: Yeah. Uh, so describing Del Toro's performance, Gunn said he's an outer space Liberace. That's what it said in the script. That's what he kind of is kind of doing. I'm bringing the character to life. Del Toro said what James wants me to do. I found out little by little as I was doing it, he wants me to explore and keep pushing the character and keep creating him as I was in front of the camera. And he's smitten with Groot, and then Quill drops the Infinity Orb, and James Gunn went, yep, that was an ad lib. And then on the audio commentary for the DVD, um... um Oh, Chris, Chris Pratt. Pratt? Yeah. Chris yeah. Pratt goes, yeah, I wasn't ad <laughs> He goes, I-, I meant to do that. <laughs> I just didn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant. Which is great yeah. it, he even drops it out of the shot, and then comes back up with it. It's yeah. brilliant. And so like guns telling the story, going like, "Oh, it was perfect, so I had to keep that take in the film." And he's like, "Yeah, I totally made." To <laughs> he just let so run it him.
2: It was an ad libbed improvisation, but it wasn't. It, he didn't drop it. By yeah, accident. it wasn't an yeah.
1: accidental yeah. drop. He meant yeah. to drop yeah. it, but it was ad libbed in that he didn't get authorization. He just he did it. Just did he it. just did it. it. Yeah. yeah. Well,
4: and moments like that that you people remember, that, sure. Isn't
1: it? And then we get the story of the Infinity Stones, which is weird looking back now. Like, it see, is now. This was the yeah. start of it, and this was a big deal. Kind of like, wait, what? Okay, we're re- sort of repurposing what some of the movies were. So we get images of the Ether from Th- Thor: Dark World. We get the Tesseract from the first Avengers film. And we see Celestials wielding the stones, and they look at like the Celestials doing the Eternals. Yeah. That was interesting. The stone comes out of the orb, and the attendant decides to grab the stone. She can't handle the power. And this was important, because we had to see what happens if an organic creature grabs it. Yeah. It's not going to work. Everything uh, sent us up for later, isn't it? Yes. Everything's blown up at the collectors. Gamora decides to take it. Uh, she says, we can't sell it. It's got to go to the Nova Corps on Xandar. Drax is called Ronin, and he's just shown up um because he wants he's, he's he's singularly minded i was promised i would fight i would fight ronan i'm here to fight ronan yondu's also there yeah and gamora's leaving and ronan walks away from drax and so we'd be split into three partnerships now ronan versus drax gamora versus nebula and there's also quill versus yondu out there somewhere yeah as a fear Ronan's destroying Drax with minimal effort. Like he's not with even trying. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Ronan tells Drax, he's coming by the throat." I don't remember killing your family, and I doubt I'm ever killing you either. And then, like, dumps him in like some yellow liquid,
2: but it knocks him out
1: and then dumps him in liquid. Yep. Yeah. And uh, Nebula. What? nebula. <laughs> what he not killing?
2: That's pink.
1: Even. He's out of little respect is for a minute. It? Mm. Yeah. Because uh, he doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, Nebula takes throwfish. the death shot on Gamora, and the orb is just sucked up into Nebula's ship. And Quill, and this is the big thing for Nebula. She's never been able to, to one up her sister, so finally does it here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quill radios Yondu because he goes out into space, because the, there are all these little, like, transport things that work inside the mining facility, which is inside the head of a celestial. Um, but in greater space, they don't really work for that long. Yeah. So he gives himself up, so he can give the mask to Gamora. Gamora. Now, what all I would have done is, I would have made sure I was closer to my ship, I could sort of scoot myself back in and leave her floating with the mask on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I and keep then, switching between the and two. And then we can, like, tether her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, instead he gives himself up, and the theory is that, that Yondu will take both of them into the ship. Unless Yondu's going, I want you dead, you're dead. Wow. Cool. See? It's a risky move. This is
4: where I think Yondu, is it Yondu? Yep. This is where I think that he's always had a bit of a soft spot for him. Yep. Because he, he doesn't ever kill him, but he's got to show his troops or his <gasps>
1: shipmates. It's Mary fucking Poppins, y'all. yeah, yeah. yeah. I wasn't sure yet that the, the relationship, I know they, they tried to really force it while they were on the mining facility, but yeah. these two have a romantic connection to justify this move. And even when he has to explain to her in a few minutes, he's like, I don't know, but in that moment, I just couldn't let you die. And it's like, is this like some big baby face turn? I couldn't watch you die? I don't know. Didn't uh, let him eat you. Yes, Groot uh, saves Drax. Uh, Rocket yells at him, and Drax admits that Rocket's right. He's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. This is all my fault. I was selfish. And Rocket goes, we've all got dead people. And it's like, whoa. <laughs> you know what though? But he's yeah. like, we've, he but his arguments, yeah, boo-hoo. We've all got pain in our lives. Yeah. We do. And yet we don't get to throw everybody else into the bus to do them a deal with it. And I'm like, okay, fair enough.
2: We don't get fair to enough. kill everyone else. Really
1: in the evocative yeah. moment. It we was. all, we it was. all, just like Groot, we all turn on and go, whoa, what are you saying? Cause like you just did on the podcast, I did the same thing, but yeah. then I thought about it and then he explains it and he goes, not wrong. No. No. Um, and so. Uh Groot refuses to escape without Quill and Gamora because they're the only friends they've ever had. And this is less is where like we get the fall like, it's chewy, right? I am Groot. I know they're the only friends we ever had. I'm Groot. Oh, you're going to stay now too. <laughs> uh,
4: you're making me kick. Grass. Has Rocket got such a, a connection to Groot, do you think?
2: He's known him for so long, isn't he? Little
1: buddy. Cuz he really does they're the, the world each of each other, him. yeah. They're both one of a kind. Yeah. Uh, okay. That's where I would go with it. And it's bad to have a companion. They, and- well, they both know what it's like to be the only one like them. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, people probably misinterpret Groot all the time because of his limited vocabulary. And so he needs Rocket to speak for the trees. The weirdest. <laughs> 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 I am the Lorax. I speak for the trees. I am the Rocket
2: I speak for the trees. <laughs>
1: Oh. Whereas Rocket needs him because he's so small, the he needs thing. that that support. Yeah, it, it's it's very hot and I've always read it as Han and Chewy.
4: It is because yeah. you think about it. I'm, uh, I'm Groot. I'm just quoting. Groot is um, very powerful for for what he is, isn't he? I mean, he's a force to be reckoned with. I am. Even good. Drax couldn't beat him down. I don't think. No. And um, yeah, Rocket is all mouth and. Can do stuff with guns and stuff, I am but Groot. stripped down, you see him in the prison. He's yeah, Is he without group? So
1: together they they speak for one another. I am Groot. Um. So Ronan then double crosses Thanos because he says I have the Power Stone now. We find out Nebula's also interested in overthrowing Thanos, and that if Ronan can overthrow Thanos, she'll help him destroy a thousand planets. Um, Yondu has peter quill and he tells peter he's lucky we didn't eat you when you were a child and peter's like why do you keep going on about this, this is i'm this is <laughs> yeah. i'm typing why is he talking yeah. about this yondu then summons the arrow and peter says it'll be the biggest score he'll ever miss out on i think he's gonna kill him here do you? I do? I think he's
3: waiting for Peter to say something. Yeah, I think he he has a soft spot. Again, I don't know if I'm using information that we all re- that we know because it's 2023 I, and it's been like six years since. I hear you. Yeah,
1: but there is some of the fact that he is the leader of the ship. Yeah, and Peter keeps showing him up. At some point, you got to do something about this, or they will overthrow you. Yeah. Good night, Wesley. I'll probably kill you tomorrow. Yeah. Yep. So, what? What should read on this, surgery? We've all given our two cents.
2: Um, I don't know. I don't know if I can separate it from the second one. Okay. So, and it,
1: it is hard to divorce yeah. that, but we can't go. Well, the second one, the second one doesn't exist yet. Yes, but well, I, I mean. That's why I'm like I don't me, you know my is. He said, "You keep laying him off. You keep doing this because they clearly go, have him go down a baby face route in the second one, massively. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm Mary Poppins, gel. I know you said it already, but <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, Rocket shows up and threatens to blow up the ship with Drax, and that helps get our team back together.
4: Because <laughs> family M-
1: must be really hard to get the team back together. Super easy, barely any And We'll let them on the ship and we'll let them talk to each other without anybody else around. And the meetup, Peter is a plan. Okay, so I'm going to read to you a section from the film because I referred to this film as divisive, and maybe. I, maybe it wasn't the right term to say divisive maybe I, I, what i meant was i always had a hard time with this film because i feel it's way more su- style over substance mm-hmm. let me read to you i feel this is my best case for it so i want to bring it up now okay this is an, this is the start of the third act mm-hmm. rodin has got the power stone yep the universe is literally at stake mm-hmm. here's the conversation they have peter has a plan Rocket goes, hey, i you're stealing that from me. I'm the only one who gets to say we have a plan. You're copying me. He goes, no, I have a plan. How much of a plan? Well, some of a plan. How much some of a plan? 12% Rocket laughs. Peter says, that's a fake laugh. Rocket says, that's the realest laugh ever. Groot says, well, 12% is better than 11%. <laughs> You this miss, is all stuff going on you miss When the, the Gamora fate line. of, I love of it. the universe, universe yeah. Is at stake yeah, yeah, you
2: yeah, the yeah. Line. It's like that is not a, That is not part of a plan That is barely a smidgen of yes. a plan That's brilliant so I, love funny.
3: It. Oh, I so think sad. it depends on like what, yeah. you, like what you want from a film
1: So again this is I was not trying to the, the, the name of the podcast That's all I want to do Is just yeah. go remember It's not favorite film ever peter says that he looks ah. around the circle dead, i don't think it's
2: detrimental to the film though that bit of script because it's
1: yeah. i do want the stakes okay here's my deal i want the stakes to mean something i do and the film yeah. can't decide how serious the stakes should be
0: think, that's yeah. my take the yeah yeah are serious, I, I agree but they
2: agree. are they are know that they they are on their way to trying to help but there's nothing more they can do in that moment so they are just talking as the group of them
1: do because then there's a lot of time and peter says i don't this circle you know what i see losers And then he corrects it. People who've lost stuff. But today we're going to take something. Today we get more from life than it takes from us. And Rocket says, you're asking us to die. And Gamora says, I've lived with my enemies a long time. I'd rather die amongst my friends. And this part's really good. Like, Mm. if you just started with this, I'm all in. Yeah,
2: I don't think it's as good, though, if you don't have the shit before it.
1: Whatever it takes. do
2: you keep hitting your mic yeah because i'm used to like putting my hand on my face and i can only put my hand on my left side there you go i like how rocket's
1: the last one though uh drax calls quill an honorable man and pardon me i lump in my throat about that groot's also in now it's just rocket and rock says we're all standing up now bunch of jackasses (laughs) standing standing in a circle circle. (laughs) i believe that's an ad lib something about that being an ad lib (laughs) so they do make a plan and rocket says now, there's this guy, I need your eye. <laughs> like, no, no. <laughs> and you can see that kind of twinkle And it's eyes. great. He's like, no, no, I really need <laughs> it.
2: <laughs> it's brilliantly I
1: done. I do think this is the kind of thing I would do. I'd
3: they're go bringing back that joke back in the second one as well, I'm pretty sure.
2: It's very much in the ilk of Canada doesn't have ice cream. Like, it is. It's it very much the same as that.
1: Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I'm just going. Yes. Uh, uh, they're told that no one touches the the Power Stone. And they've got a bunch of stone holders that apparently they just had with the ship. No, they built them. They, they, what they happened to build? They had the materials to build infinity stone holders.
2: That's what it looked came across though, maybe they, like. Maybe maybe they got
1: like one day delivery on on Prime.
2: Yeah.
4: Well, I reckon, you know,
1: Rocket could Galaxy knock Prime. some up. <laughs> Yandu says if they cross them, I'll kill them all. Okay. Uh, you can argue this is, this is posturing or you can argue. He's, serious. Is, yeah. I, he's got a very real group of pirates on his ship. Like <laughs> yeah. he can't be Mr. Softy Touchy. No, I know. I know. Uh, the plan over Xandar on Nova Amos Hart vouches that Peter Quill isn't 100% a dick but then again who is Uh, there's like they approach the ship and then all these little ships come out I feel like I'm watching Independence Day and Star Wars yeah it's like pew 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 (laughs) (laughs) pew that's like like fireflies yeah just how rocket blows a hole in Ronan's ship and Yondu's ship and uh, Peter's ship are both supposed to go in but Yondu has to bail there's too many until Darth Maul comes out of nowhere with the save. <laughs> so it's like, oh, but they're not gonna help it in here. Saving you, Peter Quill And and had this cutaway and you McGregor looked really happy yeah. <laughs> as he watches <laughs> from behind that red that red barrier. Uh, and so uh, all the Nova Corps get together and make like a mesh shield with all their ships yeah this feels like a net this feels very labor intensive it does and only one ship has got
4: to be pierced or broken or whatever and then the whole thing
1: falls apart yeah yeah there is a little bit of finding nemo in there i suppose just keep swimming yeah on the ship, Groot is both Chewie and R2-D, too, as he's, like, you know, talking for things and, like, making things, magical things happen. Drax was on a monologue about how they're all friends, and he's like, you are my friend. And Little Raccoon, you are my friend. And then he goes, and the green whore. I'm like, whoa! <laughs> what? Because he's literal. The reason, yeah, He's literal. So what reason does he have to call her this word? <laughs> I don't know.
2: <laughs> maybe they've been having late night girly session chats who knows
3: <laughs> that did seem odd
2: where she spilled a few. i minutes. was like
3: whoa i know it's for the next thing but you could choose any, any other, other des- word any other description
1: nebula shows up and says gamora was always stupid and bad and then is shot by drax i'm like also the film tells us that gamora was never these things gamora you know, right. was always better than nebula Yondu takes out a platoon of Ronan's men on the ground using the arrow, which was cool to finally get to see that in action. Yeah, but, but I mean, that just shows you DVDs. how how strong he is. Yep. Do you know what I mean? How much of a nemesis he could be. The sisters fight again with Gamora begging Nebula to stop fighting. Z- uh, Xandar is about to get bombed and the Millennium Bridge is getting hit over and over again. It's very clearly the Millennium Bridge. <laughs> uh, still on the ship, Peter and our heroes hit Karath again, uh, Here, Jaman Hansu, And then Drax gets to kill him, which felt weird. Mm. Uh, reinforcements come out, and Groot takes all of them out in one go. So he's like, have they have cut cutscene with the arrow yet? Yeah, watch this. Watch this. And he grabs, like, don't, nine don't. of them and just <laughs> slam, slam, <laughs> slam.
4: It's a bit like um, uh, Hulk,
1: isn't it, when he does it with... um. Uh Loki. just Loki. Loki
3: yeah Yeah. it is a liquid
1: Ronan uses the power stone to take out the mesh and kills Darth Maul uh, Nebula's hanging from the edge and Nebula, uh, Gamora's like come on grab my hand come on up come on up she chooses to chop her own hand off and fall to maybe her death yeah rather than take help her arc's really cool yeah
2: her arc yeah. over the
1: course of the entire not just one movie but like the saga you kind yeah. of knew that was going that way though yeah, but I mean, it's, a, I totally, it's I, I thought she was a complete bit part. but I mean, the time we're getting done, like, she's yeah, got a yeah. huge, like, when they were doing those videos, who will kill Thanos, I remember, like, Nebula was getting, like, a lot of, like, predictions sure. for it. Yeah, yeah. Because mm. storyline-wise, there's very few who had more of a reason to kill him than her. Yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah. So the, the, the person that she is... Has he made her that way?
1: I believe we yeah. find out yeah. in the second one. So, again, it's the second one. But every time she lost to her sister in something, the punishment was she had to make something of her r- robotic in... Which is... Yeah. It
2: was the same for both of them, but that's why Gamora's only got that tiny little bit around her face, whereas Nebula is mostly robotic. Is,
4: I was going to say, yeah. Because yeah. at one point, yeah. he's got her I think she says, like, let yeah. remove my yeah.
1: Brain. yeah, number two, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh Quill hits Ronan with a big shot from the big gun that we see really quickly in their plan, but only knocks him down, and doesn't kill him. Ronan grabs Drax by the throat and monologues about "I'm a rear family." Their screams were pitiful. And just like okay, I don't know. How to, rocket literally flies a ship through the front them. window. Yeah, amazing. Um,
2: somehow not killing everyone. No, exactly.
1: He's a little. The ship rocket. is crashing. <laughs> It'll probably land on Xandar. So, I'm like, this isn't really a win. Uh, Groot turns no. himself into a giant airbag of sorts, and Rocket tells us this means Groot will die because there's no other. We don't know what this is. Yeah, and he's going, Groot, mm. you'll die. And I'm like, okay, here's our stakes, I guess.
4: But I like, I, I like that um, Groot has his moment and can save yeah. save them all because. And he, goes, mm. and he goes, "Why are you doing this?"
1: And he says, "We, we are. are Groot." Oh, yeah. I caught a little. It's the, thing about, the thing about patterns, patterns are really important because when they break it, yeah. something's, something's happening. Yeah. They crash. They're all like uh, individually like landing in bits of rubble. But like even like the chair they were sitting on was like nine pieces. They're all just like a bit dusty. Yeah.
3: <laughs> they were <in> perfectly <laughs> positioned like I've just fallen. You yeah. know that family guy death pose where, like, the leg slightly over another one, but they're, like, perfectly, yeah. like, yeah. It's great.
1: Outwalks Ronan and makes the You're Gonna Die speech, interrupted by Peter Quill singing, <laughs> Ooh, child, things are gonna get easier. Yeah.
2: Ooh, child. <sighs> this, this is dad. kind of a litmus
3: Bye. test for where, yeah. where you, like, where you stand with jokes and the mcu as This and is... I get it.
1: The bad guy has made his way to the city with the power stone. This is and what are we doing? I'm just going to sing it Oh, this yeah. is stupid. No, love
2: it. Absolutely love it. For this film. It
1: did oh, it. It's, wow. a, it's did, a litmus did test for how much you can deal with. Ronan goes, what are you doing? And he goes, this exact line. Dance off, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? I'm distracting you. You big turd blossom.
2: Brilliant! <laughs> and then it would have worked. It, it would have worked any of the other ones. <laughs> so it works. You in look over.
1: Stone. Drax does a shot that knocks the stone out of the hammer that he's been wielding. The stone is released and it's caught by Peter. Now it's important it's caught by Peter for two reasons. Number one, you're not supposed to touch the stone. Yeah. But number two, it's not supposed to touch anything organic. So if it hits the ground, we're also we're told done. that's it yeah. too. Yeah. So he's saving the day by not letting it drop. But we also see when he's in
4: space when he goes when he's trying to save Gamora you don't a normal human being would would die from that
2: like really a lot quicker than yeah Mm. yeah
4: than what he shows wow no Gamora seemed to be alright I know she's not a human being but yeah Yeah, yeah, there's there's something about them
1: that keeps them a little bit more
3: yeah yeah, has a line that's like her body mods will keep her alive and this is and this is
1: hard because they foreshadow some stuff but we don't know anything and it's hard because they retcon it into what happened in one yeah um gamora says take my oh so so he grabs the the the, uh the thing we see him start to disintegrate much in the same way that's why we have to see the first girl do it so we see this and recognize it gamora says take my hand and now we're back to him as an adult seeing his mom still saying take my hand Mm -hmm. uh he touches gamora's hand and then she starts to disintegrate and then drax touches his shoulder and rocket touches drax's hand and the power of friendship Keeps, Keeps them scenes. alive, and <laughs> they yeah. destroy uh, Ronan the Accuser. And Ronan's went before he dies. He goes, "How?" And he said, "You said it yourself, bitch." <laughs> We're the Guardians of the Galaxy. Roll credits.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so <brilliant>. cheesy. <laughs> Re-enter Yondu. No fish on a bike. <laughs> Yondu insists on the orb. Peter says, "Don't open it. You've seen what it does to people." Totally cool. Now. I think that's how they illustrated it way too much. The kind of goes sure, and he turns his back and like hunches yeah. over, yeah. Yeah. and I'm like, and for my next trick,
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, I must have known. He, known he kind of like the
1: bit where he goes to drop it again, and oh, there, it, and then here it is. Yeah. So it's it's a, it's a generic, it's, it's a sorry, it's an organic reason why you're out of the frame. Yeah. Why well, oh, did to turn know. your back, or you had to do something? I think. As Yondu. opposed to, I'm going to turn around before I give it to you. I think Yondu knows. Uh, oh. we find out that it was Peter's dad who hired Yondu to drop him off. Uh, we're not told who it is yet. Very implicit. Just mm-hmm. be his dad. In the comics, he was someone else. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, he was an emperor of some sort. Jason. J. Jason J- Spartax. J apostrophe son. Yeah. <laughs> so his middle name in this is Jason, as 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 a callback. Oh, sh- I like sh- that. Sh- but they do make his dad someone else. Obviously, I'm not sure if they've figured this out yet. Oh, Okay. Uh, we find uh, Peter swapped the orbs. Uh, and we see because it's a troll doll. Drax sits down beside a weeping rocket, and remember what remember what he said about dead people earlier. Yep. Boo-hoo. Boo, who? Yeah. And Drax sits down and goes, "I know pain." Basically, he doesn't say it. But, yeah, yeah. I will sit with you, and I will help you. Um, and he strokes Rocket's fur, Aww. and he treats him like like a raccoon a little bit, but he's okay with it. Yeah. Mm. The epilogue, we find out Peter's half human, half something else. Don't know what. Probably why you were able to hand on to the, to the stone for so long. Don't explain why the three of y'all got to do it as well. Well, I because guess he
2: was the taking the most of the power, power of friendship.
1: Then either you, you don't have it do anything to them, or it does impact them, but they yeah, decide yeah, to yeah. have their cake and eat it too. No, of it's course.
2: allowed to impact them a little bit. That's oh, fine. Oh,
1: this is garbage. No, uh, <laughs> <'cause> <laughs> when they come back out right. of it, they, all, the pow- they Okay, like, so the power stone, one of the most powerful things in the entire universe. Well, it only works one person deep. Oh, no, Peter it's Quill, not that powerful. Peter Quill is like. It's just a power stone.
2: He is, he's half a god. No, so, so either he's enough game. of a
1: god that he blocks it all and nobody should be impacted at all.
2: No, or it's like, I'm going like, to let you do just the littlest bit. Like so you, it's it. like you got
1: a bad sunburn that's peeling a bit. <laughs>
3: here's here's <laughs> my that hypothesis.
1: Was
2: the after effect, whilst they were holding it, <laughs> yeah. it was worse. Ethan?
3: How oh, a good uh, So, what is it? Benicio del Toro in his little, like. uh PowerPoint presentation earlier, is like at one point, people could be able to wield the power stone as a group. So I guess that's their thing of, hey, here's our example, but with his powers combined, he can, with the power of friendship. I, I'm i not justifying it, I'm just saying.
1: It also, if we say. look at the power of it relative to body size, I get Drax. Mm-hmm. I maybe get Gamora. Rocket, be yeah, Rocket didn't need to help. Rocket should just be puffs of fur everywhere at this point.
3: No, it only they, was well, just the amount you
1: needed. And like nuts and bolts.
2: <laughs> they, only,
1: they only took, oh, it, they oh, only no, took the power
2: that they could take. They weren't killing each other. It's okay.
1: Power Stone's a very thoughtful device in this. Uh, Drax was just feeling his pain. Is that what he was doing? No, it's no.
2: Like, just like the survivor challenge where they have to hold the weights above the head. And then like they take, a, like they all have one to begin with. And then there's like.
1: So your argument is the Power Stone's worried about being fair?
2: No, no, no. But the, 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 the people wielding it are the people being fair. Like when the people drop out, then other people have to hold two or three bags above their head, and like they, they only take what they can handle. If we let a, a
1: bomb out here, if we let some poison in here, right? No, no, no hang still on, still no. no. Still if, if, we put, if we put some poison in here, <laughs> our body masses would have a massive impact on how much we had to ingest before we fall over. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It wouldn't be like Well it depends on How big you are Versus it's only Giving you as much As you can No no Because we would Both breathe in And it would take More to knock me out Than it would take To knock you out
2: But if you're a Bigger person you would like got Bigger and I a my breath. Stone. <laughs> but also no The powers The infinity stones Have got some sort Of sentience about Them haven't they So yeah maybe they do mm.
1: Power stone's a nice guy I guess
2: Power stone's a nice guy,
1: um, nice guy. Moving on um, Drax has moved on To wanting to kill Thanos <laughs> He's got no closure uh, but, which is he, a reason for him to stay with the group innit? he couldn't kill Ronan they talk about what's legal and what's not he goes so what if I R- Rocket said like, what if I want it more than he does that's still st-. John C. Riley's great for going well that's still stealing <laughs>
2: that's still illegal
1: well, what if someone made me angry and then I pulled his spinal column out of his body he goes well that's that's murder <laughs> that's still murder <laughs> that's murder that's like one of the worst crimes yeah <laughs> <laughs> <Huh>. uh, <laughs> Uh, back on the Milano, Peter opens the letter in the package. So the ship crashed and this big reward was, look, we, we, we tried to restore it as best we could. And then so in all the crashes, the, the 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 cassette hasn't been damaged, and the sl- the Actually. paper hasn't been ripped. No, like this isn't that like ninety nine p stuff. They went for a walk it's to a the set. back where it was like the four pounds per.
2: For like just one to so yeah.
3: Was it vibranium? Did the stuff that, that when you start to cut wrapping, it, it right, kind of right. like
1: it's like pre perforated, like almost like tears for you. Oh, it's lovely stuff. It's <laughs> got like
2: the like shiny metallic like layer yep. in it as well. Yep. Yeah, more like cardboard craft paper than wrapping paper.
1: It turns out she calls him Star-Lord. Yeah. Which is a nice yeah. moment. It's a miracle the president can down to the craft. You know, this is Awesome Mix Volume 2. Yondu has a troll doll. The Nova Corps has the real Power Stone. Mr. Cellophane has his wife and kid, and they were running around as two people they scared earlier. So, out, yeah. And that's what he says to, to Peter Quill. He says, you know, my family is alive because of you. And something I think the Marvel Universe could use more of is just random people thanking him and giving us that person on the ground. Mm-hmm. Give us one or two people who they are. Not back, because you always retcon it. You know, there's Tony Stark waiting for an elevator, and then Alfred Woodard comes along and gives him a hard time because her son was at. Uh, Sokovia. Um, Sokovia. Yeah. yeah.
3: It's it's a shame they completely wiped everyone
1: of. All these people from Xander,
3: off, off the face <laughs> of the earth in a single, like, throwaway, throwaway line. line.
1: Such a shame. In like, in like Infinity Wars, like, he's already got the Power Stone, so he's already been the Xandar and killed everybody. And- <laughs> And also, yeah. what about the cleanup job? Well, you know, do you know what I mean? We don't talk about that's, that, do they?
2: That's what Captain Marvel does.
1: Um, <laughs> we see that a baby Groot has started to grow, and that's more or less the movie. In our I first like post,
4: a little baby Groot <laughs>
1: that's dancing. Yeah, our first post-credit scene is Baby Groot dances, but only not when Drax is, is watching. <laughs> The dancing is actually, uh, mo- I believe James Gunn is motion capped for this.
3: Yeah, uh, I've, okay. I've seen the video somewhere. I might see if we can like put it on the socials or something, because it's it's weird to see.
1: In the closing credits, we get no raccoons or tree creatures were harmed in the making of this film. We get a second post-credit scene, Howard the Duck, Yay. the collector, voiced by Seth yeah. Green. Good. Thank you, Chris Griffin. Very cool. One more go. Seth Green, second appearance on the bot oh austin powers austin powers yeah. austin powers he's the man for you a reminder we're doing one per year so we've got oh, one this year coming up
3: uh, oh we get to see the one with uh with not, it's not maury who uh Chase yeah
1: who oh. just died bless him yeah that's what that's why i was gonna uh shame that prior to release bill mantlow the comic book writer who created rocket raccoon had been permanently hospitalized due to the severity of a crippling traffic accident in 1992 was granted a private screening by Marvel Entertainment and Walt Disney Pictures. Oh. According to his brother, Michael Mantlow, Bill was pleased with the adaptation, which credits him by name as the character's creator, and considered the occasion a happy day for him and his family. And James Gunn would keep a little pile of Play Doh containers on the set. If someone did an amazing job that day, whether it was an actor, a grip, a stuntman, or a personal assistant, he or she would get a canister of Play-Doh. Gunn <laughs> said he gave up 40 containers of the stuff over the entire shoot on an 85-day shoot with a crew of 200. Quote, I love the smell of Play-Doh. Open a new container and smelling it puts me in a creative, childlike place. And who doesn't love playing with Play-Doh? She's got a point.
2: I really It's a nice smell. I hate the smell of pre-packaged Play-Doh. Well, that's
1: remarkable because...
2: Oh, I oh, love no. Play Doh! Yay! <laughs>
1: hey. Thank you guys. have done a great job this week. So hey. there we go. Some Play Doh.
2: Can I have the blue one? You got the blue oh, one. It's yeah, purple. I want the purple.
1: Okay. I got the pink one. There you are. I love the smell of Play Doh. Me I too. I think it's great. Me too. I love was, the it, taste of Play Doh. It Play-Doh. was really hard to find Play Doh that didn't come in like some sort of like set. It's so commercial now.
2: Oh, I've. I As went, opposed to when I was a kid
1: and oh. it, it was just like. Get your, some, and- get, get, get your Play-Doh how on and play you, with it.
4: How do you stop kids eating this, though? Do you know what
1: I mean? Um, it'd, be, it'd be great if Megs was around to ask about yes. it.
2: That. <laughs> Most early years make their own Play-Doh. So
1: everyone just wants to smell it.
2: And it's just dough. It's like um, mm. flour... Uh, oh, cream of tartar sound. and salt. <sighs> it's just cream of
1: tartar it's just, oh. it's yeah. just soothing it is, to like play with. Do you want yeah. that one
2: yeah. you you It that really
3: one. S- it kinda sends you back got got as well. Right? Yeah. You play with that Just one? like a little comfort yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. So Do you know who James Gunn's ex wife is, by the way? Because I don't know, it reminded me of um, the not the Dundees, the, the Office Olympics, and then I remembered who his ex wife was and it was oh. Jenna Fisher. Oh really? Yeah, they used to be married and then <laughs> she <laughs> they split up like when the office started to take off. Uh, and uh, I don't know.
1: Liam's trying to play with the play to Every time he squeezes it, it's coming out like something that's a bit naughty. <laughs> it's interesting where our natural squeezes go. Mine creates just more of just general, just squishiness. I George's, like crafting, the purple George's crafting. man. George is crafting Thanos. It's
2: the, no, it's the McDonald's blog. Grimace. Oh, Grimace. <laughs> and
1: Liam's about to teach a sex ed class, it looks like. <laughs> So I want to make sure that. we don't Come hit. I want to make sure we don't hit that same runtime this week. So yeah, it could mean
2: snail out of play doh.
1: <laughs> We're in the end game now, and we are in the end game now. Uh, Liam, we need a random word, buddy. Ooh, this is difficult today. Um, tree, tree, tree. Ooh, tree. All right, time for the money, money, money. Two hundred thirty-two million dollar budget. It came in over budget. I read I believe they planned for somewhere in the one eighty to one ninety range. They came in definitely high, 232.3. What does oh. it bring home, though, Georgia? 450.
4: 450. Ethan? See, I remember it being big, but I don't think it crossed a billion, so I'm going to go like 850. 850, Liam? I'm going to say a billion. 1.3 billion. Yeah, you're right. You're right. high. Uh,
1: right. Ethan wins, 773. Oh. 773. Oh. I thought I was undercutting. Two yes. Oscar nominations. Any guesses? visual uh, effects. Visual, visual. Visual, visual effects is one of them. Um uh-huh. <laughs> best actor Um, surprise surprise no i want to say surprise surprise dance off bro was not in this is a reel for best act can you imagine sir Lawrence olivier um what's his name uh uh, sean penn (laughs) chris pratt guardians of the the galaxy Galaxy. dance Uh, off bro (laughs) you turd muffin i can't
3: wait for the oscar-nominated peaches song special effects
1: uh visual effects yes we saw um, that already the other ones uh, think about all the time people spent in chairs makeup makeup, uh, hair and makeup. Yeah, uh, course, that yeah. makes sense i was gonna too.
4: say it's good, good
2: makeup, makeup. It
1: drax yeah. alone that's pretty much a yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah drax is impressive um as is Ra- as, as is rocket raccoons so there you go there's both of them hair makeup visual effects it
2: made a snail
1: what is the body count in this film oh christ mm-hmm. that's how this people actually die
2: lots they, there's a throwaway line about evacuating the city before they get to Zandar, but, like, there's still quite a talking people
1: who don't see die on screen. Confirmed or? visual deaths, whatever that means. Okay. So, that must, yeah.
2: That must include all of the men in the ships. Yep. So that's, like, at least... Absolutely members. all those men in the ships. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I'm going to
1: say 2,000. I was going to say 2,000.
4: Was yeah? You? I was going to go much lower. I was going to say 500.
1: 1,000. Uh, Ethan wins again. Eighty-three thousand, <laughs> wow, eight hundred and seventy-one. It is the highest recorded death count on any film. Oh whoa! Wow. Because wow. you can blow up, um, what was Star Wars? What was the name of that? Alderaan. The death Star. You oh. can blow up Alderaan and call those deaths, but we don't actually see individual people on yeah, that situation. No, yeah. It's just, yeah. it's just conceptual deaths. But as far as like people, persons who we apparently see, mm-hmm. eighty-three thousand. Mm-hmm. Is everybody in the everybody in the prison dies, don't they? Oh yes. Yeah. You yeah. counted all these. Yeah, not me. I have no idea. I'm just trusting random Jeez. fact I found on the internet. I haven't won that gig. Sorry, uh, Ethan. I don't have the source for that. Well, my source is like IMDb. <laughs> but I think, I,
3: I, I think trust me. I, tr- I trust IMDb more than the fucking James Corden source. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm gonna hang my head and say oh, there's like a 99 percent chance I'm probably wrong, and I've just been fed misinformation. Well, there we go.
1: I trust it's HP it's, source. It's, it's yeah. It's just always. I'm just a big know, guy about know, taking it back to HP the source. taking it back to the source. Over sauce. Um, Thanks, the Times. So there we are. Um, who would you cast as who? Oh, interesting. Ooh. Oh, can I be Gamora, please? You think more Gamora than Nebula? Yeah, I'm <laughs> badass. Can can. <laughs>
2: I'm not always buying you, the second do place. You, do you want to be
1: Nebula? Like yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> you gotta get the shaved head. Yeah, go for it.
0: <laughs> Woo. I'm
1: uh, nebula. I think Ethan's got to be Starwood, Daddy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Does it count? Because I used to have the jacket. One of us is going to be more like Dance Off, bro, and it's not me. <laughs> Who we am watched,
2: I? We watched them dance off, didn't we, Ethan? Are... Yeah. On your birthday. Hey, I'm still yeah. doing. Just because you got your part, just, I, I'm <laughs> Yeah, rocket. Am I wrong? Wrong. Oh, yeah. yeah, you got the, no, you got you're... those
3: brains and that snarky little attitude. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I
1: think
2: you're
1: Drax. Drax is interesting as well. Drax would be fun to play. Mm. Uh, or Yondu was my other thought. Yondu. Yeah. Oh. Actually, yeah, you'll probably Yondu and two, maybe. Be. I don't know.
2: Yeah,
1: if I'm, I'm Star Lord, you're Yondu. Yeah. Yondu and two. Yeah. yeah, number one. I don't, think it's, I don't think it works that way. I think it got to be the same the same character. <laughs> In movie two, I will play this one instead. It's like, it's, like a, it's like an episode of American horror story. I do feel bad. We started we started all the Wendy's about Ethan. Now we're all playing with the. With, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's,
3: it's okay. I've got my little. I've got. I've got that Jar Jar Binks somewhere. He's
2: still got orange juice.
3: Did this film
1: have a villain problem?
2: In the sense that maybe there are too many yes. villains. Yes.
1: Problem the villain. Yeah, who do you have? You've got you've got Nebula. Yeah, you've got. He isn't really much of a villain compared to in this
2: movie.
4: She kind of is. Well, yeah, but not not. not She's a threat, but more like an
1: emotional. But that's the
4: issue she's the
1: physical. She's also the physical threat to Gamora because we can't. Yeah. Because unfortunately, we can't live in a world where the with a male villain can get. You know what makes someone a really bad villain? Like bad. I mean, like 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 you're evil. They don't give a shit. Killing a woman. Killing a woman. Yeah. You got a guy beating a woman up. Oh, they shouldn't be doing that. I agree. That's why he's a villain. You know, we should have the range of stories available. Like, I'm not talking like, you know, like trail of blood down the hand, but I'm just talking like, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, So you have Nebula, you've got Ronan, and you've got, to a degree, Thanos. And Ronan, his legs are cut out by Thanos. Oh, yeah. and Korath. Oh, yeah. For- oh, and Korath. Thank you very much. Yeah yeah, 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 So we got four various points in the movie. Oh, and Yondu kind of. Yep. Yeah. kind of.
3: Thanos is like, I'm the villain for
1: the... because ne- this. Just you wait. It's it's
3: like, Thanos, is, it's
1: Thanos like, is the Iron Man 2 thing. It's like we have character-specific... It's like we have character-specific villains. So each character has their own villain they're chasing down. Yeah. 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 Um... What should this story have been called? I've gotten my notes, give it a subtitle. So Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One Blank.
2: I am groot. Okay. Um Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One. If you like be the a- <laughs> <laughs> The
4: Dance Off. <laughs> um, dance
2: Off Bro. <laughs> uh Play-Doh.
1: Um
4: Oh
3: bunch oh, of, uh, Guardians I saw of the Galaxy in
1: a circle. <laughs> I got Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1, The Push for Power. The Push for Power. I want something alliterative. I don't Do you think there's like something it. better than Push? But with the Power Stone. That's what we're talking about, right? Oh, yeah. okay. You know, I'm hmm. back on board with it. Yeah. If I going Push for the Power Stone, that's a little bit too giving it away, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Jeez. <laughs> I can't get the Leave it
1: as need for anatomically correct Play-Doh. Um, a musical Inspirations. So that's difficult. So there's a lot of good stuff already oh. on the soundtrack. Um.
2: I just really like this
1: soundtrack.
2: Starman. I'm a, I'm a rocket man.
1: Starman. I'll that. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with, I know it's been used by another film, but that's why I want to use it. Power Love. The power
3: oh. of Love. Oh, no, 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 no. The no. Hugh Lewis
1: one. Oh. Don't need money. Of. Don't need fame. I don't I don't need <laughs> no credit cards <laughs> to ride this train. Let's I'm doing. <laughs> don't do baby. Go to move around. But I can't see na, 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 your eyes. That's the power, power, power of stone. I <laughs> <laughs> can do what they do, they're all like holding hands at the end. They <laughs> need some sort of gospel thing for that, if they're holding hands. Oh, so I can do I want to hold your hand or I hold my want
4: hand. Your hand. Light I up the fire and hand. let the flames burn. <laughs> Open <laughs> the door. Oh, that's so <laughs>
2: we have probably
3: not heard that in
4: about the 11 years.
3: That is a is <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> Those gospel singers at the coronation nice last one of the That's best parts. Sorry, the, the the gospel part just reminded me of it. Um,
1: whose story is it?
2: Mr. Peter Quill.
1: Oh. If you like Pete or <laughs> I made a tiny elephant. Oh, it's got to be his story, more than anybody else's. Yeah. Nah, it's
4: nebulous.
3: Well, you have the narrative
1: circle of, <laughs> That's of, of story him. I always watch. Y- you open the story
3: with him not getting to hold his mother's hand, you end it with him finally getting closure from that and moving story. past of that, yeah. It opens up stories for others, but this is, this is a Peter-centric.
1: <laughs> what is the story? The story's about... It's the, the stories that it's not okay, let's try and bring this back on topic yeah. You
2: gave us play I know.
1: I'm regretting it. <laughs> Next week I'm gonna take away all the advantages. We we'll sit on the floor, handheld mics. I'm taking away all your perks.
3: I know. Can I yeah, using yours as a stress ball. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a
3: advocation for um uh, still like zoom learning because I don't have any play and I'm behaving. Yeah.
1: That is true. Ethan's not the best behaved kid in the class. You realize that, right? <laughs> oh, I, my was,
3: God. I, I get everyone's
1: listening. Play-Doh now. I was
2: listening. I just made um, an elephant.
1: So yeah. the story here, I think, is the idea that it's not cool to be by yourself. Mm. For all that bravado you do, it's better to- You're stronger together. Yeah. It means being vulnerable. I love yeah. kind- my
2: friends.
1: Kindness is a courtesy. Yep. Yeah. Um, oh, going back to
4: the songs. Okay. What would you do if I sang out of tune? A little help from my friends. There you are.
2: <laughs> I get with uh, a little help from my friends
4: I can hold on to a stone With a little help from my friends
1: Hang on wo- 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 How does it feel <laughs> bow, 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 bow. Bow, bow. To be on your own Like a power stone <laughs> <laughs> bow, 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 bow. Uh, Best <laughs> character Let's oh. start with Georgia Rocket
2: Raccoon
1: Rocket Raccoon? Yeah Okay. Any reason why?
2: because he's you have
1: totally like gone back in the rest of the development of like your play-doh you're like a four year old rock raccoon <laughs> and you're <he laughs>
4: <and> rolling yeah <laughs> swaying and throwing it's the
2: food and the sun <laughs> and <laughs> the sugar and the play-doh um because he's actually far more well-rounded than he first comes across i think he's a brilliant little character he does a lot with a l- small
1: amount he's the darkest character yeah. yeah he's by far the darkest character yeah mm, yeah i like him uh
4: liam <sighs> it's Gamora. no nebula sorry <laughs> nebula yeah <laughs> I absolutely adore Karen Gillan. I think she's great in this because if I hadn't known that she was in this movie, I would never have guessed that was her. Mm-hmm. And I love drawn doctor who, and I think I love the, the character of Nebula because she's got all this hate and competitiveness and everything else. And when you see her, you think she's killed or she thinks she's killed Gamora. Um, there's not that much remorse there. Nope. Or she goes back. So, to come back from that than what we see in the next movie you know is 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 pretty tough um, Ethan I like Drax
3: I think watching again i'm trying not to I'm trying not to like look to the future because this is a single singular film singular but you mentioned something about um like at the end when he's uh goes to rocket, who just went boo-hoo, we will have dead family. And he's the first one to be there, and I really like this journey that he takes because it's kind—it of, it, it kind of mirrors Rocket in the sense that Rocket's just because he's an asshole is that why he's by himself, and Drax is—he will kill people—is why he's by himself and he's grieving. And I like—I like that there is this really nice personal growth of he, someone who has lost everything and comes back. It's like if you gave Kratos a puppy.
1: He goes from. A man's so full of rage, he's almost waiting for his turn to die. And if he kills, yeah. if he kills um, Ronan, then great. And if he doesn't, then he'll be with his wife and kid again. So mm. to actually the idea about opening yourself to the idea about having friends, because friends are important because it means that you're, you're, you're walking forward.
2: Friends give you mm. Play-Doh.
1: And it means you care <laughs> about your own life. You survive, you care about tomorrow and you care about someone yeah, else. And you yeah. care about something besides yeah. your vengeance, there's something else you're emotionally invested in. So that scene where he's like, You are my friend, you are my friend. Uh don't know about about, about the, the green horror reference, but uh Imagine what that
4: must it have is been what like, it is. for Drax, right? He spent all that time going, As soon as I get to um Ronan, I'm gonna kill him yeah. And then all of a sudden he's like a twig to him.
1: How must that must oh, have felt for Drax? We've seen it once before. Do you know what I mean? That must have been... My name is Inigo Montoya. <laughs> killed you my killed father.
2: my father. Prepare
1: to die. Prepare to
4: die.
1: You'll
3: see I've got lots of surprises. Say dark, that. Right? Gets his hand <laughs> cut it off and finds yeah, out his
2: lineage does is mean.
1: death. What um, do you
2: think it means? <laughs> That's
1: true. Uh, that'd be great. So if you had to cast it, I'm going to do this now. If you had to cast it in the 80s.
2: Could, good, I can't c- do this. Could
1: you move the cast of Princess Bride and do and do this with it?
2: Oh okay, yeah, yeah. So so oh, he Wesley would be
1: perfect as Star Lord. Wesley could be Star Lord yeah. really easily. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think Drax probably has to be Andre. Andre, yeah. yeah. I hmm. think uh, Mandy Patankin gets to be Rocket.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, Groot would be hard because it's just kind of random. Whatever, whoever I am, Groot. Uh, you could have
3: uh, who's um oh god, what's his Billy Crystal, guy.
1: Yeah. Oh, what, sh- what? Oh, but Billy Crystal Wallace, be a Sean? really Sean? good rock. Not Sean
2: Wallace.
1: Yeah. Not Wallace Shawn. Uh, Wall- would Wallace Sean be the problem? Is Robin Wright Jordan? Penn couldn't be Gamora? No, no. She was not a very good actress at that point. No. She'll turn into one, but she's not there yet. So that's where it falls apart a bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah,
2: I'll do it. It's okay
1: give carol kane do it carol kane oh yeah <laughs> jesus liar <laughs> <laughs> she, she irritates the ass me i like carol kane <laughs> she's oh, great God, jesus. um what do we got here uh oh my i'm in the mind yet my favorite character oh it's difficult <laughs> flip it put it away <laughs> i did not think i would have to do this put the play-doh away <laughs> My favorite character is honorable mention to John C Riley, who I think is excellent in oh, he's good. the regular guy role. Yeah. I like him as the regular guy role. Mhm. I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Bradley Cooper as Rocket. Yeah. I almost went with Vin Diesel as as Groot.
2: Join me on the rocket. Cuz there's thing. a lot a there.
1: performance going aren't you? I'm not usually, no. but I do think that Rocket's arc is... He learns something, doesn't he? I mean, mm. Peter's got a big arc, but man, you could argue that Rocket and, and Drax have just as big, if not bigger arcs in this mm. film. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh, and there's a lot of pain, and like, for, not for one moment am I going, oh, oh look, it's the mascot. No. Not for one moment, I'm all in. But you don't think and I'm also all in with a giant tree as well, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. yeah. And I'm all, so I generally am about characters who self-sacrifice, but I'm also about curmudgeons who warm their hearts in the end. And he is the last yeah. one to stand up. And even when he has a moment of genuine spirit, he has to make the joke about, look, at a bunch of jerk offs yeah. in a circle. Like he has to have that like, like sort of defense. Do you know what's quite
4: interesting though? The fact that Rocket and Groot mm-hmm. are a partnership yeah. and think a lot of each other.
1: Yeah. And yet Groot was the third person to stand up or f- second Well, he Group pretty consistently was telling me I'm going to do this. He's willing to split up the yeah. band. Yeah. You
4: know, and uh and uh, Rocket's always the last one. Yes, he is. So, and that's nice to know that the two get on so well, but they're very different people, and I think uh Rocket learns more from the others and Group as they're seen as a
1: group. Best moment, best element. Let's start with Georgia. I
2: really like the scenes. I think there's a couple of them where there's nothing said at all. And yet, it's they're really, really impactful. Like the one with Rocket and his shirt off,
1: like, like the dance off,
2: <laughs> and the dance off, and the one where um, <laughs> I was
1: making a joke. Drax uh. scratches.
2: So was I. I was oh, okay. That, scratches um, Rocket's head. I think. No,
1: those th- th- those, those those scenes
2: in a film that's so quippy and full of jokes and full of dialogue. There are moments where they just cut it back and it works. It's really
1: remarkable well. that this little go back to the raccoon again. Is it remarkable that this little raccoon? Is the one who you have to steal these moments of vulnerability and you're like
2: I incredible.
1: Oh, the big the big tough guy's letting his guard down. You're like, yeah. it's
2: a raccoon. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Jeez. So okay, absolutely. Yeah. Uh Ethan
3: um i like the visuals the color palette and this is really really nice especially for the marvel films that we would have had at this point they're so gray and dull there you go i like
0: the
3: (laughs) i like the brightness there's that there's the scene where it's um peter and gamora when she's doing like the your pelvic sorcery and he's telling her about foot and the 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 outlook of space and the what was it called the uh not the vistas the
2: the silly head
3: no it's just like the the, oh, the, 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 the the nebulas of it like uh yeah, yeah there we go that, that's what i was like it's a name the nebula like just outside is so beautiful the lighting looks really nice um and it's the cosmic side of it it just it, it helps this feel it helps this comic book film feel comic booky without it feeling wrong
4: if that makes sense liam for me it's an awesome soundtrack <gasps> soundtrack is brilliant and was i love contender. how they can juggle the sadness with the funniness all in the one scene and how they can like they're supposed to have this dramatic bit where um they're gonna kind of face off with ronan and he's dancing and you're thinking what the what was the, what's the I'm like you what That was the, my experience yeah. Not the actual Yeah You know And he goes I'm just <laughs> I'm just distracting you And he goes oh. Throw it to Gamora She goes Alright I'll, I'll take it back Does and this like, not
1: feel like Lazy writing though I felt like that was
4: Bad improv <laughs> Yeah Do you know what I mean um, But no The more tender bits I, I liked um, With the funniness But the soundtrack
1: Amazing Uh, Me You Oh <gasps> I think, yeah, I'm going to go with this. I like the fact that this film feels different from other Marvel films. I think every Marvel film should feel different. Part of the problem is I don't know if they feel different enough. It's very quippy, Mm -hmm. but this can be the quippy one, I guess, or the thing like it, or the one that's a little bit too far that way. Okay, fine, this can be that thing. But the fact that it's in space... The fact that you have this this James Gunn curated soundtrack, the fact that it almost feels before Ragnarok was this feels like a love letter to the seventies and the eighties. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's it, it, and it takes this group and builds a group dynamic, uh, and it gets you to actually be invested in in the group. And so the fact that it's something you know, I am group, the fact that it feels <laughs> different to everything that came before it. And then hopefully it would come to feel different as you went forward with it. I think there's something in that. So I guess the fact that it's it's its own unique little thing, and maybe the fact we haven't seen a lot of James Gunn stuff yet, so maybe we didn't realize that. Because you look at Suicide Squad, like you can see a lot of fingerprints. All okay, he's got a style. This is the first thing about style that we saw. The so weird, but James the James Gunnness of it, I guess, is my vote.
4: I <laughs> think what I like about this as well is they're an ensemble. They're not. One particular star Yep. where if you watch, you know, um, Hulk, it's Hulk. The
1: st- this, like,
4: this, this film could have been called Star
1: Lord, I guess. It could have been, yeah. but it's mm. but not legendary a, Star Lord. Or something, it's,
4: yeah. it's, I know it's his story, but they're very much a group, yep. um, where, you know, Captain America can go off and do things himself, you know, Hulk can go off and do things himself. Thor can have their own, you know, Iron Man. They're all individuals. Where we with, know each
1: other. <laughs>
4: <laughs> He's
1: a friend from work.
4: <laughs> That's brilliant. I love that. That made me laugh. First, I heard that. But with this, they're very much. I don't think they could stand on their own. But together, they stand as a yeah, movie. Yeah,
1: th- they made something I didn't know about. That's the interesting part. Is that it was yeah. brand new IP for a lot of people. Yeah, and yet they stuck it. And this idea, it's going to be in space. Which is, I mean, this is maybe this is it. This is so much more an important movie for where. Like this is the Infinity Stone launch. Where can you
2: put? Where yeah. Can yeah. You put this is this is the proper
1: hard launch. Here's the Infinity Stones. Thanos wants them, and he's going to get each and every one. He's going to get each and every one of them. He's the most powerful being in the universe. Yeah. He's hiring people to go get them for him. This is going to be us for the next ten films. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's cool. Go. Um, Let's take a look now. We've got a grumble. A grumble. I mean, I'll go first on this one. It's it's just. The lack of regard for the stakes in the third act, where yeah, we're going to have these. And again, it's, they decide they want to be really, really funny and quippy. And that's, I guess, cool. But man, you know, what am I doing? Oh, dance off, bro. Yeah. <laughs> to ronan the Destroyer. Yeah. Like, all right, I guess. Um, so my issue was, it, I think part of it reminds me a lot of a colleague I had at the time. And the colleague, he was, he, was, he was an all right guy, but he, he was very random, quippy, off the wall kind of whatever. And um, and as a result, I think he was very popular. And I just kind of we just didn't we just didn't mesh. Yeah, we just didn't mesh. And so I think I see this and I see him, <laughs> and he's, he's 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 a fantastic teacher. He's a lovely bloke, but it was just stylistically we just weren't a fit. And then this blew up because so I was like, ah, Guardians, ah. And that's the thing. It feels like it's the first time in the series we went down an age bracket. Yeah. I feel like this is aimed at that twelve to sixteen year old group in a different way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The so previous younger, films younger were. definitely. Yeah, uh, Georgia.
2: Um, probably just a bit of inconsistency in character and and script. Just where you like you pointed out, one of the jokes felt like it should have been for Drax, and like the fact that he's like literal, but then understands some things. They just pick and choose when they want that to be funny, and there's a little bit of. Kind of, just not. Also not in in continuity. Is that right? That is the right word, isn't it? That is the right word. We could
1: say incongruent. Yeah, yeah. Grubin.
2: Whichever one. It's is, is just is not always coherent with its with its own yeah. um, rules. Liam,
4: uh, my grumble probably is the fact that they want you to have Ron, uh, Ron, Ronan as the big bad, and he's very much clearly seen as put in his place by Thanos. Mm. And you're thinking, well, he's supposed to be what everybody's fighting against.
1: So much of the film is not about him.
4: It just seems weird. It just seems wrong. Because then I go, well, at the end of the day, you can have your ass kicked by Thanos anyway. I mean, you pretty much cowered away from him.
1: Like, you get Nebula, spends a lot of time talking about Thanos. Gamora spends a lot of time talking about Thanos. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's not the big bad in his own movie. You're 100% right. Yeah. Yeah.
4: It was wrong. Ethan, um,
3: probably the third... It's like you said, the third act kind of is... It is all over the place and it sort of just meanders my... If I compare it to the su- the Suicide Squad... Th- no, 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 Hear me out, because
1: it's, sa- it's the same premise. No, Liam's making fun of me because I'm playing with the oh, it's, <laughs> it's
4: the the sa- a
3: player. Oh. It on. is the same <laughs> premise. I wasn't it's- the one get distracted by it. <laughs> <laughs> it's that thing of, like, um... Oh, we have this big world ending thing happening in this one city. But their like levity that they use with it, with the rats there, is better. And it kind of makes it a bit more lighthearted than da- dance off, dance off, sort of total shift. Cause that's like, a, it works as an arc as well there. But this, it kind of is a sudden like third act
1: break. Yeah, I agree with that. Like that first bit when he's doing it by himself. Yeah, you're you're bored. You're by yourself. You're walking through a cave. You have to do whatever you want to do to keep yourself occupied. Yep. It's different if when you know Juman Hansu shows up. If he was like, "Let's do ten push-ups." <laughs> it's like, wait, why are we doing this? Because I'm, I'm, t- I'm the random guy in the MCU. <laughs> oh, no, they
3: do that to Jamon Honsu and What If? Because they're like, what if Black Panther T'Challa was Star-Lord? And he's like, oh, my goodness, it's Star-Lord. You're Star-Lord. I want your autograph. I, don't- I, won't-, I won't hurt you anymore.
1: And it's really annoying to see. All right. Uh, best role ever. Anybody's best role ever? <laughs> my
2: no, favorite fried rodent.
1: Is this Chris Pratt's best?
2: I think
3: so i i think chris pratt has a better voice performance in onward i'm sure he's better in like well, any other onward. film onward is really good but uh, i think he's better in the
1: second one i think i think he's very good in infinity war yeah, yeah. i hate him but i think he's very good in infinity War. Yeah.
2: it's difficult to <laughs> you, you
1: understand him in the character war.
2: isn't it like i think star lord peter quill is chris pratt's best character
1: yeah, if you want to go, definitely better for the Jurassic World or any of that stuff. Yeah, oh yeah! yeah. yeah. Or it's me, Mario. <laughs>
3: I enjoyed that film. I'm sorry to admit, I That's really liked seen. it.
1: Yeah. Um. Um. Zoe Saldana's probably better in Avatar. Oh, she's so good in Avatar too. Not seen it. Liam has. He was raving yeah. about it. <laughs> Honestly, I will.
4: Right. I love, love, I love that film, film. I don't even know why we're doing this podcast. <laughs>
2: Is that, It's like that the best Avatar, film ever.
4: Is Avatar it? 2 is the quintessential best movie ever.
3: No, when I tell
4: you I loved that film,
3: oh, I had such a good time f- with it. But I, I like the first one, so like the, there's that.
4: I have to so, say, yeah. I think the second one is probably that fraction better than the first.
3: <laughs> but uh, Z- Zaldana's really good <laughs> in the second one. Um, put it back on track. That's about it for me. Batista's better in
1: you know what Batista's like good him in, in this, Dune but I but th- I think he's Batista's really good in this yeah he is yeah. but he's mean. also really good in uh Glass Onion <coughs> Glass Onion yeah he's yeah. good in yeah. Glass Onion he's good in Blade Runner he's great in Dune haven't seen Dune haven't seen Blade Runner um <sighs> Uh, Vin Diesel. I mean, for everything he is here, I mean, I, I'd much rather the watch the fire. I'd much rather watch the Fast and Furious. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I'd rather yeah. watch the Fast. And I think you're
4: right. Earlier on, when you were saying about the whole uh, fallout with Dwayne Johnson, yeah. actually, the more you hear about Vin Diesel, he doesn't seem a bad doesn't guy. Doesn't seem a
3: bad guy. You look at that recent Zachary Levi drama with Dwayne Johnson, yep. and I'm, I'm, re, I'm,
4: yeah,
3: I'm like that hierarchy in the DCU was never gonna change.
4: No. Truth comes out in the
3: end. It does. Yeah. Um, and I'm uh, not even a big Zachary Levi guy but like
1: no me neither Zachary Levi's um, Flynn isn't
2: he Flynn Rider
1: Shazam Shazam yeah, yeah.
2: Flynn Rider yeah.
3: Uh, is that uh, if
1: I you have to tell is. me I don't know Tangle Flynn and Tangle yeah, yeah. okay that's fine Ethan seems to know so yeah. I will give him that yeah because he seems sure of himself <laughs> <laughs> you don't You don't have to cite your sources on that <laughs> <No. maybe. laughs>
0: Uh, you can be your IMDb own source.
1: 2009. You can be your own source. Um Ten. or else we got there. Uh we've got uh oh it's that time. Ooh. Oh. that's not oh, that I add my age?
0: What's my age again? What's my age again?
1: Age game, age game. Only people with faces please. Let's all play the age game. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> oh no. I chose group. Here we go. Uh so first we have uh It's me Chris Pratt.
2: It's-a me. Chris Zaprata, I think he is, how many years ago is this? This is nine years ago. I think he is 29.
4: Mm, 28. 31.
3: Liam is the closest because he's 34. Wow. 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 I know. Wow. (laughs) That was very Owen Wilson.
1: Wow. He and I are almost the same age. Okay. Yeah.
3: Well, I was watching a. My mum was watching Mm. some show recently from like 2006, and he's in there. I'm like, oh, that's a baby face, Chris Pratt, like that. Yeah. Uh, Next, we have Zoe Saldana. 28. You said
2: 28?
1: Yeah.
4: Oh, it's around there. Yep. 27. Oh, Oh, I'm sorry, Georgia. 29. That goes to Ian.
1: But she's thirty-five. She's a year wow. older than Pratt. She's older than Pratt. She yeah, looks good, doesn't she? I remember thinking she was older than I thought. Oh, I think we must have done this when we did Avatar, and I went, "Wow, she's older than I would have thought."
3: Yeah. I don't. I don't think we did a age for Avatar because she was just
1: fully CGI. Oh, that's a good point. Maybe then yeah. for, maybe Pirates. I don't know. It's a long. I, might, though, yeah. I don't even know if the age game was a thing back then. No, probably it, not. No. I don't think it. Might maybe. Anyway, uh,
3: next we have Dave Bautista. Ooh.
4: 45 mm. Yeah thereabouts 47 Oh I think you're close I'm gonna go 48 That's George's He's 44 44 even
2: Oh wow, wow. Okay
4: Woo. Yeah
3: uh, Next we have Lee Pace Ronan The oh, uh, Good oh. luck
2: there You can't tell uh, uh, I don't even know
1: Who Lee Pace is 48 <laughs> No, he's not that 34 30 I'm
3: going give that to Liam Because he's 33 There you go and then finally, Michael Rooker. I feel that one's easier than Lee So I feel. Oh, he's,
4: he's Yondu. Yondu. Fifty.
2: Fifty-four.
4: Oh, you're thereabouts. I was going to say fifty-three.
3: Still again? Yeah, fifty-three. Oh, it's a tie. It's uh, it's Ian because he's fifty-eight. Wow. wow. So overall, it's a tie between Liam I'm and Ian there, this, and this week. Know, like, yeah, I'm
1: going yeah. to yeah. All right, I do that. Well, cheers. Yeah, that's like old me. tiebreaker. <laughs> I'm okay. I've been okay lately, actually. You have. I th- yeah. Did
3: you Did you win last week, or did Megs win? Last week? I tied Megs last. I'm just. Yeah, I'm, yeah.
1: I'm just on a run each, of tying it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're like Arsenal a now. Yeah. yeah, just just
3: ties. You know what? I thought you guys were actually gonna gonna make it. No, I, I, I knew, knew
1: we weren't. I knew
3: we weren't. <laughs> So I there we go. I, I, was, I was gunning for the gunners this this season. I, I had hope
1: for you guys. I'm gunning for sub four hours. Uh, the, good, the, yeah. the, ebs, <laughs> the good, the bad, and the Eaves, Georgia. The good, the bad, and the Eaves. 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Yeah.
2: We oh. have got Kenneth Turan from the Los Angeles Times. He said. Blessed with a loose, anarchic B-picture soul that encourages you to enjoy yourself even when you're not quite sure what's going on, the scruffy Guardians is irreverent in a way that can bring the first Star Wars to mind.
1: What's remarkable about that, if I can jump on a little second, is the idea that we all did see it as a B movie, and yet it sets up the bee big storyline. Story, yeah, yeah. They snuck it in there when we because we all and the pressure's off. It's a B movie. You're like, hey, no one's expecting anything. Nope.
2: And then we've got Richard Corliss from the Time Magazine. He says, The lightly derisive live-action cartoon tone robs the movie of any majesty, even of the comic book type, and the many violent deaths of their suitable gravity. He didn't like it
1: much. He take, I mean, I know I've been a bit hard on it. He's taking it a bit seriously, isn't yeah. it? Just a bit, isn't he? Yeah.
2: Um, and then He's we... He still is Infinity Stone. Uh, and then we've got Peter Travers from the Rolling Stone we don't have any Ebes this week because
1: no, no Ebes no Ebes so we have Peter Jarvis with it Peter Travers Travers sorry that makes a lot more sense that's his name
2: Rolling Stone uh, he says Guardians of the Galaxy does the impossible through dazzle and dumb luck it turns the cliches of the comic book films on their idiot heads and hits you like an exhilarating blast of fun fun fun
1: thanks Petey yeah get it because he's Petey but he's also P.T. <laughs> P.T. Um, there we are Peter Travers Barnum I think so, we need something if he's going to be our backup Ebes
2: yeah, and he's, he's, he's not did. always back up Ebes though. He's not
1: always, but we can see kind of who's that. But if, you know what? So. It's not, not going to kill me to have a second uh, to have a second sort of nickname for a critic. Yeah, because he- th- there's a few that show up quite frequently. Peter Travers mm-hmm. is showing up a lot. Uh, Kenneth Sheeran from the Los Angeles Times. You, you oh, reference him a lot. Him. Mm. And, then and, Roper, well. and then Richard Roper. And then if it's an older film, Gene Siskel pops up yep. a lot. So those yeah. are kind of our short lists. Siskel was Eve's, um thingy, wasn't he? Yeah, I at, at the movies with Siskel yeah. and Eber. One wrote for the Sun-Times, one wrote for the Tribune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, I put out a fleece, as I'm known to do week after week after week. Is this a great film, good film, okay film, or poor film? No prizes for guessing that 51% would have called this a great film. (laughs) 27% good, 60% okay, 6% poor. So where are we at with our friends of the podcast? Over on the Patreon, Georgia.
2: So we've got one from Cheesy. With
1: with a fish fish on on a bike. bike.
2: He says, I remember loving this film when it, first came out the casting was perfect with the chemistry between characters being on point this is probably the funniest mcu film and still makes me laugh every time i watch it
1: okay oh sorry go ahead
2: the world building is done really well and the film as a whole has a great pace for me the star of the show is drax He has the best lines and i laugh every time this mcu film full of humor and a banging soundtrack probably led to the inception of other films in this universe but i don't think of them any of them hit the spot quite like guardians does
1: it ain't easy being cheesy. Let's take his uh, hypothesis for a small, just a quick mini lap around the table. Mm-hmm. Can you think of a funnier MCU film? Uh, I think I think number two's got more has got more jokes.
2: Also, Ragnarok. I I think,
1: Ragnarok I found funny. Huh? Oh, number two. See, Ragnarok's a different kind of. It's my least it's favorite kind of, of the first three. Well, no, that's not true. My favorite Thor movie is number one, then Ragnarok. But that being said, like Jeff Goldblum, funny. Is better for me than this funny. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. yeah Chris that's Hemsworth, like Twitter Tumblr funny. Chris Hemsworth with his whole like you know, f- you know, funny you know uh, most famous Avenger and all that. I'm like that's that, that's funny. Yeah. Or you know you know it, when when Loki's like yes, you see how you like it. That's <laughs> funny. <laughs> As a like callback funnies, Yeah. Yeah. Like like when he's facing, yeah. he's not like dance this no <laughs> like no like you make a joke but then you've got your hammer and you're like i'm gonna kick your ass now because yeah, you need exactly to have your ass kicked right. yep so that's not really the, the question was funniest but i prefer that i prefer that kind of Different humor kind so of i film. would lean on ragnarok as a funnier film personally yeah but that's just me i just wanted to take that mm. for a spin anybody are we all in agreement Ooh. on that or should i I don't know i i find i find I think Homecoming this one's more, really man. funny
2: homecoming is very funny as well yeah yeah um, oh hey. Wa- the, those war spidey movies are good way. funnies
3: Ooh, civil wars are different
1: but civil wars it's a
2: different kind of funny
1: civil wars humors is th- isn't like a consistent <laughs> thing yeah, that's wrong with ethan on this one yeah because yeah. civil war is also bucky killed your parents yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: like <laughs> oh, that, that's oh, a political classic thriller with it. classic yeah. bucky <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: oh he's killing everybody's parents you got a couple of drinks into him <laughs> yeah. a couple code words <laughs> bucky <laughs> lock up your your parents, Bucky's in town. <laughs> <laughs> Can I read Nick? Yeah. Oh, there's another one. There's Nate the Great. There's three. Yeah. Okay, Nick the Great
2: uh, says, "I know superhero movies don't seem to be Liam and Ian's thing, which is fine. A lot of them suck, and plenty of oh. them have way too much." badge cgi and this certainly has plenty of cgi and green screens but it all looks flawless this is truly a space opera and a better one unique characters a fun adventure space battles witty humor and well done action set pieces in two hours i care more about a talking raccoon and a tree than six movies with black widow and iron man James Gunn is a master filmmaker. Rocket is one of my favorite movie characters of all time. If I had to nitpick, I'd say the villain Ronan is kind of weak, but the story is always about the heroes and how flawed they are and how they can come together to find family. Beautiful film.
1: Whoa, boy! Whoa! Whoa! What those rains? I'm raining you in here. What was. <laughs> uh, if I ever. Was that Nate the Great? Right? Mm-hmm. Love Nate the Great. Right. A space opera? This ain't a space opera. <laughs> this is not a space opera. It's a movie set in space. Ain't no space opera. Um, Sci-fi comedy. I, I think, see, I think films are about the villains. I think Star Wars only works because Darth Vader is the villain he is. Yes. I think Phantom Menace, the one possible thing about it was that Darth Maul Darth was Maul. the villain he was. Yeah. A hero is only a hero when they have an excellent villain to overthrow. The yin and the yang. Whether in the first or in the second. I mean, some of them it is a little bit, you know. Obadiah oh, Stane, not, not, not a great villain, but that was more of a Tony Stark movie than an Iron Man movie. Yeah. If yeah, you pick yeah, up yeah. what I'm throwing down. Yes, I do. But you take, we said Spider Man Homecoming, like Peter Parker's made all the better because The Vulture's amazing. Yeah. Oh, he's good. He's good. Yeah. So, I don't know. And the master filmmaker bit, oh, he's mm. a master of a very specific type of film. <laughs> right. oh. A specific set of skills. What's something else? He's, okay. So he's done this. What else? Um, just liver. yeah come on like seriously
3: all right uh, like super is good I like super uh, this I know Peacemaker's a TV show but that, TV that, show. yeah uh, I'm, I'm the I'm, Suicide
1: I'm, Squad was a I calling. think the Suicide Squad it was, was a good. C plus I, I really had a good time. It, yeah. And also, I will say this, and this is—I'm not trying to rag on Nate because we—they're we all the Nate. Um, but the thing about Liam and I don't like combat movies. I think you and I go see more combat movies together than any other we, type of movie. We do, don't we? We, we were literally talking uh, just just for everybody. We're going to talk about it when the mic's off. Guard, we're going to see Guardians three of us week. If anybody's up for it, Tuesday or Wednesday—that's when we're on. Okay.
2: Can't do Tuesday. Might be able to do Wednesday.
1: Okay. Yeah. Let's Yeah. Okay. Because then we'll then we'll, we'll record on it. Cause that's a watch and record all in one. That's call.
2: a. I should rewrite mm. my uni essay. I might pass on this. Okay,
1: that's yeah. fine. So yeah, we'll see. So uh, that'll be that. But anyway, thanks a lot for the comments. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, obviously, you you, you and I definitely disagree. So I don't dislike it, but you, you, I'm not. You're very excited about this movie, and I'm very much mm. not emotionally attached to this. Movie. Well, I think this is the end, isn't it? This is. The oh, I'm talking about. I'm talking about Nate the Great. Top this oh, one. okay. Uh, no, this coming movie. I mean, I'm. I'm interested in where they're going to leave it. Yeah. Georgia. Uh,
2: Finally, we've got Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Dwayne Smith! Smith! He says, like a lot of people, I hadn't heard of The Guardians of the Galaxy when it was announced. I liked the look of the trailer, but not enough to see it at the cinema. Settling down to watch it at home, I was intrigued, but not mega hyped. Well, I loved it. It has a Star Wars feel, but more grown up. It's funny, and the characters are well written, and the dialogue is natural. It's well-paced and a good story. Drax is hilarious. I love Rockets wisecracking little quips, but... The bit with the artificial leg is so brilliant and you wouldn't believe it's Bradley Cooper. It's also unbelievable how many ways Vin Diesel can say I am Groot and bring genuine emotion. Peter brings an excellent 80s soundtrack too. This film is great start to finish.
1: Is this the opposite of The Phantom Menace? In that people had such low expectations yes. that you're blown away by yes. it when it comes up. I felt the same way when I watched Kingsman. Yeah, The first Kingsman, I had nothing going in. Me either. And then I watched it and went... Oh, shoot, this is really good. Yep. So I just wonder about that. Yeah. Yeah.
4: I, I'm, I'm exactly the same. Uh,
1: thank you, gentlemen, for your viewpoints and, and what a wonderful community we have. Yeah. 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 So if you want to know how thank you get you, involved, if you want to know how you get involved with and be a part of conversations like this and have me go, grumble 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 old man get off my lawn uh, <laughs> patreon.com slash bfe we kept it simple for you uh if i can take a look at the um fledgling fandom what did they come out with as i scroll as i scroll as i scroll here we go uh Nate the Great is oh hang on this is no it's Guardians of the Galaxy anything besides Great is wrong sorry not sorry that was Nate chirping back at me somehow MCU to me is what Star Wars is to Ethan I'm a little biased but this is truly one of the very few amazing or better MCU movies uh, Bigger Movie Pod says 100% it's a great film we have Bigger Movie Pod bloody love it we have many m- love it. many hearts afterwards bloody love Still it Steel World Order says legit great I mean he's a comic book guy he? Russell <laughs> the Post he says my favorite Marvel movie MVP for me is Dave Batista, as who has most gets the most of the best lines is Drax. Fingers crossed that Volume Three is better than Volume Two. Nostalgia cast says I like Volume One quite a bit for its attitude in capital letters and aesthetics in capital letters, if not for its copycat storytelling and Harry Potter ending. <laughs> what you know. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I think it's the idea that can't Harry. Is it because carrie can handle a whore he's the one who can handle the horcrux because he's one of yeah
2: if we won't tell you right now harry but you'll find out in seven movies time
1: (laughs) two idiots and a dog it's one of the better entries in the mcu at the first time i saw it i thought it was great now i feel pretty ambivalent about it the cast is good even if i don't like prat much anymore and it's fun with good pacing at the end of the day it's just another mcu flick sorry it's it's another mcu flick i don't want to word the word ad uh Mikey, Mr. Mikey Wood, also known as Sir in, but we call him, Fred. Fred. there we go. Uh, it's really a ton of fun. Um, considering how well it took a third tier or lower, honestly, Marvel property made it beloved. It's to be respected. The only downside mileage may vary is that the style influenced nearly every Marvel thing that came afterwards. And yeah. finally, movie chaser got a hold of us and said, uh, it's Gardens of the Galaxy volume three is the start of the decline. I got news for you. The decline started a long time ago, dude. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad to say that, uh, Gardens of the Galaxy volume three, I think he means one here is one, uh, okay i can't make out what he's saying here is it a review of volume three by accident he's trying to add three and alongside one and two we can't do i don't that. know good thing it ended at its mm. peak okay i guess he's given a slightly positive review there i don't know we'll see what we feel about that when we join in on that later on yeah uh so if we go ahead and i think we're just about at that time here oh i think we're Nice and that we can stretch out. We've got, we won't hit four hours for sure. I know that now. Huzzah. Woo. If you liked this film or episode, right. you'll like, uh, we've done Thor Ragnarok and we've done Iron Man. on this pod. Both worth checking out. We previously had a pod called Talk of the Mickey where we did a lot of Disney films, and that was a lot of Marvel films. So Mm -hmm. go check those out. We did them in sequential order all the way up to, I think The Avengers was going to be our next one. Yeah, yeah, we got up to Captain America 1, Yeah, then I think we stopped it. Uh, No, the next one on top is Jungle Book. (laughs) I know that Uh. that because it was my pick. Dwayne Smith reminds me every now and then. So at some point I will have to put the animated Jungle Book uh, the, the 1967 <laughs> version of it on the uh, like for us to there is somebody
4: out there who's listening to talking to the Mickey
1: going where is for it it's still <laughs> charting
3: we're still charting i was going to say i remember there was like a good year of we were in turkey i think we are in turkey and italy is, still yeah i remember um, japan nothing. it was like
1: number 3 for oh, like we were a good like, year after we yeah, finished yeah, yeah, we were in top 5 pod there um, so there we go and now it's time for our ratings our ratings where are you going to go with this one Oh, let's start with Georgia.
2: Um, I like this film a lot. It makes me feel warm and fuzzy. Um, When I knew I needed to watch it back again, I was kind of like, oh, I can't even be bothered. It's Guardians. It's a Marvel film. Blah, blah, blah. And then I started watching it and went, oh, this is why people like it. It is fun. It made me laugh. It was nice and warm. I like the color in it. Um, And I like the soundtrack a lot. Um, and I like that the characters are a bit weird, a bit goofy. They're a bit... They're not... They're not all good people and they but they try to be and i like that um so i am going to give this film eight out of ten. Yeah, it's eight out of ten different colored goos to all right. wash in
1: i forgot about those all <laughs> right uh, let's go with liam when
4: i first watched this i really 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 liked it my second watch i slightly don't like it as much as i did when i first watched it only slightly. Is this only your second watch? My second watch, okay. yeah. Um, I still love the soundtrack. Soundtrack is phenomenal. Um, I still love Karen Gillen in this, and she'll go on to do more with two and three. Um, I think together as a collective, I mean, they're a great group of um, ensemble cast to be playing opposite each other. They all bring something different to it. Um, I'm going to go with. A retrospective eight uh, nebula body parts out
1: of ten. Okay, there we go. Yeah, eight nebula body parts. I'm guessing the ones that have been like mechanically, yeah, enhanced. mechanically enhanced. Yeah, there we go. Out get of split later on. Ten. Didn't uh, let's go to the high mark of the four of us. Let's go to Ethan. <laughs> oh, really?
3: No, I'm. I this this film's fun. It's a fun film. It's done well. Uh, it's third act. Wames and I've I've gone into detail about that. I think I, I agree it, with that. The third
1: yeah. act is slog. a longer movie yeah. than there's a longer movie than you think. It feels mm. it feels long. Yeah, like I went and got like lunch halfway through this. Sorry, I'm talking through Ethan's mm. verdict. I do oh, apologize. no, it's
3: it's okay, it's okay because it's it's an agreeable thing. I stopped to eat food as well at, at a point during the third act. I like it. It's fun, and I'm trying to like subtract my own personal experiences of like I I. I like the character of Star-Lord and I like Guardians because I have this kind of, I, I wasn't abducted by aliens, but I had a parent die of cancer when I was young. I didn't really know my father. And to try and connect with said dead parent, I would listen to all the music that they, like, would in, uh, make me listen to and I found it as a way as, as a connection. And that's great. But that... This isn't that film? That's more like a subjective... Cake that i that i bring later on that's not what this film tells so with all that in mind removing that like tiny little conniption there it's a fine film uh, so i'm going seven and a half jackson pollock jokes <laughs> out of ten i, I was
1: stop short there. i was like do i to myself or not yeah i appreciate that uh yeah. it's pizza isn't it yeah isn't i it? like pizza yeah yeah I like it's like
3: wood fired i like you know what i'm just like wood fire pizza yeah
1: is a, a good quality pizza a pizza you eat yeah. and you're like oh i'm actually really surprised the ingredients here are a lot stronger than i thought they'd be yeah, yeah. <laughs> i yeah. thought i thought i was getting like trash quality corporate pizza and you've actually you've actually bought yeah. some decent ingredients to go into this pizza um and there's nothing wrong with that and that's what i'm saying a marvel film can't be higher but no there are marvel films i, I would rate really really high mm-hmm. um but i think any film that ends with dance off bro i'm distracting you butt nugget or whatever it was he called him yeah i'm like all right you just like you you took like you've just had it in your hands do we do like an organic ending no let's just ride ourselves out of it there we go done and they save it a little bit with the hold my hand hold my hand i'm like okay i appreciate a little bit of what we call whole text coherence there and a setup that happened in the first five minutes that pays off in the last five minutes those are all right but actually, it's weird. The characters whose growth I'm more interested in are the side characters, mm-hmm. and not the main character. And I think that might be part of the deal. Is uh, whereas Ethan feels an affinity to Star Lord, I don't. I don't, and I like Chris Pratt. Yeah, he's my favorite on on Community. Not Community. Yeah, uh, he's my favorite on Parks, Parks and Rec. And Rec. Uh, hmm. Generally, if I see him, I wanted to like him before he became overexposed and was everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but there's that. It, it, it's it's a good amount of fun i'm going to give this eight months it came out sooner in sweden than it did in the u.s market out <laughs> wow. of 10 yeah, yeah. like nice. this is this is a this this is a good movie it is a good movie i yeah. sat there going i was not, i was way in between <sighs> when it first came out i probably thought i was gonna go oh seven seven and a half and then i watched oh, it. Really? eight and as high points i was thinking eight and a half and i went what do i do with because i've always been quite open that the um my benchmark is eight and a half. That's my gateway to the to the elite grades. Yeah, and that's Back to the Future. Yeah, I always gotta weigh it against that, and I go, no, there's no way this isn't anywhere near as crafted as Back to the Future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And especially when you get to the ending, and it, it's just like, like I said, dance off, bro. You know what I mean? Like that's not that's not how the ending should go. Nope. So, but I had fun, Same. but I had, there's a cap on fun, and so this is where I always go. Remember, it's not favorite film ever. It's best film ever, and yeah. it's, it's it's a good film. Does uh, it rank in my top five Marvel films? I don't think so, but um, there is that. So uh, it's a, it's an interesting conversation to have, and I, I understand why people like it so much. I do get that. There's a lot yeah. of stuff in there. that's it's like designed for this underground, that like the music, the the ragtag group of characters, there's always someone somebody you relate to. it's like the stuff, Yeah, everyone everyone's it? got their one. Absolutely, one. Yeah. absolutely. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so there we have with that. Now, all we need to do is run out the Patreon. Uh, I don't think anybody's the, the people. I think they're going to destroy us. I mean, I think we're, <laughs> we're, we're sitting around. We had three eights and seven and a half. I think the Patreon's going to come in easily above eight and a half, probably around 8.8. It's going to be my guess. Ooh.
2: Well, you mm. are pretty much damn on right. It comes out at nine.
1: There we are. Wow. So,
2: yeah, we had a 10 in there. Uh,
1: who tended? I felt yeah. I thought I was going to be one of the more positives as well. Was it Nate the Great?
2: I think so, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, that's, hey. Yeah, it was. You join your membership, you get to make your votes. Yeah, you so indeed. It comes out at 8.1, which is one of the higher ones that we've done. Uh, lower than Scott Pilgrim. Oh, that's it. Let's do some name games here. What's better, this or Scott Pilgrim?
2: Ooh. Uh, I
1: prefer this. I prefer this. Yeah, yeah, over Scott Pilgrim. But we, uh, Scott Pilgrim was rated higher. I think
2: Scott Pilgrim was a better made conceptual. Just for the deal. record,
1: Georgia, you gave you gave Scott Pilgrim nine, you gave this eight. Oh. Just, just I think it's serious. got I better, but it's, it's I'm comparing stylized film to stylized film. It's really difficult. It's so oh, here's an interesting one. This or There Will Be Blood. Oh, this There film. Will Be Blood without a doubt. I, I fell it, in love with that film. I had more fun with this film. Yeah. I'd rather so back to the story, I'd rather watch this film again, Yeah, but There Will Be blood's a better film. Yeah. It is. Yeah, I,
3: I'm no, still thinking it, about There Will Be Blood every so often.
4: I know, but it's just hard for me to go, I enjoyed this or I didn't enjoy that. <laughs> you know what my
3: main takeaway from this was? I, rewatching Guardians was going. That Superman movie James Gunn's
1: doing is going to be pretty good. That that was that was just going. Yeah, it'll probably be fun. Let me just name one more, and we'll get out of here on this. There will be blood. Not there will be blood. This or Up in the Air. Oh, I loved. Oh, I, I fell in love again. You're you're giving me films that I love yes. and keep thinking about. Up in the air was so yeah, good. You, you rated you rated this higher than you rated Up in the Air. Yeah, so that's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, me, it's Up in the Air hands down. Yeah. I was just curious because they're about they're kind of in the same ballpark numbers wise so i just thought i'd give it an ask. georgia this or up in the air i don't
2: know which one up in the air
1: was george clooney flying plans i
2: don't remember it
1: okay (laughs) (laughs) uh ethan everyone's consistent with their marks and george is consistent that she forgot up in the air (laughs) 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 um okay so all of us have to do i want to do two things i want to talk about what we're doing next week and i also want to talk about i want to talk about the plan for the next um the next uh, media madness Mm. Ooh. I want to pitch a couple of ideas and see what people think. Okay. okay. Yeah. Because uh, I want to save. I want to save. I want to save.
2: You're going to have to tell us later, right? Yeah, know okay.
1: Yeah, there's I one, did I there's, I there's, gonna, one, there's one I want to save for the summer because we'll need two hours. Okay. Because yeah, it's going to need to be 64.
2: Oh, I know what you mean. You know what I'm talking about now? I'm back okay. on the time.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here is my thought process is that um, we do a few things, and here's some of the ones I want to have coming up. For Media Madness, we could do best actors working today, male. Mm-hmm. You could do female as well, but you could do that. Uh, you could do something like best. V- so we did TV. So I want to stay away from TV on this next one, necessarily. Yep, yep. We could do something like best villains.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We could do something I want to do at some point this year, because it's the 15-year anniversary of the MCU. Best comic book movie. yeah. Ooh, that one might have to be a sixty-four bracket as well. Or characters? Yeah. Well, characters are an interesting thing outside of that as well. Yeah. I think. What do you do first? Do you go with. Yeah. Do you go with the film, or do you go with the character? And if it's the character, which version of the character? So you have to put your brackets. You know, is yeah. Heath Ledger's Joker? Yeah, you go
3: with. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so which all that Spider-Man sort of stuff. Are you
1: choosing. So just some thoughts here, but I kind of want to pitch out here because I want to give people lots of notice about 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 doing it. But as we dropped it, and it seemed to have it's done very well today. I just kind of want to think about what the next one should be. So I don't know it, was it, heard, any, it was a very fun listen. I don't know if anybody has some thoughts on it.
4: Um,
2: uh, which Play-Doh color is best? Like,
1: like in the future, I want to do things like like best TV theme song, best TV drama. Yeah. Yeah. What are you
4: thinking about doing this once a month? We or could once do music three months, once or? every month or
1: two. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's well, a really we
4: never did our real round
3: table it's, it's on a, it, it's movie a,
1: themes. the problem with the movie themes and is you bring it up yeah. is we got so little engagement yeah <laughs> on movie themes so so little mm. engagement so we, we, we can do it and we should do it but in the same breath i think i'm learning thematically i'm trying to find a way that's more user-friendly i think these one-on-one matchups yeah. where we talk about it is an interesting sort of play in so i think i'm probably trying to look to maybe decrease the real round tables which have been slowing down anyway okay and yeah, maybe yeah. utilize this because it went so well and I had a really good format for just sort of talking mm. through it
4: yeah i agree yeah
1: so just some ones to think i don't know if anybody has any thoughts So, i'm just throwing stuff out
2: oh my brain doesn't think. work this quickly so i should
1: just <laughs> i should just tell you guys what we're doing next yeah yeah yeah. Okay. why not go ahead usually i don't give this much uh diplomas here i usually say here's what we're doing next <laughs> People do just <laughs> we're not used to, so not so used to that
3: <laughs> right, so i'm not him. used
1: to free will let's talk about next <laughs> <laughs> Ethan's just in a cage waiting to be unlocked to be on the pod. Uh, please, so all we do now is talk about what we're doing next week. Next week's a BFF of the BFE episode. George, I'm assuming you're recording and you're good to go. All right, so next week, BFF of the BFE, we're going to be joined by good OG BFF of the BFE, Juline, who's coming on, and we'll be talking to us about, I believe it's her favorite movie. Oh. oh no! Spoilers here. Boondock Saints. Oh, oh wow! I've, this I've never okay. seen this. I couldn't tell you a single actor in it. I'm completely like Al Pacino in *Scent of the Woman*. I'm in the dark here. I know. Um, okay. Oh god, I forgot. his face. He
3: plays. Uh, he plays okay. Michael Rooker's brother in the in the Walking Dead. What's it's okay face? if I don't know. Like
4: I'm not going to bother yeah. me. I'm not going to. Barry his face. There's a comedian in it. Right. Norman Reedus. Um, he's brilliant. Okay. uh I only watched this like two or three weeks ago.
1: Did you? Oh, really? Yeah. Well, you probably don't have to watch it again.
4: <laughs> oh, I will. I will, will? Okay. I'll watch it again because that's—he's that a really good movie. Because there's a, a spin-off of this as well. I think Uh another another Boondock Saints movie um that came out years later. Because this is 90s, I think. Yeah, it's old. Yeah, yeah. Going by what? Well, I think it's mid 90s, early mid. I can't. I want to say 92, 94,
1: that sort of age. Yeah, I don't know. Boondock Saints. 99. 99. So there we go. It's the same age as me. There
0: you go.
2: (laughs) It has has an
4: early 90s feel rather than a late 90s feel about it. But there we are.
1: So there we go. So very excited about having Julene on. She always brings some smashers. I'm very excited about Boondock Saints. I just had a small look at the cat I will Dafoe. Billy, oh, Connolly. I like Billy, Billy Connolly. Billy Connolly, there go. I was trying to oh, not whoa. give you away too much. There we go. No, that's all right. It's all right. Oh, about Boston. <laughs> It'll be like having Reverend Bruce back on the streets of Boston. <laughs> yeah. The town 2.0. No, no Mark Wahlberg in sight. No Mark Wahlberg is <laughs> in sight. So there we go. So please join us next week. I won't be doing any context corner. No research. We're going to zoom through it as we tackle the boondock saints the BFF of the BFE, julene as we begin big film summer like i'm gonna do like no word of a lie like we have films coming up for the next i don't know how many weeks they are huge films like we did some little ones like sliding doors but like we're looking at ones after boondock saints i don't know if we have anything that's not massive in in one capacity or the other coming up for A couple of months minimum. There's some huge films this summer. Wow, huge, huge, huge films. I'm looking forward to this. And some films that we've talked about, and they're on the docket finally. Ooh, so like there's some. Yeah, these will be big name sort of films coming at us. So I'm surprised we still have this many big, big, big names out there, which is great because I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw one out. I'm Uh, gonna watch your face reaction. Okay. Pulp
4: Fiction.
3: Yes.
4: I'm just smiling. That's all I'm doing. (laughs)
3: I was looking at the cat like he did not I would, move. I would, I would okay. I'm gonna honestly say this. I don't know. <laughs> okay, okay. I don't know. Okay. I hope I, I, yeah, I know it like won't smirk. be. But I'd love no. overfield
1: to be on there. because years this year. I've 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 scheduled up until the end of 2024. <laughs> so, oh, okay. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> yeah, and I will say the Pulp Fiction came out in 1994. Okay. So there. I would say it might make more sense for me to do it later on its thing, but maybe not. I have no idea. And someone can always jump in with short. their pick and, and, and steal it. So, they you know, might, yeah. all sorts of things. But we do have some Tarantino here on we the do. BFE. Thank you for the Play-Doh, by the way. <laughs> oh, I, you know what
2: I mean? I'm
4: just... I'm touched. There we are.
2: Mine is absolutely staying here because I've made a Wendy's girl, a shark, a rose, an elephant, a snail, and a penguin in that time. Yep. And I've made me very happy. So...
1: Well, hopefully we've made you very happy and please join (laughs) us next week when we're joined by Julian to talk about The Boondock Saints. For Best Film Ever. Uh, I've been Liam. I've been Ethan. And I've been
2: Georgia.
1: And hey, this is the BFE. We pitch that analysis so high and we try really hard to make sure it's not going to go over your head but no fear there because you catch it because your reflexes are that strong. <laughs> we'll catch you on the flippity flap. The flippity flip flop.